Welcome to episode 12 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. My name is Jody, also known as Painting Chap, and with me as always are my two co-hosts, Christopher. Hey, Jody, how are you? Not too bad, my friend. How about you? Eh, not too bad, not too bad. Good, good. And the Crown Prince of Darkness, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I can't complain, can't complain. Yeah. How are you? No, I'm not too bad. You sat, if you can't complain, are you doing it right? Yeah, I know. Well, it's very un-Swedish, though. Yeah, well, that's what I yeah. like. Well, I guess I have to complain about something. Yeah, well, if, if nothing else, you could always make up something to complain about. That's true. And then feel hurt about it if, when people don't care. Yeah, sounds yeah, very that's... British as well as Swedish, to be fair. Yeah. There you go. We have something in common. Finally. Finally. <laughs> uh, so... Except the sexual deviancy, but yeah. Yeah, so well, the less we talk about that, the yeah. better, because, you know, it'll well, become a one-upping com- competition, and then it just gets weird. <laughs> to be fair, the Brits are quite adept at that, so... Yeah, well, pretty, it's kind of a thing if you're a politician, um, yeah. but the less we talk about politics, the better, no, no, I guess. No, no, only if you have to want to join a dining club in university. Well, there is that too, but, you know, who hasn't been there with a pig's head before? <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? You're, that's almost uh, what you're working with, anyhow. Yeah, well, definitely something. Wait, hey, what are you trying to say? Eh, fair enough. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get anywhere, let's uh, let's because you know we might actually get somewhere at some point. Let's go through the social media shoutouts so we actually remember to do them. First things first, look us up on Facebook at the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Give us a like and follow along and get involved. It's an open community page, so share your work, get in ch- touch, have a chat with us, and you know just uh, become part of the family. Uh, we have Twitter, at Varangian Heresy on Twitter. Uh, hit us up, and uh, one of us, pretty much probably going to be Chris, is uh, is on there at the moment because, you know, you're a student and you're on your off summer now, so you have nothing to do, yeah. right? And it's also linked to my phone, so... Oh, perfect. So right basically, handy. bombard the shit out of him. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I have no idea what the fuck Twitter is. So. It's one of those See? things that young people do with, apparently, but, you know... Chris likes to remind us how he is the youngest one on the podcast. Yeah. So. Get off my lawn. Yeah. To be fair, Jarvis yeah. doesn't really say much off, these days. Get off my <laughs> land. Get off my land, the young young one. Sorry, but I tried to go a bit west country there. Failed epically. And um, yeah, moving on. Um, so, um, and then you've got our email, theverangianheresy at gmail.com. Hit us up if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about, any list you'd like some uh, sort of critique on. Uh, Try not to steal phrases, but fluff whacking or just fluffing or whacking or uh, thwacking or whatever you want to call it. Um, we will do our very best. If you've got ideas for topics you'd like to see us cover, drop them in. We've already done one with the uh, the sort of scrounging for terrain, and yeah, we'd love to do some uh, more. That was Rickard Svensson, I think. Yeah, and he dropped us an email, which would be very cool if there's more out there. Also, uh, we are now on Stitcher, so you actually get us through Stitcher as well if you need another source to actually locate us. Uh, so that's good. We're just trying to uh, grow those who listen to us. So give us, like I say, shout us out to your friends, get involved, and yeah, make the most of social media. So that's all out of the way. Um, on the podcast tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it... Uh, we have uh, a special guest. We have Spencer from the land down under, the Elf King himself. 
Um, we are hoping for pictures, by the way. And I know I say this every time we mention him, but seriously, we're expecting pictures on this episode, seeing as he's actually our guest. Um, he is coming on to talk all things Solar Auxilia and have a good chat with uh, the, all of us here and basically take us through the lists and all the other bits and pieces as is now becoming a regular segment on our show when we bring somebody in to do that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that um, and actually having a good chat with Spencer. Um, well, you are, well, are you looking forward to see his elf outfits or are you looking forward to hear him talking about Solar Exilia? Uh, um, definitely talking about Solar Exilia. I'm kind of curious about the elf outfits. <laughs> Not in a 30k yeah. curious or try it once then try it twice uh, to be sure curious. curious. Elf curious. That's uh, good. Half breed curious maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, well. But yeah, we've, anyway, heard, we've heard so much about I, this. We have to see something. Well, I, I need to get his two cents on my fucking list for Solar Exilia. <laughs> like what? Like how to paint it quicker and stuff? Uh, maybe that, or maybe to, am I running too many tanks, or should I, or too can, few? Or can you run too many tanks? Well, with Solar Exilia, I think you can. Uh, I, I don't know. There's fuck the artillery. I've, I've started glancing at the artillery, and I'm getting. Uh, you're you're getting, getting, you're getting some, some Draco Suns for the infantry. Uh, so everything yeah. can be in a tank. Yeah, no, Draco Suns with the, the militia cannons. Yep. Nothing says, the, nothing says hello like that. Yeah, nothing gives you a fucking solar exilia stiffy like a Draco with. Stiff for solar. Sti- See, we keep coming up with these cool ideas. Talk for treachery. Now, stiff for solar, or- solar orcs. You know. Yeah. Serve the exactly. Stiff for Draco Suns. Or, or, or dick hard for Dracosens. <laughs> Double down hard. Yeah, exactly. Or just like a deployed for Dracosens or something like that. Deployed? Yeah. Well, that's, that one, you're... that's one way of putting it, I suppose. You're, you're deployed. I'm always yeah. deployed for Dracosens. Yeah. Exactly. See, it works. <laughs> this, is gold. this is gold. We should be putting out t-shirts with this shit on. Yeah, I know. Fucking. No more t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, oh, get on with it. There's a, no, no, fair enough, Christopher. Don't let him off easy. Yeah, yeah uh, but... Uh, yeah. Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> There's already a list for t-shirts idea, so I think. Uh, yeah. I know, like... We'll, open, we'll have to open up a spreadsheet, some, a spreadsheet store or something at some point, so Freddy doesn't have to print all of these off himself. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, be nice to give you a break sometime, buddy. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Later in the future. At some point. Um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> never, never, never. I never break for heresy. The heresy doesn't break for no one. <laughs> the, 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 on this heresy train, there are no breaks. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to steal that. Someone has already said that. Yeah, but somebody's already yeah. said that, so it's just—it's not stealing; it's plagiarism. What a difference. Uh, someone has already made a nice uh, image of it as well. Mm, that's true. See, Thomas the Heresy Engine. Yeah, you don't even have to worry about creating a T-shirt logo; it's already there. <laughs> you just have to rip it off and put it on a T-shirt. See. Yeah, we just need to make Thomas' face looks like Horace or something. Oh, that's that that could be done. There's a fa- I don't know whose it is, but there's a fantastic picture out um, of Horace holding a world in his in uh, in his lightning glove, lightning cat thing, or is that Abaddon? I can never remember which one that is. I don't know if it's a black. Uh, I, I want like the Fulgrim's party panzer or like Fulgrim's orgy train or something. Should be a symposium, not an orgy, because an orgy was basically a food. Thing. Mm. A symposium. What was uh, the sixth thing and fourth thing? 
Well, it, uh, could, it, it, it could be an orchestra of um, orgasms, you know. Debauchery. Debauchery. Mm-hmm. Debauchery. <laughs> so the debauchery train. Everybody boarded the debauchery train. There we are. <laughs> We've got one sorted. Next stop, Slanish Will. Oh God! Uh, I've just—I've actually just finished re-listening to um, *Angel Exterminatus* on audiobook, and it's been a while since I've listened to it, and I forgot how good that uh, was. Pedrobi is such a wanker. Oh. Well, at least Fulgrim understands. Yeah. He's right. like Fulgrim. What? What is best in life? And so here the lamentation. To hear the lamentations of the demonets, to uh, spray all those before you, and uh, you know. And I thought we were supposed to focus this episode, but uh, wait, what the hell are you on about, (laughs) man? I am so focused. You have no idea. Um, Yeah, well, Uh, I'm I'm threading the needle here, Flannish style. Anyway. So, are we doing the intro? We Wait, are. We're in the middle, we? of, we're in the middle we in, of the intro. Are we in the intro? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, what have we done so far? Not much. Uh, right, let's... Social just... media shout-outs and Spence shout-outs and... Let's, let's, yeah. let's move on. Let's give a shout-out to uh, some new kids on the block um, as a fantastic 80s, early 90s reference. Um, and that is the 30K channel on YouTube. Now, these guys have uh, reached out to us. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, they sent uh, us uh, the link to their first episode on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, on our twi- to our Twitter. And uh, they are, are aware that there are some problems with the episode. Okay. But, they're still but, 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 but wait, 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 Chris. Yeah. But step by step, they're getting better. Yeah, they are. I was coming to that. I, I, I just wanted to say step by step, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Freddie, you fuck. <laughs> you absolute fuck. <laughs> I'm here all night, you know. It's, here all night, right. stuck in the laundry. This is all I've got to think about. Exactly. Well, their first episode is about uh, uh, the white scars. Yeah, it's cool, and Chris. It... You be the serious one. I'll pull this back on track for now. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. But, uh, they, have a, they have mentioned that there are some ca- camera issues with the first episode, but... Uh, they're working on it, oh. and the first and the first episode was actually quite uh, informative and nice to see them play. It was a really good bat rep, and I, I highly recommend everybody goes and have a look at them. The armies are beautiful. I mean, the armies they've got are painted absolutely beautifully, um, and you know it's the first time they've produced a bat rep and put it out. It's really good quality, and it's um, even though it's sort of the kind of like the stop start end of turn kind of version. They do go in. They sort of do that for every phase, and you actually get a lot out of it. I think. I mean, I, I got a lot out of it. Watching. It's, watching like, it. it's perfect for that when you you're all, you know, you have your lunch break at work and you can't fucking crack out a game and you you can't you run out of like cracked resin to snort and, and shit and you know there you go you you have like a quick fix. Yeah, you got no super glue to push it, into it, your veins. It's like one of those nicotine patches when you try to stop smoke. Yeah. yeah, it's a heresy patch. Yeah. It's a heresy patch. I like that. We, again, another T-shirt. See, we we we, sh- we should be writing this stuff down or recording it or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, these guys seriously, God, they they really do some good stuff. And one thing that I I absolutely loved about it, and and huge shout out to them for doing this, the terrain, the terrain of their videos is just sublime. I mean, these guys have got, um, they were using the downed Thunderhawk. 
uh, yeah. piece from Forge yep. World. That was, and it was, it's beautifully painted. And I, I get the feeling, although you don't see it super close, I get the feeling it's like top quality when you're like an inch away from it. So it's uh, it's not just sort of blocked out and looks good at a distance. It looks absolutely superb. Um, so yeah, big shout out to those guys. And I tell you what, we'll see if we can get them on the show in a, in a future episode and have a chat with them. Because yeah, for sure. They they do they are another source of really good 30k um, hobbying, and um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to have them on. And you can never get you know enough of that. Yeah, and again, I, I'm I'm going to put this out there. Um, I've been uh, supporting like uh, mini wargaming for a while now, and um, I, no disrespect to what they do, but they're very very much a business, and I, I get the feeling that a lot of their um, Battle reports don't have a lot of heart to them. There's no, you don't feel the love, as such. In in the most, <laughs> there, there, there's no reach around after you watch. No, it. there's no, there's no reach around. There's no comfort hug. There's no, you know, snuggling on the pillow after it's done. It's, you know, it's very hard, fast, and there seems to be very little um, foreplay. But uh, these guys do some, uh, do really good, uh, do a really good job at, at actually making it a whole uh, experience. I mean. Um, I think so. I mean, Chris, what do you think? Have you? Yeah, that uh, was uh, quite nice. They were talking about the armies and had a bit of a wrap up wrap up afterwards as well. Just uh... and all, all I say as a slight spoiler, this has to be some of the worst dice rolling I have seen since hearing about Freddy at the LVO. I wish I could say the same, but I had worse dice rolls against Frederick when I played in Stockholm. Really? I mean, yeah. really, really? Because they were yeah. some pretty harsh dice rolls that these guys were, go- <laughs> guys were going through. Yep. Okay, Still. fair enough. Well, maybe we've got some contenders for bragging rights on the worst dice rolls ever. But mm-hmm. um, no, it was, again, seriously, the guys do really good stuff. Go out there and have a look at the, what they do. And um, yeah, get your hobby fix there because uh, they do some seriously fun stuff. So, uh, that's those guys shouted out. Is there anybody else we want to shout out right away before we sort of get into uh, sort of talking about what we normally do on this event, on this uh, episode, or all episodes? No? Yes? No? No. no. Uh, move on. Move on? No. no. Move on. <laughs> move on? Okay, well, I was going to shout out... Um, I'll, I'll just do a little shout out, if I may, um, to Chris at Scattershot Hobbies for ep- our episode last week. And um, yeah, you know Chris is uh, Chris is a good friend of the show. So Scattershot Hobbies and Scattershot Painting. So check him out if you got got time. Uh, we're not pimping them. We just happen to like what they do, and they're they're really good for the community. As you may have uh, might understand, I have a slight passion towards this uh, from our last episode. And again, apologies for the slightly sleep induced rant at that point. And I've been warned that my ranting privileges have been reduced um, <laughs> before they get revoked. So I've got to watch what I rant about. So, No more rantaholics. No more rantaholics. I have to behave, and, and then maybe I'll be allowed to do a rant in the future. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it to every third episode. Okay. Yeah. That I can live so, with. So we have a, so the new plan for this show is, if you're listening, uh, every third episode there might be a army special, and every third episode there might be a Jody ranting special. Hey! Mm-hmm. And if we can put the, put the two together, it could be quite fun. Yeah, uh, it's all about being efficient. Yeah, 100% Swedish, 100%, 110% of the time. Um, <laughs> so let's let's move on to our main uh, our main reason for sort of being here together. Um, as it sounds like uh, an, an anonymous meeting, uh, 
we will uh, we always sort of chat about our hobby progress and what we've been doing because we got this podcast together um, really just to uh, talk hobby and then we decided to hit record so uh, starting with Mr. Freddy because I <laughs> I know you've got a busy schedule these days buddy um, what sort of hobby stuff have you managed to get out of the way that recently uh, I'm almost done with my July commitment for the escalation lead I'm just doing the last bit of inking on my my 10-man Marauder Squad and my Primus Medicare and my, what do you call it? Mechanicum Marine. Previous? Dude. No. A dude Watch that Father? is a... No. The other one. Tech Marine? Tech, tech Marine. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I'm gluing together uh, five Mark V last cannon dudes to go with the Black Shields yeah. eventually in the future. That sounds sweet. That sounds really awesome. And I know the Solar Exilia is looking at me. They're mocking me. And they're saying, you bloody traitor. Why are you doing this piece of shit? Black Shields, when you, you're supposed to spend your love with me. Caress me. Look at look at my arm. It looks like a 19th century diver suit. And you love, you love the models. You want them. You want them painted. Love me, touch and... me, steampunk me up, baby, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And I will come to you guys. Don't worry. Daddy hasn't forgot about you. Daddy just has issues. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows that. Um, but we, we 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 love you. We still love you, Freddie. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, besides that, the fucking Dreadnought Dropod is mocking me. And it's the last thing I need to do. That one and glue together my last Leviathan to have my full Leviathan talent. But time. There's too many things. I want to do you too. I still love you. Don't worry. Daddy loves you too. But oh, really? This is this is the only thing I can finish in time. So I can't commit to you. So I'll have to do the black shield. So you will come. Your time will come. My precious. My precious. I have sorted out your bits and I have washed you. All I need to do is clip and file you and maybe, you know, use a heat gun. But you have got a little bit of love. You got washed and caressed. <laughs> so he should be happy, kind of. I don't know. But he's sitting in the corner staring at you with a, with a, with a long long glare kind of thing. Yeah, it's the big centerpiece, you know, with the engine. Because it's actually, it's literally, it's only like, what is it, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pieces. Okay, isn't that supposed to be like one of the worst kits in the world to put together? It's actually very simple because I've done two already. Oh, okay. One? <laughs> isn't the the other that one or is it, is it the Amblus or the Charybdis? The Amblus I've done three as well, and they're pretty easy. Like the first one was pretty shit house, but the, once I did the second one, I kind of realized what I did wrong in the first one. Ah, okay. And then and then for the third one, like I, I reckon, you know, what would be a good business to do like instruction videos instead of those papers for the Fortwell kits, especially the more complicated ones. So Fortwell, do it. Do, do it the, now. Do the drop pods have the old style or the new style instructions? I think they got the old style. Uh, stop confusing me. Because the old style are basically hey, images first, printed on. By, yeah. On a, first first we need sheet. to first we need to sort this out, Chris. I'm a man. A man don't read instructions. We know things, okay? It's mm-hmm. like reading a map or asking for directions. We don't do that shit. You look at a kit and say, ah, this probably goes together like this. And then I have a pile of Fortwell instructions somewhere. Okay, <laughs> so. Who knows? Yeah, so that's why you were looking for the instructions for the Cerberus earlier this 
year. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> the Cerberus was fucking confusing. Because I didn't know it was up and down and shit. Yeah, but the Cerberus is a bit wrong. We we all know this. Oh, I love the Cerberus. Please, 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 please. Has anyone read the new Red Book? Is the Cerberus playable? <laughs> or have they done nothing to it? Well, we'll see in a couple of days. We'll find out as soon as it yep. drops. I demand satisfaction. Make <laughs> the Cerberus rule be as awesome as the model looks. I want to see more Cerberus. Now, which what's the weapon on the Cerberus? Which one's that one? Uh, it's fucking... What is it? Like D3 shots? Strength 10, AP 1. If you don't pen, you lose a whole point yourself. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's not bother with that then. Um, <laughs> exactly. Does, does it have armor bane by any chance? No. Oh, great. <laughs> is it ordinance by any chance? No. Fuck, is it anything by any chance? No, it's like this last cannon with an extra strength and an extra better AP that gets hot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it's wow. worse than gets hot because you get hot on one to six. Like if you shoot a rhino, you get hot on a one or two. Oh my god! Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Why why bother taking them? Because it looks so fucking amazing. Okay, like, so it's super a... cool. It's like a, a sci-fi stug with uh, sexy guns. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't and really I'm, argue I'm not with that. I'm saying sexy buns. I'm saying sexy guns here. Okay. okay so focus. Focus. Look at me. I was fo- See, I'm focused. Yeah. I'm focused. focused. I'm Good. focused. Don't, no need to hit me. I'm focused. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't make me take out, like, the, the fucking whip. <laughs> the Slanesh whip. Oh, God. The now, one now that, that gives have, me memories of... in glue and, uh, you know, broken glass. You know, oh, the, the old uh, blood sport mm. style. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You like that, don't you? That's good. Okay. Uh, so, what are you planning to do? <laughs> Has anyone else done any hobby progress? Yeah, I've yeah, done some. So, Chris, do you want to go next then, my friend? Yeah, I've built bases and prepped my escalation. You only, do, you only build bases and prepping. Yeah, Where's the, the actual painting? Well, I've actually put paint on two dreadnoughts. So, there. You put it to it? Like you took a jar of paint and you just put it on? Yeah. Actually, it's a primer and then some gilding wax, so they look nice and metally currently. Cool. You yep. can gild my wax. Oh. Probably. Well, but, hello. Uh, well, I won't. I won't. Yeah. But uh, the escalation pledge is uh, coming along nicely for compared to last month. That's still actually in bits, but uh, ah, stuff happens, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's always fun to build uh, custom bases for an entire force. Yeah, it's fine it if it's, it's an entire Mechanicum force. It's like six people, but if you're trying to do a few hundred, it's not not as fun. Uh, for this pledge, there's uh, 15, 10, 11, 12, 13 bases. So that's not that's not too bad, bad I suppose. Manage that. Not then it would probably be quite easy to step up from here. So. That, that works. Uh, so, what yeah. are you, uh, what are you planning? I mean, have you done anything else hobby related, or? Uh, I've been just not hobby related because I've been watching that video from 30k channel and playing Destiny. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I've been really busy with. It sounds like playing, it. playing Destiny. 
<laughs> it sounds like you've been exceedingly busy, my friend. Um, yeah, I had to I had to wait for the gilding wax to be dry enough to get a coat of varnish on it, so that's about four hours, so Focus. Focus my friend. <laughs> that that was me focusing. That's his high that's his high focus level. Yeah. Is what he's saying. Yeah. So Jody, what have you been doing then? Uh, I've been doing a little bit actually. Uh well more than a little bit. Um I am currently uh, as we speak finishing off the putting to the sticking together of uh five tactical marines to expand one of my tactical marine squads. Um I have been remodeling some cataphractoid terminators to change some weapon options. I have built myself two um, Legion Medicaes, um apothecaries, and they, they look extremely different, but I'm quite happy with that. Um, what else have I been up to? I have base-coated my Sikoran, which is very nice, and I've, um, <laughs> I've spent a large amount of time reading the um, Horus Heresy Masterclass book. <laughs> so as to get a clue on what the hell to do with painting it, um, to get it right. Um, so nice. Oh, the book is the book is amazing. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. I, I can't, you know, I can't say that enough. It is the shit. It is absolutely fucking amazing. Um, those guys seriously know how to do uh, instruction books and books in general. Because um, yeah, it's pretty. Um, so there is that. Uh, what else have we I've been doing lots. Uh, converted up another Iron Havoc to round up that squad. Um, basically, I'm trying to tidy up my list parts for um, Scandus to make sure that I get them all painted in time because, you know, I actually want to rock up with a fully painted army list. Um, and I can't really want to change my mind now I'm kind of committed to what I've put together. There's, I know with uh, how busy work is and other commitments I'm doing for Scandus, such as terrain and other things, then um, <laughs> I am uh, I'm a little bit a uh, little bit locked into what I can do. So I'm happy with that. I mean, I like the list I've got. Um, I have I won't lie, I have tinkered around with it a little bit and then looked at it and went, nah, that just sounds like too much. Seems like too much hard work, so I won't bother with that. And um, yeah, just cracked on with uh, with what I'm doing. I must uh, put that for, for some amazement here, because who can actually be, be settled on a list so early? Because there's months left to Scandus. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's got a shit ton of work to do outside of outside of painting his army and doesn't have a lot of hobbying time, seeing as I do most of my hobbying time when we record episodes. Um, so yeah three or four hours a week is not really enough to uh do for me to paint to the standard that i want to deploy my uh things at so yeah you should do it. you should just have like two or four hours a day but would be nice but you know yeah. i have a full-time job now <laughs> it's actually a thing i have to be serious about what i'm doing there um and my boss would honestly ask me why the hell i'm painting models rather than you know making videos and upgrading updating websites and doing other stuff well, isn't he on vacation currently? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Is is he like a frequent listener of the Ranging Heresy? I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> you, you never want to jinx that sort of shit. <laughs> 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 I really don't want to get that wrong. 
um no it's it's just this. I, I i am getting a fair bit of time to do stuff i just want to make sure i get it to the right level so i am i'm committed to what i'm going to do and what that is i will post over to the Virgi the uh, northern heresy at some point and they can have a look at it um and give us a bit of a fluff whack on it because it'll be both fun oh but we can't tell them everything i thought we were supposed to win this thing yeah well i didn't say i was going to send them the list i was taking did i Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, got to be a bit gamey, because that, that's only a bit of fun at the end of the day. And, yeah. uh, you know. Think about the honour. The honour. Yeah, exactly. We don't have any. Um, <laughs> we need to try and earn some. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, so, yeah, I settled on a list, Chris. That's, I settled on a list, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I settled on about 20 lists so far. Yeah, but how many of them are going to finish painting? This one. But that's already painted, isn't it? Yeah. Or... <laughs> what the fuck? See, that's I could I could use a uh, couple of gorgons or two. Though. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm we'll skeptical. Or well, a couple of gorgons or four more like it. Mm. Or a couple more titans. You know, that could be fun. Yeah. That could change your change your mind. Yeah, but uh, I can't win the warlord titan until the last day of Scandis. So. Wow, tough. So, <laughs> so I can't figure. Can't uh, fa factor it into my list. Fair enough. I, I, I will forgive you on that then. Well, a warhound manipul. That could be fun. A warhound manipul is two warhounds. Okay, you're yeah. halfway there. Who will buy me the second warhound? Uh, you're halfway there. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> I might be able to get hold of a reaver titan. Hey, well, uh, you're you, you are two people in your household. There you go. You bought the first one, and then it's just common courtesy for your housemate to buy the second one. Yeah, but she spent uh, 3k on a crate for the dog. So, for the so, car. so you're telling so, me the dog should be buying it for you? Is that what you're saying? I actually, in the store, asked, asked the dog how she was going to pay for it. So. Yeah, see? She just uh, looked at me with the... More of a catty More of a catty look, that uh, the rice one. I've seen cats do this. Are you for real, human? Yeah, but see, you know, that's uh, one for the dog and one for the warhound dog. Yeah. yeah. Could, I, could I bring my Jack Russell as a warhound for Scandus? There might be some issues with you Just looking after it when you're too drunk. Uh, no, I, I am not babysitting it. Just before <laughs> you even try and ask. No, I was just uh, thinking. Just let it uh, loose on the table and see what happens. Everything everything she knocks over is dead. That might annoy Jens and Linus a little bit for our game, but yeah, sure, go for it. Well, with our luck, you will fucking knock over and eat your models. So. Yeah, yeah, probably eat the iron hands. Uh, iron warriors, even. Be like, I have to put that down, that's my rapier. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Yeah. You know. Oh, no good. that's another thing. Uh, I managed to get... I've got in some cyclone missile launches for my tyrants, so I will now have... A unit of tyrants, which is kind of cool. I've got ten of them here, so that should be a lot of fun. Never had too many tyrants. No, right, Chris? No. <laughs> Anybody would think you don't like them. Well, to be fair, they didn't really kill much. It was mostly the tag marines that killed them on <laughs> the unit. Yeah, but they look brutal, which is why they're awesome. Yeah. There's no argument on that thing. Um... So, yeah, my hobby progress has been wide and varied and mainly construction and base coating stuff right now so that I can start batch painting things ready for Scandus. Um, 
but uh, what am I going to plan to work on? Stuff, things, maybe a display board. Uh, there is a, a competition happening at Avarii, the Phase 3. Um, yep. A diorama. A diorama one, one yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that as well, maybe. Maybe doing something there. Um, but well, you should, for the glory of us. I should. Um, but Chris could, seeing as he's got most of his army painted already, right, Chris? Yeah, probably. Then I have to bring it down all the way south. Oh dear, when you're already coming down anyway. Shh. <laughs> you're on well, the think... guest list, for Christ's sake. It's not like it's a secret. <laughs> I, I was one of the first at register, I think, as well. So. Yeah, but well done to those guys, by the way. They filled up the event already, I believe. Yeah, um, but they are working on uh, eventually the could. expansion. Yeah, yeah, they just have to kick out other people from uh, the sp- from spill and suits. <laughs> well, that's never a bad thing. I'm sure they can arrange that. Yeah. Also, I got the information up from the diorama competition. Oh yeah, go, on, go through it. So every, anyone participating in the event can can may enter a single diorama into the competition, and then there's a player vote for the favorite one. And this is the instead of the best painted vote, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. So the the diorama must be. They is tired of Kim winning the best painted all yeah. the times. Yeah. Most probably. So. Most probably. And the diorama must be set in the 30k universe. It may not be larger than a 10 by 10 inches as a base, and may not be higher than 10 inches. The diorama may include any number of miniatures. The diorama must be painted to completion. Any entries not fully painted will be withdrawn from the competition. That's but all I, the rules. But that's shite, though, because then you can't have a, a war warlord in your diorama. Well, if you can fit it on uh, uh, 25 by 25 by 25, you know, that size cube, you could. Yeah, wasn't it 10, 10 inches high? Yeah, so in a cube, the size of uh, a ten inch, 25 by 25. A 10-inch cube, so if you can cr- trash compact a Warlord Titan into a 10-inch cube and paint it and put it up there, you can yep. enter it. But but then it, it would be like a Warlord without its leg or something. And arms and yeah. guns on the top. You might as well just put the head there and then go, haha, I win. Or not put a Warlord in it. Yeah, that too, specific, but you know, could be. Hmm. <laughs> I think I think there should be like a special decrep like if you do Titans you don't have to adhere to the sizing sizing thingy. Yeah, but then that involves somebody painting up a Titan, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to do that? Exactly. I mean, I have no idea who needs to do that but anytime soon. To be fair, it also eliminates most of the knights. This for is, the no, you can get a knight in there. Yeah, well, the Serastus ones are taller than 10 inches. Yeah, but you could have a, I don't know, a Wraith Knight and... Um, ooh, there's there's one for you. Anybody? Just a Wraith Knight? No. On a picnic table? I was going to say, it's gonna, is it a 30, does it say 30k specific? Yeah. Dang it. Well, you could, uh, like, uh, put up a picnic table in the middle and Fulgrim and some... <laughs> See? Fulgrim and Eldrad having a vegetarian dinner. Yeah. Uh, sorry, JP, it's not a vegetarian dinner. I, I, I've listened to it recently. Yes, they do eat meat and... Eldred it, just sits there and eats dates because he's basically too much of a pussy to eat real food. Um, but, yeah. Sorry, just just going on a ramble there for a second, Chris. I apologise. Sorry, right. we used it. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to rant anymore, am I? So I'm, I'm apologising. 
Yeah, there's no need for a rant right now. Though. It's not my rant. It's not my, it's not my rant episode, apparently. No. no. Fair enough. Then. So that was all the hobby progress, I think. I think so. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, actually, uh, made some more. We've make, been making some more progress on um, on the Scorpius insurrection. Uh, we are working on plans for our event next year. Um, again, looking in sort of the April May time frame. And uh, talks are underway for some other events to happen in our, or my neck of the woods anyway, uh, down here in uh, Southern Skåne in Sweden. Um, so yeah, there's some hobby progress made there, but nothing can be confirmed just yet until uh, everything's been agreed on behind the scenes. So when it's confirmed, it's confirmed and you will know it because we will make an announcement about it, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically what Chris just said. Um so yeah, there's there, there's more stuff happening. More more hobby progress is happening. So yeah, I think I think that's hobby progress. I think yeah. that's hobby progress. I can't think of anything else we need to uh, to go over. Um, no. So what else? What have we got coming up? What what? Let's let's talk about news. Let's talk about um, where do we want to start? The forge, the workshop, the library. Where do we want to go? Well, we got uh, we can we can take for- forge world because they got. Uh, a small update, and then they will have a bigger update on Sunday, I think. Yeah, they're, they're saving everything for the open day, basically. Yeah, but they did publi- publish a bulletin with, which shows off some more of the Legion-specific weapons, like the features and the chain glaives. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what's happening this weekend, Chris? Come on. Well, it's the Fort Will Open Day. Woohoo! New stuff! Yeah. So there will be there will, be there will probably be a re- there will probably be a really nice uh, Tau Python there or the upgrade for the old one. Shut up. Weapon wise, we don't talk about that stuff here. Shush now. Tau? Tau what? What's it this? looks cool, tau? and I know that a tower. And, and I know that there's uh, about four thousand years more into the timeline before they get the, to the point of actually being coherent, sentient wise. But uh, yeah. just like just like us then. 10,000 yeah. episodes and then we, then we might coherent. actually be able to yeah, be pro- uh, amateur professionals <laughs> or professional amateurs take your pick yeah. but there are some nice stuff coming up for the weekend because so, there will be a Mastodon yeah. so the Mastodon, Mastodon's coming out what else are we looking at? I think there were talks about the Voltorex as well the Mechanicum Flyer yes and the books the Age of Darkness army list which means the digital books will be coming out as well very soon uh, they will be coming out on Friday so that's Black Library news But oh sorry I apologise we'll get to the <laughs> library in a minute sorry yeah. sorry, boss one thing at a time oh yeah. come on I'm a little talk for treachery here I want to get on with stuff uh, no I know but you, you, know, you just have to wait well this is yeah. that foreplay stuff you're talking about right yeah exactly it's very important and, uh, and uh, since there won't be any releases until Sunday, there will really be Tantric this night. Aha, uh-huh. okay, so tan- Tantric. What the, the? Oh, God, that means I've got to wait for stuff, doesn't it? That means uh, really delayed. Okay. But there will be some new Legion dice that you will be interested in, I think. Oh, is that with the... Um, yeah, the Iron, Iron Warriors. Uh, Iron Warriors, World Eaters, Night Lords, and... Word bearers, I think. Are you getting some? Are you going to get yourself some wor- uh, world eater dice there, Freddy? Uh, yes. <laughs> Easy answer. And yes. then we have the new the new event specific model. Oh, the pretty. librarian, the Night Lord librarian. Oh, that guy's so pretty. 
I'm surprised. I'm surprised they painted them up as um, as night lords, and I only say he's, this: he's sculpted basically like a night lord as well. If yeah. you look at him, it just it doesn't. They they don't strike me as maybe I'm wrong. They don't strike me as an overly witchy poo chapter. Legion, uh, sorry. All right, Sevatar, fair fucking, enough. Uh, yeah, but they're not Conrad, not so much over, overtly overtly witchy poo. Some of their stuff. some of their ship captains and captains are basically demon possessed. Are they? Wow. Well, okay. they, they are uh, right. Uh, well, after Curse dies, but uh, oh, spoiler! <laughs> Mission kills him. Mission kills him. So, so we are led to believe. Well, he's he basically gives up because he. Yeah, but even then we don't get this. There's no final picked feed of the kill. Dum dum dum. Well, you could always uh, go with this is Mission. I found Commander Curse of the Night Lord's Legion, and then you see him killed on the second setting. Fair enough. Okay, whatever. I'm not arguing. Yep. Move on. So, so we haven't heard that, heard that audiobook then. Which one? Uh, what the hell is it called now? It's uh, one of Dembski Bowden's ones. Might have it. No, Betrayer. I think is the only one I've heard of his. No, that well, it's not that one. Okay. <laughs> Can't really. That's the worst part with having a memory like that doesn't really exist anymore. You don't you don't drink enough. That's the problem. Yeah, that's probably the problem. Yeah. We also have the Mastodon. Mastodon. Oh, that's yeah. a... I think we mentioned that, but it's ma- it bears mentioning again. Yeah, I mean, it's what is it? Three hundred, uh, three hundred British pounds, and a hell of a lump of resin by the look of it. Yeah, about as much, about uh, about as much resin as being able to bludgeon something someone to death with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and the stormbird, stormbird, landing yeah. pad. Yeah, yeah, the landing uh, pad is like eighty pounds, I think. And all the specialist, uh, like all the legion-specific uh, close combat weapons. Yeah, we mentioned those. They're going to look awesome. Yeah, and it's throne of lies. I mean, when I talk about this. Okay, is this the is this three? Yeah. Haven't listened. So haven't heard that one. Haven't read that one. I will have to have a look at that one. It could probably be arranged. Cool. There are also two two new, new T-shirts, but there's only really one that's. Uh, 30k related. That's the Imperial Fist one. There will it? also be a Red Scorpion one. Ah, okay. Is it is it Imperial Fist? I thought that was. Um, I, I glanced at. It. I thought it was Iron Hands for some reason. Then okay, yeah. I see so they have, a, they have a they they have the hand on the uh, with the back of the hand up on, on to the front, ah. and the spread the fingers are stretched out, not a, a closed fist. And they will show off the artwork as well. The uh, maybe for purchase as well. The original artwork work of the Primarchs from the books. That would be very, very cool. Yes. That would be very awesome. Very and, nice. And we are, we are lucky enough to have um, some agents on the ground. Um, two members of the Varangian Heresy podcast family are uh, going to be heading up to the open day, lucky enough to get tickets and actually be in the right country for it. Uh, so they're going to head up and hopefully we will, I mean, obviously... Uh, internet connection and other things dependent they will be popping some stuff onto our walls for us um, so we can have a look at what's uh, what's actually going on as it happens and we're <laughs> drool get hot for heresy and drool yeah and we are planning to uh, put an episode together as well um, which will probably come out the week after just to discuss what's been seen and what's happened there um I've got to ask though, um, purely for, uh, in my head, well, not in my head, 
but I'm interested. Wish listing. Wish listing. What? What we? This is this is all in your head. Yeah. Well, the, 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 so I hear. Um, at least that's what the voices tell me. Uh, no, in, uh, in in relatively seriousness, um, open days coming up. We know there's a limited edition model. We know they're releasing release, uh, re- releasing. Thank you very much. Uh, new stuff to actually purchase. What would we like to see? Like, uh, what sneak peeks would we really like to see coming out? Magnus. <laughs> that's pretty precise. Yeah. Magnus would be pretty cool. What My ab- sons. <laughs> what about <laughs> what about you, Chris? What would you like to see coming out? I um I w- actually want uh, to see more transfers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but that, anyone in particular? Not, or? No, no, not really. More like a maybe a general traitor one and a general loyalist one for like army symbols and stuff like that. For so we know what. Uh, well, actually. Talking about transfers, I would yep. love to see a transfer that has the general, you know, tactical squad markings. Yeah. You know, you have some, uh, you know, uh, unification war veterans transfers, and because there's always too few of them, it drives me nuts. Because I'm bathing in transfers, and there's never <laughs> enough of the fucking markings that I want. <laughs> yeah, but that that's also links in with what I want done. Because. But it's were... a cunning idea from Portugal, though. Yeah. Also, they might uh, have uh, some new transfers to preview. We never know because yeah. they had uh, during the other two events this year. That would that, be yeah, very cool. True. That would be the, very cool. The last ones that were previewed were, I think, they were the Black Shields, the Space Wolf, or the yes, but we're gonna call them Space Wolves because they that's what they're basically called by everyone. The route, you mean? Yeah, or the Vilka Fenrika, if you want to be like that, but. Uh, Space puppies. Ooh. We're being like that now, are we? V- virtual well, slap to JP there. Well, sp- space puppies and or the the thousand suns that were previewed earlier this year. That would be nice to see. Yeah. And uh, to, well, maybe sp- some spoilers from the next book, but I'm not really sure. That I want to see too much of it because I've been a War Machine player, and basically everything was spoiled way before the books were released. Yeah, but War Machine was highly competitive, wasn't it? So I think that wasn't that supposed to be um, yeah. kind of their way of prepping the community for the, comp- the competitive angles. And it was basically a book was released once or twice a year, and then all the units for the new book was basically spoiled or released before that. And some of the older, <laughs> some of the units from the older books were weren't released when the new book hit due to that. Yeah. So there was always a bit of a, a hassle to know what what's what, and I really don't like knowing too much <laughs> beforehand. But that's maybe just me. Fair enough, that works. Um, yep. I've got. To, I, I'm going to say there's, there are loads of things I would like to see. Um, I would love to see some. I'd like to see some model concepts for um, potentially for the custodes or the sisters of silence. I think that would be a lot of fun, um, seeing as we've we get the the sort of idea that Prosper, the book seven is going to be Prospero, so they're going to be present. I'd kind of like to see some model mock-ups. I think that would be an absolute a hell of a tease. Um, but I'll throw a little bit out there, to a little bit left field. I'd like to see some more stuff from um, the Titanicus game that's supposed to be coming out. Maybe something from Specialist Games there as well, and you know something like that. 
I wouldn't mind seeing something like that come out. Um, well, I think Blood Bowl is still on top of the list, so it would yeah. be probably more. Well, they, that's probably what they would preview first, and then, then maybe just some sneak peeks. Of well, anything else. I'm just thinking because it's the Heresy Weekend, uh, there might be more. Uh, no, it's just an uh, open just day. General open day. I thought it was a, thought it was a Heresy open. No, uh, no it's just uh, the general one. In, that's in February, mate. Oh, well, what the hell do I know then? Okay, fair enough. So this uh, one will have actually have uh, quite a few spoilers from the new Imperial Armor, I would think. Oh, that could be interesting. That's why, that's I, why I mentioned the Tau one, because that's... Uh, yeah, but that's Tau and not really 30k, uh, so... Well, that's all, that's also ties in with uh, Mechanicus, uh, Mechanicum or Admech, because no. that, 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 there's the... There's, the new Skitaria are supposed to be, or the Secretaria are supposed to be in that book. Yeah, okay. Well, I, like I said, I would like to see, definitely, if it's an open day, then I'd like to see more from the um, from the specialist game stuff. And I'd like to see some, some models and stuff for Titanicus. That would, that would be my wish listing uh, from the weekend. But we, I guess we're just going to have to see what comes up. Yeah. But uh, even though we're lucky enough to have people on the uh, on the ground, don't forget that they, we're going to see um, battle bunnies are going to be out there, and um, you know Garrow and who else is likely to be on the floor for this? Um, so I know I know Garrow is prolific out with these events, and somebody else I can't remember. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what's going to come out basically. And like I said, that was my that's my. Uh, Genuine, uh, genuine uh, wish list to see some more stuff from there. Flip Magnus. Just, just Magnus. That's all you care about. Work in progress, Magnus. Yeah, but then you're just gonna see the rumored Games Workshop Demon Magnus then. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I don't and know. And that's uh, just a rumor so far. Not I know, but I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of weird. Um, that that is um, that they're, they're rumouring to do that. I mean, there are words that they're going to be uh, they're contemplating moving from uh, five minutes to in the 40k universe. That is from five minutes to midnight to um, like one minute to midnight. So basically, upping the uh, upping the stakes. Uh, maybe they can relaunch the Black Crusade then, because that was retconned out of the fluff. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm I'm thinking might be the case is that they're looking at doing something like that. Uh, well, they, they could just re-release that book because that book was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, make it make it so. Yeah, and with the real version of the Thirteen Company Space Wolves as well. Yeah, you look not the frost doohickey doodad doodle. And not the not the lumping puppies that they have now. Yeah, or the poodles without a shave. So, should we go on to the library then? <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the library. They will have the new red books, or well, red books, because they will be able to be purchased in packet, packets, packs on Friday. Yep. And that's the regular Legion book that is that is currently released, and then they have the army list. That is the really, really nice book that we have actually been waiting for, because there's been... A few units updated, a few units changed, and a few units added by now. Cerberus, be good. Yeah, yeah they've, they've changed the Cerberus to have a triple barrel volcano cannon instead. 
Or just use the damn weapon from the Sikaran Venator. That would be kind of cool. Uh, triple barrel. Yeah. Venator. Oh. Yeah. At least, at least twin link. So. Yeah, that would be very useful. That'd actually be useful. But they heavy, are heavy D three twin linked. Yeah. And they are releasing a nice uh, collection that's a bit expensive. But if you have an iPad and you want all the rules. Really, all the rules. Oh, yeah, they're doing like the massive Mahusi uh, bundle they, thing, aren't they? Eter- Eternal War collection, which is the Age of Darkness Army list, the Darkness Legions list, the Crusade Imperial- uh, Imperialis list, Tagmata list, and the rule book. So, this little booklet from Dark Vengeance, basically. The start book. Which isn't exactly a little one. Uh, but that's uh, 100, almost 114 euros, but it's still quite, quite feasible. And that depends on if you want the regular books or the enhanced books. And the enhanced books are really nice because they have searchable rules and and the clickable links and stuff like that. Well, I must admit, I think my first uh, direct Black Library purchase will probably be the uh, enhanced book, uh, enhanced version of the the, the triple threat. So the um, the the Legions of Starters, the Age of Darkness book. And the main 40k rulebook, all on uh, all on digital to go on my iPad. Yeah, that's that would be the Legion's collection. That's the one, yeah, the Legion's collection, because I think that's a beautiful idea. 67, 67 euros. That's about 700 krona. Uh, a bit, a bit uh, around. Around that, rough guess, but yeah. that's that's not a bad price for for what you're getting. You can buy them via iTunes as well, so. Yeah. Or I, so you don't have to buy them via Black Library if you don't want to. Or Warhammer Digital. You can buy them straight from basically iBooks into iTunes. Uh, we'll see what happens. Mm. But uh, definitely do something because I think they're, they're going to be they're, they're a must-have. Basically, they are a must-have. And there's yep. some um, there's some interesting. We, we've talked about this before, I think, but there's some interesting new units popping up on there as well. Um, I think it's uh, see if I can go back and find them. Well, there's the the Sky Hunter. Yeah, there's the Sky Hunter. Was it Sky Hunter? Um, assault something or other, right? What's the? Can anyone remember the name of it? Uh, it's a Sky Hunter jet bike squadron. Yeah. I think so. Oh, why is that not working now? Just trying to find it. I'm just literally uh, trying to make some better, better for radio. I'm just having a quick look on the Heresy 30k forums um, to see if I can find the thread that we were looking at earlier. Um, I don't know if it's there anymore. Um, well, well, go my, my my guess is, like I said previously, I think is that it's going to be sort of like heavy attack bikes, but for you know, with, with jet bikes. Yeah. yeah. Now that that I would like to see. That I would definitely like to see. I think that would be that would be quite fun. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the 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 shot of the back because there's those coming out. Um, yeah, I could just uh, read it all for you if you want to. That would be I'm useful confident. if you've actually got them there. That would that yeah. would be instead of letting me well, sit here fluffing around for it. Could uh, just uh, I could just say stuff that's added to this one compared to the old one. Yeah, and that's the Damocles Command Rhino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have the well, they have changed the rapier battery option. Okay. Well, they yeah, change the board motors. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same as book six. Yeah, and then they have added the content of Quartus Red Talon. Yep. 
and then we have uh, there's really exciting when I read through the entire yep. back of the book absolutely amazing then we have the leading jet bike sky slayer support squad that's it sky slayer a jet bike it's clear yeah. it's jet bikes so it might just be like a special heavy weapon on all of them instead of on every three of them that could be cool Mm. Or uh, or the option to get the dual power fists and no gun. Mm-hmm. And then we've you got have to jump on stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking through the uh, Leviathan. There's the Leviathan added in there um, in the heavy support as well. Yeah. Um, and the Derideo is added. Yeah. And the Legion Malkador assault tank is added to heavy support instead of Lord of War, which is nice. Which is going to be cool. And then um, all the way in Lords of War, uh, we've got the Sokar Pattern Stormbirds in there. Yeah, and uh, Legion Mastodon Heavy Assault Transport. Mm. Kind of important. And they added the Mastodon. Imperial Primus yeah, Redoubt is added to fortifications as well. Which is cool. That's the one with the twin linked uh, turbo laser, I think. Oh, that's the really, really fun one. Um, there's one <laughs> other thing that, um, again, just this is kind of uh, take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, hearsay, whatever you want to call it, uh, whispers of the War Master, um, whatever. Um, that um, we're waiting for confirmation about the super heavies and the Lords of War slots with um, like the knights and everything. Um, I'm trying to find the exact information that's sort of bounding around the uh, episode, the uh, Heresy Foreman. It's, what is it? Do, 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 do. Well, the one that suddenly now you can take a knight as your Lord of War for... Yeah, yeah. so basically... Yeah, so basically, one to two super heavy vehicles of the same unit type, each with the hull point value of eight or less, and each chosen from either a specific army list for the primary detachment, the Questorus Knight's army list, found in the Crusade Imperius army, uh, army list, or the optional super heavy list found on page 10, the detachment may be deployed within a six-inch six coherency if on the table at the start of the game. If placed in reserves, will be rolled for a single unit uh, must enter the table within six inches of a single eligible location. So basically, yes, you can take single knights as part of your army list, um, if that is to yep. be believed, which is awesome. Um, how well, it uh, has b- basically been written like that before, but... Uh it hasn't really been properly ruled on, I think, yeah. by the powers that be. <laughs> but finally the powers that be have gone, oh yeah, maybe we should actually do that. And I think it was <laughs> more of a Billy the Intern ruling that said, nah. You mean someone... a bit Billy the Intern where they've gone, oh shit, Billy, what have you done? Now we've yeah. got to do something about it. God damn it. Uh, so it's all usually always best to wait for official rulings, I think. Yeah, but that eh, stuff happens. But we'll see what happens when the book's are actually in our hands because then we have, might have more comments on them oh, but I, I think that that's very awesome however I have just um, parted with my uh, uh, <laughs> knight Acheron but so, I, I got a Sakaran in return so I'm happy um, so it's going to be awesome for someone else yeah for, for, for Christopher right Chris <laughs> yeah it's here somewhere I'm not sure where it is currently because I'm covered in Iron Hands Shocking. 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 You should know where all these sorts of things are without even having to, to you know, really think about it. it should be impulse. Yeah. You know exactly, exactly where it is. You should be able to assemble it in the dark. 
Uh, it's actually not that hard to assemble a Serastus Knight once you've done one. Well, you've got to actually do one, and now I don't have one to do. But that's okay. I'm happy with that because I've got a very pretty Sakaran uh, tank sitting above me. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. Should, so, we, should that be the news then, or were there anything from um, Games Workshop Prime? I'm just going to have a look at Prime now and see if there's anything interesting. Um, but I would say that it now makes the uh, variants of the sword, hammer, blade, tank kits viable for Legion lists as well, which... Uh, well, they kind of have been before. But you know what I mean. It's, it's, really it's, what's really iffy. It's there, and it makes it... When I say viable, it means it's... I mean, it's in writing, it's there now, we can actually use them, and there's less of the, mm, I don't know, oh, really, we shouldn't, or should we, or whatever. They're there, we can use them, and those kits are now oh, just that bit more um, usable. Because yep. you're less likely to get, um, you know, neckbeards bitching at you for you trying to use them when, you know, there's no official ruling on page whatever of whatever. Um, although that's more of a 40k thing than a 30k thing, I think. Um, but still. Yeah. I don't think anyone has complained ever. <laughs> no, but it's just nice that it's all um, it's all sorted and it's there. Also, I have a thought here that's kind of hobby progress. Okay. How could, how could I justify an army of living trees in 30k? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm having. I'm currently having a look through the new Sylvaneth min miniatures. Well, I've got. Um, I, I had a slightly weird idea on those, and I don't know if this would ever ever work. But they are fantastic models. Um, yeah. But could they be? Could some of them possibly be um, ported over, so to speak, and used as demon options? Uh, probably. Like um, uh, I'm just looking at some of the kits now. Like the spike revenants look pretty cool. Um, they could definitely be painted up with uh, in flame rather than in the wood. And maybe go or even purple and more ethereal and make them sort of slaneshy. Um, as yeah, we'll use pink horrors. Yeah. yeah, there is that too. Then we have Elariel the Ever Queen riding a giant beetle. Because nothing says badass like riding a giant beetle. Well, I would be afraid of that beetle, to be fair. Uh, yeah, to be fair, I would be as well. But then again... But, uh, we really shouldn't discuss the new <laughs> releases for, for Age of Sigmar. Well, Even though the miniatures are awesome, they're probably not really the main topic for tonight. No, they're definitely not the main topic for tonight. But it's always worth looking at some of the new stuff because they're beautiful sculpts and you never know where you might be able to repurpose them. Ooh. Ooh. Cult. Cults. A warp cult. Oh yeah, you could do a warp cult with them. With the tree revenants and just paint them up like semi-possessed demons. Hmm. They're like half demon, half human. Hang on, which one of us just said that we weren't going to be talking about this stuff? And what are we doing right now, Christopher? I, I'm going to close down this so I don't <laughs> continue to look at them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you need to finish painting your army for Scandis and not get sidetracked here. Ooh, warp cult for Scandis. Okay. If you actually <laughs> paint something, I'll be impressed. <laughs> if, you uh, if, you ever, if you ever finish anything, I'll be impressed. Considering what they cost, I really shouldn't. No, exactly. Especially as you've got other stuff that needs painting. Yep. So, 
we don't really have a list for tonight, right? We, no, we we don't. But what we on that off to the guests. We well, we're gonna we 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 have we've had a chat about this, and because we're sort of starting a a regular thing of having um, somebody on once every sort of two or three episodes to talk about a different different army faction within 30k, uh, we are gonna start asking them to. Bring us their their sort of favourite, maybe not optim, optimised list, but definitely a fun list, something people could uh, aspire to and, and have a bit of get an understanding of how to use the army from. Um, so we've put that in Spencer's capable hands for this episode. Uh, we we got the idea after our last episode with Chris from Scattershot, where he took us through his uh, Night Lords list, which I'm still having mild palpitations about. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was um, it was a good it was a, a good idea, and we we thought we'd keep on going with it and see what happens. So um, yeah, no concept list from us this evening, but from uh, uh, from Spencer. And I do believe it's my turn to do the next one. So in our in episode thirteen, I will have to pull my finger out and come up with something which may or may not involve beastmen. <laughs> yeah, and enough. not for scandus before you say anything, Christopher. No, no, five Oreo. Three. Not four. Three. Bite me. Maybe <laughs> for Scorpius next year. But I've got a, I've got an Adepticon list I've got planned first, and I need to do that one. Oh, exciting! Yeah, well, you've already given it to us, so I'm not going to go over it again. Mm. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to have a play with uh, the idea of um, uh, an interesting Iron Warriors list. Let's put it like that. Yep. Cool. So, is there anything anybody else wants to bring up in the opening? Anything, anything we've missed? Anything we need to talk about? We've talked about the opening day. We've talked about the fantastic new guys coming in in the the 30k channel. Chatted about hobby. Chatted about more news. Generally bantered a bit. Is there anything else we need to bring up, guys? Nah, nah. not from me. Not from me. I think we're okay. <laughs> um, Freddie, anything from your end? No. I just want to talk to Spencer now. You want to talk to Spencer now? Okay, well, with that being the case then, what we'll do is we will uh, pick some music. Well, I say we. Spencer will pick some music. We'll play uh, play out to a quick musical break now. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Spencer from The Land Down Under uh, all about Solar Auxiliar and all that general goodness. So we will be right back after this musical break. <laughs>
on, son! Nothing else in the world smells like that! Come on, move, 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 move. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You know, one time we had a hail bomb? For 12 hours, when it was all over, I walked up. We didn't find one of them, not one stinking body. Smell! You know that gasoline smell! A whole hill! Smells like... Victory! And we're back after that musical break, and we have got some fun for you today. Uh, joining us in the virtual studio is the elf queen herself, Galadriel. Spencer, how you doing, buddy? Because uh, you got something a little special for us, so why don't you take this uh, little way to introduce yourself? <clears throat> First of all, it's a great honor. And second of all, one of the many human wards of the great crucifix, whose own meteoric career glories were largely overshadowed by the superhuman. Okay, I think I'm pretty much done. Uh, for, anybody, for anybody who's wondering, we are actually doing Solar Auxilia, not the cacophony, but um, yeah. that's what I pretty much imagine it is like. Yeah. <laughs> that, that song was based on the backstory of uh, Lord Marshal Ayrton Massad, great figure from the Great Crusade, so just a bit of culture there for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's greatly, it's greatly absorbed and appreciated, and um, yeah, if anybody actually spontaneously combusted into a demonette, please let us know, we'd be interested to find out. Yeah, uh, please forgive us. Ma Masade, I like that name. Mm, Masada. Mm. Masada. Yeah, it, it's got it's got that sort of alluring. It has uh, that S and M M N S. Right, it beckons you further in. It makes you ask questions hey, to be like, Sade. "What's this guy all about? What's yeah. his deal?" And I can tell you, he's one of young. He's <laughs> like million of others. So he wasn't that special. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So, uh, with us, as I said, in the studio, we have uh, from the land down under. Mr. Spencer, how are you doing, sir? I am delightful. Um, I'm kind of hungover. I went to a big party for Bastille Day yesterday. Uh, there was Bakuda free champagne, and I got a shit house. And now I'm just sort of like twitching and uh, groaning in the early morning light. So yeah, good times. So basically, the uh, same quality of casting that we do on on a regular basis. It's just it happens to be night over here and not day. Exactly, so, uh, we're all subhumans together. Yay! That, that is so fucking unfair. What? I was like work, working late last night, and yeah. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Yeah, well, you're complaining well, about working, not being a subhuman. We know where the facts and truth are, so let's just not bitch about it, okay? Indeed. Um, so we we have so what got, you... we have got you on to talk about solar auxilia. Yes, my favorite of the armies of the 30th millennia. Um, and I don't know. I've got all kinds of emotional attachments to these guys. They're pretty much the only force I actually run in 30k these days. Um, Solar Auxilia, I'm so hyped. They're coming out, book four, Conquest, that basically changed my whole like heresy paradigm. I was like, yes, finally, I'm in, I'm sold, this is happening. Right. So, yeah. How fucking cool were the models, though, like you? <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I, I just... spontaneously kind of splunged my pants, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fuck! Uh, Sci-fi sci divers in space. Like, how come no one thought about that before? <laughs> how come nobody thought about making shit. an entire army who wear welding masks? It looks fucking yeah. radical. Exactly, with a little like bike chains on the back. Well, oh, what, what really sort of enthused me when they came out was that it was the first time you had 
uh, you know, rules for baseline humans fighting, you know, post-humans. And that's the kind of shit that really speaks to me. You know, yeah. everyone likes an underdog, right? Especially if that underdog has, like, crazy ray guns and crazy diving suits. Um, there's just something about having these doomed battles against insane post-humans that really just, like, ah, fuck, I don't know, man. I was, uh, as soon as the book so- dropped and I saw the potential, I was on. You know, it, to- it totally lives that that meme for me. It's you know, mm-hmm. you can you can save one flashlight, but I'm going to shoot 500 at you. Try saving that. Exactly yeah. right. It's an army yeah. that's uh, that's great if you don't mind rolling like buckets and buckets of dice. And, and the one the one thing that drew me to it was like the the Lord Marshal and like the option and how it, yeah. like it, it could personify the whole army and it becomes more of a character because in in a space brain like you have a Praetor and you know, he'll still kind of fit in with the frame of the Praetor. But like well, there's almost standard, those standard Praetor build, basically, which is just like, take an Iron Halo, take a Paragon Blade, there you go. Whereas, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. The yeah, Lord you go, it's press-stamped kind of thing, you know, cookie-cutter kind of character, the mm-hmm. Praetor. Yeah, but here, like, with the fucking Lord Marshal, you can kind of, like, it becomes more personal. Like, well, who who the fuck is he, she or he or, like, all, you know, it drives the entire force. Because well, also... You're right. The, the Lord Marshal is a human, right? So they're going to have human motivations. Whereas whenever you think about a, a space marine psychology, it's always super fucking boring. You're just like, so what do you want out of life? Uh, you know, killing people, uh, following orders. No. That's all. Whereas so the Lord Marshal, right? Free the galaxy, you know. Yeah. Or oppress the galaxy. Exactly. Whereas Lord Marshal will have all kinds of motivations. They'll be like, I'm make fucking thousands of space credits, or I want to fuck exotic aliens, or I want to, you know, just kill, kill, kill. There's all kinds of things that drive people into a career in the military. So, fucking, there's all kinds of armies you build. Oh, that, 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 <laughs> makes, that makes me so, so comforted for our military. Uh, and I like that it, had, it has, <laughs> like, uh, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I feel all of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they have, like, a bit more options as well, so you can yes. really customize yeah. your own, own guy, and it has, like, so you, you can even do the displace matrix and shit, so it's, like, our alien tech, and you're kind of, ooh, exactly. you know, because well, you're this I mean, posh fucking noble, and you have all these issues. I suppose we'll want to run through the list at some point, so we can get super deep into the Lord Marshal then. But um, yeah. do you want to like do you want to go over some background for the Solar Auxilia, like what their well, deal is, where like, they come from? Yeah, that's kind what's, of what I was hoping to do because yeah. that would be. I think it's what we've sort of gone gone with on these sort of segments is trying to give everybody a picture of what the different yeah. legions are. But now now we're doing something completely new in that sort mm-hmm. of press mold. So. Go for it, man. Just just open up on us with that whole uh, fluff nado of. Uh, just give me the full this, load. Yeah, come on. I want to hear. What everything. can I say? Just just spaff your load and mm. let's get on with it. Okay, we'll, we'll wipe <clears throat> up later. So the, so the solar auxilia, they're um, uh, they're sort of a category of regiment rather than a particular regiment in the imperial army. So that's the entire you know mass of humanity who's under arms, the imperial army. And of them, there's all kinds of regiments and battalions who are just, you know, total freak cakes or freak shows, like one-off crazy ones from Death Worlds. But there's also a bunch of standardized regiments. And the Solar Auxilia is the most prestigious, the most badass, and the most dick-kicking of all of those, like, standard regiment patterns. Um, They say that there's about, I think, 20%, 25% of the Imperial Army is Solar Auxilia. So just numbers-wise, they're fucking colossal. Um, but they all came from a very humble origin. Well, not humble, I suppose, but just an interesting sort of smaller uh, origin than just, you know, a galactic uh, empire-spanning army. So the story is that the emperor, he's, uh, you know, he's finished his unification on Terra, gets everyone finally to shake hands and be like, okay, fine, let's go into space. 
However, he faces obstacles even as soon as he leaves Earth within the own, you know, his own solar system. So, of course, there's Mars. Everyone knows about that. There are total, you know, dickbags, really inscrutable. But eventually, he manages to sort of finagle them and get them on side. Yeah. But every every other planet in the game in the system has some kind of insane, stupid culture on it. You know, there's Jupiter with like, you know, gas planets and things. The, gene, the biggest the gene cults on the moon and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the creepy aliens on far Pluto, but. Yeah. Pre-unification, I think it was generally agreed that, um, apart from Mars, Saturn was the most powerful of the planets in the in the solar system, and that was because they had kind of a weird uh, archipelago culture, I suppose. So Saturn's, you know, got shitloads of moons, it's got rings, it's got all kinds of space junk floating around it. So humans, at some point, I guess, between uh, you know now and the reunification decided to build a bunch of habitats around Saturn, created their own civilization, basically. And they were called the uh, the Saturnine Order. And so these guys, these guys were the premier dick kickers for, I guess, tens of thousands of years in the solar system because they had the most powerful solar uh, navy. So they basically controlled shipping lines um, to the extent that you could travel in and out of the system. They basically had that on lockdown. So the kind of the fighting men they developed were specifically for naval purposes. So they were avoid warfare experts. So when the Emperor rolls into Saturn, he's like, holy shit, these guys are fucking awesome. So he instantly press gangs, you know, the the first ten regiments of Solar Auxilia from basically the naval forces of this Saturnine order. So he basically just rips off their military doctrine wholesale and is like, this is rad, let's do more of this, and begins raising regiments on Terra and other worlds, basically to the exact same pattern that had been set by these Saturnian fools. So it's kind of got a cool, uh, you know, extra Terra in origin, uh, and there's all kinds of little sort of interesting little details where they're kind of like, well, I mean, we respect the Emperor, but, you know, Terra isn't our primary loyalty. It's actually Saturn. Shh. So that's kind of cool. Sneaky, sneaky, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, as to what they do in the, in the Great Crusade, they're basically, um, you know, obviously, even though there's hundreds of thousands of space marines, millions, I guess, even a couple of million space marines, uh, when you consider the scale of the galaxy, spread pretty thin, right? So... That's where guys like the Solar Auxilia come in. That you know, they're pathfinders. Once the you know whatever the fuck Iron Warriors have blown through and left a, a pile of corpses in their wake, the Solar Auxilia have to sort of tread over those corpses and be like, okay, guys, we're here to you know we're here to help. We promise. Um, you know, to do the hearts and minds campaigning once Solar Space Marines have just you know kicked in dicks. So you know they see every kind of theater in the Great Crusade. They kill Xenos by the bucket load. Um, and I'm sure they have more than one war against their own kind before uh, the heresy turns. Yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, the backstory of the Auxilia. Um, as to their, like, aesthetics and so on, yeah, Freddie put it in a nutshell. It's like, fuck, what would you say? Diving suits crossed with, like, NASA spacesuits crossed with, like, 50s sci-fi. So very, very o- overrun by a push bike. Overrun by a push bike. <laughs> so almost like a, a sort of a steampunky kind of feel to them as well. I've always thought steampunk was a dirty word, but yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Or, or we could go for the more modern culture and say Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, Bioshock exactly. Bioshock element. If you like Bioshock, if you like that big motherfucker with the drill, just play yeah. Solar Auxilia. You'll be satisfied in spades. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it always <laughs> makes me think that like the the basic trooper should have little spigots and like piping on their vest. Everything looks really hydraulic. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm just taking a look at them, uh, taking a look at them now. <laughs> and the models are, are fucking, the models are top notch. Oh, so well, that's, I mean, that's the main attraction to a solar auxiliary army, I reckon, right? It's it's that 
they're a, such a unique model line, and they're almost universally fucking outstanding. Yeah, and just like just even looking at like the infantry is amazing, and yes. if you look at the tanks like with the add-ons and. I just love, like, just the last cannon or the heavy bolt to Sponson, like, in the... Well, it's amazing Rust how much just a little so... bit of, uh, yeah. yeah, correct forge world scale, like, trims up the, the Lemon Rust to make it look like a really sexy tank. Like, your, your basic, um, 40k Lemon Rust, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, I mean, it's a classic <laughs> for a reason, but, um, it, it's always a little bit, it's always struck me as a bit orcish, almost. So when you get these solar auxiliary upgrade sprues that have, like, little pointy last cannons and trench rails, yeah, pretty strong to us right now via the magic of the internet. Yeah, that's and so the fucking fan, cool. The fantastic dudes with the flamers for the pintles and stuff like that, which are just fucking mm-hmm. boss. Exactly, yeah. it really just sells the tank. It, it, it's a fresh twist on an old classic, and it yeah, just warms my heart. Yeah, you're still fucking sponsoring that. Like, look, fuck, so good. That's yeah. that's not even getting into um the craziest shit like Charonites and their um their intense models too. But um, I guess yeah. we can talk about that when we do like a bit of a, a listy list review. Yeah. All definitely. right, so. Solar Auxilia. Let's let's go through Solar Orcs as a as a whole here. Yeah, what they're like doctrine wise, the kind of army that they play as, you reckon? Yeah, okay. let's do that. I mean, let's just so, let's just see where it goes. Take take us in one direction, and we'll see what happens. We're the king of tangents here, so you never know. <laughs> one direction, you say? Okay. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, so, never, never, never. No, no. That, okay, bad fair Spencer, enough. bad Spencer. I think um. um yeah, guess what his uh, song is going to be then? Yeah, I can <laughs> Pretty... imagine. <laughs> I don't actually have any fucking. That'll tell us. Anyway. <laughs> I can do one Taylor Swift for you, but we'll do that after the show. All right. Fair enough. So, there's. I mean, Freddie said before that Solar Auxiliary is a pretty flexible army, and he's not wrong. It is super flexible, but it's a bit different from the way Estadi's armies are flexible. Like, you can't you know, flip the force organization on its head by using a right of war or something like that. You're basically restricted to what's there in the book. But fortunately, there's a shitload of different things you can do. Um, I guess the two main modes they kind of encourage you to play are go full heavy armor, so everyone's riding in a devastating transport, you've got a super heavy to back it all up, and you've got plenty of, you know, mobile artillery or tanks or whatever the hell else you want. Um, And that's probably the most powerful way to do it. Um... Uh, I've written a couple of lists for the segment, which we'll like run through later on. And the one that's meant to be the sort of all-conquering, dick-kicking list—that's an armored list. And I think that's probably the best way to go if you want to just like lose no friends, friends have no and alienate people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We refer to um, it as the Christopher list, by the way, just so you know. The Christopher list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, he's Excellent. Good to know. We, we love we love him to bits, but he's got a great way of making lists that you just go. Do you really want to have friends? Yeah. I understand well, that motivation he, perfectly. He, he didn't leave to, you know, hang with his friends. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's uh no, it's great. It's, it's something that uh, every scene needs is just one one guy who, when you draw him, as long as he's a good dude, but you just look at his list and you're like, <sighs> okay, fuck, yep, cool, all right. Yeah, the I like those games once in a while. The uphill yeah. struggles are almost, you know, almost my favorite battles. But yeah, so the armored list is it's one way you can go with it. And another way you can go that they quite encourage is the sea of infantry. So, las rifle sections are extraordinarily ch- cheap per dude. Probably, oh, I mean, on par with militia shit kickers, uh, and they're very good for what you buy. And there's a special sort of option in the Tercio uh, force organization, which we'll get to a bit later on. But that sort of you know gives you essentially unlimited Aegis defense lines. So you can have hundreds and hundreds of men all camp behind uh, pretty decent cover saves, pretty decent armor saves. 
and just dare the enemy to have enough deflagration to tear through your dudes. <laughs> it's come at me, bro. List. Yeah, exactly. I, right. I, I've never seen anyone play the like mass ages defense lines. Actually, it's because it takes so fucking long to paint, man. I mean, holy shit, yeah. it's not a bad army, but. Whew. It's kind of aggravating. And then you can do all kinds of weird tricks like just, you know, blocking up your entire deployment zone with humans so nobody can deep strike in there and, you know, get in behind you and get all sneaky. There's something... Yeah, yeah there's something played, to be said I've played, for against, I've played against lists like that in 40k. It's not fun. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's I think really another thing that takes it back... I mean, it, it's it's visually striking to see a sea of humans on the board, but it's a fucking nightmare to actually move around and play a game with in some ways. Like, once you get above about 50 infantry models, just the sheer, like task of the movement phase can be like no, I don't know, it can be really crippling I find <laughs> just shuffle them forward like a whole bunch exactly right, you're just still giving a fuck about spacing you're just like okay fine, just everyone everyone marches forward don't worry about it take the last three rows forward but if you do the Aegis defense line you won't do that much moving anyway so that would be true that, you keep them bunched up and, and just sort of um, hugging the, the line and covering things, so I mean in the background of Solar Auxilia, they say that their doctrinal warfare style is mm, what's they what's the word they use aggressive defense. So they'll try and establish a beachhead, fortify it like a motherfucker, invite counterattack, and then once they've repelled the counterattack, be like, okay, now to pull back a bit more and just do sort of like a a fighting retreat, constantly bashing artillery at people. And, and that's you know that's basically the army that they play. They have hugely powerful artillery and troop based small arms. Um, pretty average close combat at best, right? So as soon as you get amongst them, it's, like, basically all over. But, yeah. um... Well, they need to be next to each other, though. Just to get that... Yeah, work, so... so I guess that's, bonus. that's a good way to segue into, like, the um the Solar Auxilia special rules. Oh, well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, very elegantly done. It's like you've done this before. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. Yeah, so there's a couple of special rules that apply to the Solar Auxilia that uh, basically are shared by every single unit Oh, every single infantry choice that they um they have access to. So, uh, as Freddie said, the first one is close formation fighting. Um, so what that basically means is that as long as you're in base to base with another friendly model, you get plus one weapon skill, which is pretty fucking awesome. Jesus Christ! It takes yeah, it takes your basic shit kickers to the same weapon skill as a space marine. So you're forcing you know sergeant Dickwad to hit you on a four plus rather than a three plus, which is a pretty gigantic difference. Yeah. Um. That makes a huge. The, that's a huge bump when you when you think about it. Exactly, the the math happen really adds up. And, and for elite troops like household guard for something like that, they go to weapon skill five, which is crazy. Like suddenly they're hitting um god I don't know havocs on a three plus, and you're like, hey fuck you marines, we've trained for this shit. <laughs> it's <just> satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, I mean, it, the the army is not close combat focused, but it's a fun little bonus. Um and. Since assaults, you know, you'll almost always be going after the Marines anyway because you're just a human. Uh, it, it lets you... I, I don't know. It gives you a little bit of an edge that you may just need to, to avoid being totally wiped out, is how I see it. Yeah, those but who survive may have a chance to do some damage back. Exactly, right? Yeah. So the other one, I think, is probably more effective game-wise, um, but I always fucking forget it. It's Discipline Fire. Oh, yeah. So what that means is basically that as long as you're using a pistol, an assault weapon, or a rapid-fire weapon, you can overwatch at BS2, which is pretty radical. Yeah. You, you, learn, yeah. That, you learn that one pretty quickly. Again, just throwing some 40k experience in here. Uh, Dark yeah. Angel player, you learn that very quickly after you forget it in like one or two games. You, you, yeah. you want to tattoo it on the back of your hand. You're like, <laughs> God damn it, never again! Yeah, well, the problem is that much. I play... Um, 
I play a fairly unorthodox solo auxiliary army, so most of my guys have power axes. Um, so all they have to stand and shoot with, or Overwatch rather, is just shitty little las pistols. So eh, whatever, I can forget it, and I cannot feel too bad about that. Yeah, fair point. But you know, the BS2 on Overwatch is is savage as hell, um, especially when you're dealing with 40 shots coming inbound. So you know, it, a couple of Terminators could get pushed down under that sort of fuselage. It's basically doubling your chances to get a kill on Overwatch, which is really quite cool. Yeah. yeah. Sounds um, like they could do with it as well. Well, I, yeah, I really sure. like it on the you know the Velatari Storm section. You get some extra yes, yeah. right there. She with the Volkites. Yeah. Oh, pretty. The, the a little bit shit. of luck can really do some damage. The, yeah. the fun little combo I like is um, a Lord Marshal with two Archaeotech pistols. So he's hitting on a 5-plus with rerolls because they're mastercrafted for both of them. So it's like 5-plus, 5-plus. Pretty rad. Yeah. That, that's why I have a, a Melter pistol, what are they called? An Inferno pistol? Inferno pistol. Yeah, the Inferno pistol. Mastercrafted Inferno pistol because... Why not? You know, why not 5-plus with the reroll? That's, you know, suddenly you doubled your chances. Yeah, yeah I mean, if a contender tries to take a run at you, you've got a good chance. Well, not a good chance, but you've got a little chance of just disintegrating it as soon as it, you know, even starts moving. So fucking yeah. rad. And if that, right. to be, be honest, sorry, just to, if you do it as well, the, just the psychological yeah. effect on your opponent is hilarious. Exactly. But, but uh, uh, if I miss something because I had to refill some, stock up on some more alcohol, uh, what about if you do the hot shots, the fucking strength six on BS, BS fucking... Uh, that's... On. They, you can't do that because the rule only works with pistols, assault, and rapid fires. And when uh, you do that, it's a heavy weapon. So ah, that's right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they they closed a few loopholes there. Sorry, Freddie. Alas, alas, alas. Still pretty good. When you if you've got a full las rifle section, that's like forty shots hitting on fives. Yeah, Not shabby. And I, I must admit, just uh, to segue, I'm, I'm, when we talk about sort of mass firings and rather cool stuff, I'm liking the next yeah. one, <laughs> the next bit, next one down the list there. Uh, we're is... talking discipline command here, or no? No, the super heavy. The super. Oh heavy shit! I didn't command. see that. You're totally right. Yeah, the super heavy command tank. So which, this uh, very cool idea. This isn't really unique to solo auxiliary, I don't think, but perhaps it's not in the base rules. But yeah, you're right. Twenty five points. Any super heavy turns into a command tank, and that's basically um, you know a Warhammer Fantasy style battle standard bearer. They can reroll all failed morale checks within twenty four inches of the vehicle, which is basically the whole battlefield. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about mass units of infantry, that if they if they run off, and you know you might have your front guy twelve inches away from the table edge, but the guy at the back who's only four inches away from the table edge, exactly. If they go, yeah. if one guy goes off, they all go off. It's like fuck, reroll. Yeah, you can get a real. <laughs> that, that's yeah, really good. That's really good uh, combined with you know the the whole that you get. Um, and extra morale if you're close to another unit and shit, which we're going to take up later. So it's a, it's yes, a good also, buff. Like, they're all buffs together, which is yeah, really Yeah, nice there's a lot of different morale point. buffs you can stack onto Solo Auxiliate that makes them because, extremely uh, Because remember, like, the fucking uh, Vexilla that you get with the yeah. Solar Auxiliate doesn't work the same way as the Marine ones. Which we will get yeah, that's right. It, it, it isn't a morale roll. It's just a um, plus one to your close combat result. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Give me five seconds. We'll, get to, we'll, we'll talk about the last rifle section. Let's do the discipline I'll... command. Let's take it All right. So discipline command is, is the um is the second last of the special solo auxiliary rules, and this is pretty boring. It basically just dictates who gets to be your warlord, um, and you don't really get a choice in that, depending on what you've taken. So there's sort of a hierarchy of HQ choices. The Lord Marshal, if you take him, he's got to be the warlord. If you don't have a Lord Marshal, it's got to be a legate. If you don't have a legate, 
it's got to be the Stratagos of one of your tactical command sections. So if you on, don't if, have if that, you've, if you've got, if you've not got a leg it to stand on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think I just had a stroke. Holy shit! Anyway, um, <laughs> I, 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 read, I read up on the Vexillas now. I'm fucking trying to save this podcast from so many things. Uh, myself, most mostly. But... <laughs> I say, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, the the trope makes that you can regroup even if you're below 25%, and also it gives you one extra point in close combat. Right, right, right. Just so, so, uh, yeah, That's yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, regrouping. Do you regroup in fantasy? Fuck, I haven't played for so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, and, and, um, and the big one does, like, anyone within um, 24 inches may ignore casualties and making morale checks, which is fucking massive. So stubborn, essentially. Yeah, essentially stubborn. That's madness. Well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about the war gear a bit later on, but that's that's cool yeah. to know. Um, so with Discipline Command, there's a bit of a weird anomaly, which is that the very last dot point in Discipline Command says that if you've got a tank commander... Um, but no other HQ choices, then he has to be the warlord. But by the way the list is written, that's actually impossible. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Like, you can never take a tank commander and no other warlord, so why do they even mention that? I'm not sure. Somebody probably thought it was a good idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, looking at it, it's actually, you talk about like uh, the whole sort of very themey kind of uh, army. This mm-hmm. is kind of, if you actually look at the way it's done, from, it's really cool to see that they, they're actually sort of almost following a, a in-game fluff hierarchy so it's always going to be yeah. that way that's exactly what they're doing and it's kind of cool you're right <laughs> I like that element yeah. um, no, but it would be know. absurd to have a Lord Marshal and then your wallet is technically some dickhead in a tank like no I don't think so no <laughs> but I think you I don't know nothing says that you have to buy a legate commander correct no choice so you, you could actually have a tank commander because that would be your mandatory HQ's choice it doesn't say that oh. you can't buy it but, we'll then, the but if you buy, if you, yeah, but if you buy the tank commander, you can't have any other HQ units. Basically, um, the, the, the tank commander himself has a rule, which is like support officer, which means he can never fill a compulsory HQ slot. So, okay. alas, you can't actually do it. Um, okay. All right. Then, it, so the, then the, it's the all last, kinds of weird. Then. <laughs> then it's all just bizarre, right? So I don't yeah. know. Get back to us, Forge World. Write me an email. Ah, uh, uh, I know where it comes in into play. If yeah, you use them allies. as allies, allies. Can your wallet be from an allied slot, maybe? I, madness. No, because madness. It, let's say if you have uh, marines, and then you yeah. have solar auxiliary as your allies, that's not mm-hmm. your primary detachment, that's your allied detachment, so you can basically right. have a tank commander as your compulsory HQ. But then who cares about his wallet trait, because that would be... Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, who knows? It, it, again, uh, I have to say that makes fluff sense if you think about it, because at least you're, you're alloying in an, an armoured detachment a tank commander would most likely be the guy in charge. Exactly, a discrete unit. Yeah. Anyway, right, so moving the, on. The, the final special solar auxiliary rule is hold the line! So, hold the line! Dun, um, dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry, go on. Go on. <laughs> yes. The, so, so all the troops' choices for solar auxiliary are organized in little little detachments, I suppose, called tercios. Um and basically, this rule just means that if you're close to another tercio, 12 inches, um, <laughs> you can reroll sixes against pinning and morale checks from shooting, which is pretty useful. Like, those sixes are the motherfuckers. So yeah. basically, that is almost a guarantee of never failing a morale check again, as long as just from shooting. 
Uh, well, that's that's very useful. And again, I play Iron Warriors, so you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. So whatever. So yeah. Just those rules anyway. So don't shit happens, you know. Morale rules? I don't. I don't understand. But you know that together with the super heavy command tank, together with the different banners, makes them pretty fucking hardcore to get rid yeah, of. Exactly. I mean, especially from range, it's very difficult to just panic them off the board. Um, and you know, they're the kind of army that clustered together quite a lot too. So. Yeah, I mean, you need that kind of shit. You know, you're totally right. If you've got a giant blob of a unit and it's only three inches from the border edge of deployment, then that can go south really fast. Yeah, very, very fast. All right. But, yeah. yeah. So that brings us to the Solar Auxilia Warlord traits. Cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Which are these fucking are, really good. Yeah. Yeah, these these are unusually good, some of these, I think, right? Like, compared to the generic Warlord traits you get from just the Astartes list or the rulebook, some of these are primo excellent choices. And, crazily enough, you can actually pick them if you choose the right option later on in the army. Um, so there's not even the sort of the, the vagaries of random chance assigning them to. You can just pick the best one for the situation. Very so useful. Let's, let's go through very useful. Little yep. gamey, yeah. Rock on. Um, but, hey, man, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? you got to do it, do it, you know. Well, if, fight, if, if you're fighting fucking genetic post-humans, you need... Yeah, you need to... Pick the right man for the job. You know. Yeah, pick the right man for the job, and it's not like you haven't got enough men to choose from. Uh-huh. So, the first one is my favorite one. Um, it's kind of absurd, kind of cool. It's basically a warlord gets Eternal Warrior, which is amazing <laughs> for all kinds of reasons. Because <laughs> that... That on fucking growing trees you know, in 30k. No. Yeah, it's rare as hell, and it's amazing on just a basic HQ choice. Um, the only other people I can think of with access to it are salamanders. Is that right? They've got like an item, uh, the mantle of oh, the yeah, Eldritch. Yeah, mantle of fucking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a piece of war gear that basically gives them the the, the funky doodads of that, and then it's just like Sigismund and uh, Primarchs. Yeah, a handful of other characters at best. Sigismund, I think you're right, is pretty much the only one I can think of with Eternal Warrior. So it's, you know, it's rare as hen's teeth. Um, and on a, on a three-wound character with good saves, that's outrageously useful. Um, and cheap in comparison to the other characters that actually have it in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll talk about it a bit when we talk about the Primo HQ choice, the Lord Marshal, but uh, it's my contention that he's pretty much the most durable guy in the game, and that can be all kinds of handy in all kinds of ways. All right. So the next one is uh, Shattering Bombardment, which is pretty dull, but I suppose there's uses for it. Basically, as long as the wallet's still kicking, you can pick a unit within six inches of you, and their ordnance weapon, one of them, gets twin-linked. So that's kind of cool. Um, I, I suppose it's better to use for like an ordnance beam rather than a template, because the templates are pretty accurate anyway. Um, so you'd be thinking about something like a uh, like a Valdor tank destroyer rather than, say, a... Um, a Dracusson's Demolisher Cannon. But, you know, whatever. Twin-linked is twin-linked. Well, just Rapier's fucking uh, laser destroys. Could it work? Yeah, why not, right? Although they're twin-linked already, so whatever, whatever. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Situational, I think. Yeah, situational, but, you know, neither here nor there. The third one is, okay, um, it's that when in a challenge, the warlord gets hatred. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially since against... Basically, any kind of elite Astartes, you're going to be hitting on fours at the very best because humans just aren't that skillful. Um, so the hatred really sort of pushes you over the top there. Uh, unfortunately, I think that Eternal Warrior is probably much more useful in close combat than hatred. Would you agree? 
I would, yeah. I would think so. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, see, so often you fight guys who have strength eight weapons, and then it's just all over if you fail a single save. It's heartbreaking. I mean, because it's limited to a challenge. I think that's where it's. That's yeah. That's also a bummer. Yeah, if it gave hatred, if it gave him the hatred special rule, then mm-hmm. it would be much more interesting because you attach him to uh, oh, your bodyguard unit or something along those lines. They get it. Oh, great point. Then yeah, it becomes the more um, hatred. Yeah, the conferred hatred becomes much more vi- much more of a viable option game wise. Yeah, especially like with the power axe dudes. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I know the the, pro- the problem with the hatred is he he's not going to strike first anyway, is he? So. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he so might not even be allowed to to use it. Yeah, you've got to deal with the incoming storm, and then you'll be a little more accurate. But fuck, man, maybe you're already done. Um, so, you know, if, if you just roll it randomly, whatever, whatever, do the best you can. But um, if you are picking and choosing, then I would probably always go for uh, Eternal Warrior over this. Yeah, I'd agree All with right. that. All right, the fourth one is another super powerful one. This one's crazy. It's uh, called Blind Bomba- uh, What is it? Blind Barrage? Blind Barrage. Basically, what it means is that every single unit in your army has shrouded for the first turn of the game. Whoa. Since you have essentially unlimited access to Aegis lines, that's fucking intense. That's so crazy. It's like zero casualty first round. Yeah, it's basically a two plus uh, cover save, which is ignored by very few things. For whatever you want to park behind a you know a Aegis line, your tanks, your dudes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy, and it it allows you to get off a sort of a first volley of shooting more or less unopposed because you know not much is going to damage you on the return until that second turn of the game. Um, I, I've never used it myself, but it probably would be good for even like a close combat army just to roar up the board and get a bit closer. Um, yeah. I, I think as like a as a force multiplier, this is the best of them, better even than Eternal Warrior because that's a very selfish warlord trait. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I, I think if you're taking a Lord Marshal and you're going for you know an armored column or a traditional kind of sit back and blast them army, it, it's almost a must take. Yeah, uh, and again, you know, it's 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 that first round survivability. That um, you know you kind of need to overcome the the damage you're yeah. going to take to get the, exactly. a lot of the, the shorter range weapons and other options in play. It really puts you ahead in the attrition game for sure. Yeah. Just having that one turn of unopposed. It's it's why people love shit like drop pods because you get one turn of doing whatever the hell you want without any kind of opposition basically. Um, and you can do that if you like army wide. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Very much. So. Um, Alright, next one is Voidmaster. Uh, this is not bad. The Waller gets stubborn, and hang on, what's the second part of that? The Waller gets stubborn, and they and any unit they join gets moved through cover, which is okay. Um, stubborn is fine. Any Velatarist unit already has moved through cover, so that's kind of, you know, if you're going to put in with them, whatever, whatever. Maybe it's Ogrins or something. Yeah, Ogrin is a good choice, I think. Um, uh, What about a uh, tank commander? Do you have your tank commander as a warlord? If you find a way of making uh, it happen, and he's any unit they join... (laughs) But he can't have uh, a warlord trait. Exactly, that's the the call-out. He becomes your Uh, warlord, but does not get to roll a trait. Crap, okay. However, if if your warlord is riding in a car, um, that's technically a unit that they've joined, so you can give move through cover to your Dracosan or something like that. That's not too bad. Well, it's, it's, it helps with the whole uh, the whole immobilization stuff. Exactly, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, and stubborn is useful, um, especially if you've built a very durable warlord. But then he won't be as durable as he could be because he's not an internal warrior. Exactly. <laughs> All so. right. The last one, siege master. 
So this is a pretty common ability across a lot of different armies, and it's basically just pick a fortification, um, not one that they bought for their army, like an Aegis line, but just some random shit on the battlefield, and you can reduce the cover save that it offers by one. So it, it's okay. Um, if someone's, you know, depending entirely on one piece of terrain to, you know, shield their army, then it might be worth it. But yeah, um, like, like you're playing the ambush scenario, and it just exactly. happens to be a massive building in the middle of the board. Right, right. Then you'd be like, well, your four class is now a five plus, and that makes it a little bit easier. Um, that'd be a good option for it, for sure. But again, it's kind of situational, just like um, Shattering Bombardment. All right. So, Warlord Traits. A lot of really cool ones there, and I think two of them, Eternal Warrior and Blind Barrage, are ridiculously good. Um, so always keep those in the back of your mind, and for sure, fucking never forget to roll them, um, which I've done many a time. <laughs> yeah, once you roll them forgot that you had them. Yeah, yeah exactly right. You're just like, cool, Wallet Tree, I'll totally remember that later on. I never do. <laughs> At the end of the game, fuck, that so could have helped me. Yeah. God damn it. Dude, I fucking had Child of Terror all along. I was re-rolling once. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. How yeah. often? How often does that happen? <laughs> all right, so do you want to plunge into the uh, into the list proper? Uh, into the rich vein of goodness that's offered by the Solar Auxilia? Yeah, fuck I mean, yeah. Is, there, is there anything like super specific as far as Warg is concerned, or...? They have a couple, a couple of different interesting custom items. Um, most of them are restricted to specific units, so it's probably better to talk about them when we talk about the unit. Okay. Uh, I think the only thing is that weird uh, fucking invulnerable save, the Lord Commander. Oh yeah, good but call, that, man. Good call. But uh, but that's also in 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 him. So okay, we well can... we can take it with the units. I was just interested that yeah. you think we should pick up at that point. But yeah, let's rock and roll, man. Let's move into the the, the list itself. Yeah, so your first and most primo HQ choice is the Legate Commander slash the Lord Marshal. So this is basically just representing like a, a high-level officer. Um, and you can choose to take him as just like a generic shitbag, the Legate Commander. Or you can upgrade him for a mere 35 points to become way stronger, way faster, way more jacked, way more commanding and charismatic. Um, and that's, that's a huge bargain, I think. The 35 points gives you... Plus one initiative, plus one attack, plus one leadership, um, and the ability to choose your warlord trait. And uh, as we've just discussed, that can be an absolute fucking game winner. So uh, I don't know, unless you're really trying to shave points off, um, I'd be inclined to always bump him up to be a Lord Marshal. But yeah, I don't know. And uh, I was going to say with the uh, the special thing for the Lord Marshal as well is he the Lord Marshal only gets his household retinite. Ooh, yeah, this is very cool. Retinue, sorry. Um, retinue, yeah, exactly. So a household retinue um, is sort of a, a Velitaris section that's seconded to him and him alone, so they're not part of a tercio. Um, they get a bump to the weapon skill, so the weapon skill four, and that's five when they're hugging each other, which is pretty cool. And they also get preferred enemy infantry, which is outrageously good with Volkite weaponry, which um, obviously Velitaris hold. And that, that passes on to the Lord Commander himself, which is pretty useful. And again, another thing I always forget. Um, but so, so your two options there for the household retinue, I guess, are just Volkite dudes or Parax dudes. And they both absolutely love that preferred enemy infantry. It makes them, you know, just from killers to cold-blooded murderers. They're, and they yeah. get a, they get access to uh, the Dracosun armored transport, or I don't know why you take one an auxilia Arvus lighter. Um, yeah, just for fun, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the shits and giggles light. or flak. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, it's plays. Like, it depends on how you're planning to run your armor. But fucking the Drakason is one of the, probably one of the best transports. Exactly. In, in so the it's game. hard to go past it. Um, but so, back onto the uh, the Lord Marshal slash Legate Commander. As Freddie mentioned, they're super customizable. You can take a list of ingredients and equipment that's about as long as that for the Praetor, right? And there's a few items that absolutely nobody has access to in the whole game, apart from Lord Marshals, which is interesting and very cool. Um, so the basic war gear options are not particularly surprising or interesting. It's just, you know, your Chinable Sabres, your Plasma Pistols, your Power Weapons, Power Fists, Inferno Pistols. Um, a few unique things. Uh, pretty much every Solar Auxilia character can take a Blast Pistol, which is just like a cute little uh, Volkite sidearm, I guess. Little boom, um, boom pistol, basically. Yeah, boom pistol. They're like six inches range. Um, I think they're Strength 5 um, Mastercrafted, which is, you know, better than a kick in the face. And they're only two points apiece. So if you're really on a budget, um, definitely no, worth upgrading. I think, it, I think it, has, uh, it gets hot as well, doesn't it? I think you're right, yeah. But the Mastercrafted kind of, you know, uh, makes makes up for that a little bit. Um, yeah, like I've relied on not drilling once before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel you. It's not like you've got um, history. If you've <laughs> upgraded your Legate to be a, um, a Lord Marshal, you can take an Archaeotech pistol, which is, you know, fine, I guess, um, or a Paragon Blade, which is a bit of fun. Especially, um, especially if you go Eternal Warrior. Uh, I'm oh, just yeah. waiting for the, the, the fucking dick go. The grab, 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 <laughs> yeah. wave. Grab, 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 grab. All right, so um, in terms of just other equipment, not weapons, they can take, you know, melter bombs, improvisers, digilasers, whatever, whatever, and something super fucking crazy, the grab wave generator. Vroom, 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 vroom. Grab which waves. Is, which is, if you're on the opposing side, it's the most fucking annoying piece of shit equipment you can have, but if you're yeah. using it, it's like king shit. It's an absolute heartbreaker, isn't it? Um, yeah. So basically what happens is, that as soon as someone declares a charge against you, you can be like, cool man, roll those dice. And then when they roll the dice, you can say, okay, now subtract D3 from that. <laughs> and that can be an absolute motherfucker if someone's just relying on a, you know, a, oh, it's seven inches, I'll always make that. No, nah, man, try making ten inches. It's huge. It's so fucking intense. Yeah, and if you put him in terrain, the fucking yep. add-ons, like it's, because you already add on two and then the D3, like that could be like a five <laughs> in deductible exactly. charge range. That's fucking madness. Um, so, 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 so charge you need to make, which was an eight inch, like the fuck? Yeah. One of the, um, the very first games uh, I played against Michael um, and his Imperial Fists, he had a situation where he had his like uh, Praetor with a three inch charge on my, um, my, like, uh, my Lord Marshal. And so he's like, cool, three-inch charge. This should be pretty tri- trivial, right? So he rolls a six on the charge, which normally that's cool, except I roll the maximum for the gravway generator. So it's barely just making it now. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I've got a boarding shield, another neg one. I fucking missed the three-inch charge. And it's all because of this powerful artifact. He just lost his goddamn mind. It was beautiful. Um, of course. Not. Sorry, I love that's cold, man. I love it. Whatever. Uh, so, grab web generator. It's an absolute dick move weapon. Um, I mean, to, to get the most out of it, you're going to have to be sort of baiting charges in the first place. But you know, if you're fighting Astartes, it's always yeah. in their best interest to get amongst you. So, and, it's and, and that's like useful. that's after they run a uh, BS2 fucking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe lose a couple of guys from the front just from, uh, you know, Overwatch fire. So the grab wave generator. For a mere 10 points, you can ruin someone's day. I would always do that. 10 points is 
kind of rotten for that pro- for what you're getting. A rotten price for your opponent, anyway. Isn't it a bit? And it's just snuck in there casually, like, oh, don't worry about this, man. Just the grabber generator. No big deal. Just, just, yeah, just um, walk on by, man. Walk on by. Nothing to see here. So that's a that's a trend with the solar auxilia, is that there's a lot of super powerful things just kind of, like, sneakily snuck in there. No real attention drawn to them. Just like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's an option. Just uh, just think about it. It's yeah. um, it's, so, re- it's so, rewarding to, yeah. So I guess the next part is the displacer field matrix combined with, you know, cyber familiar and that weird fucking shit that's going on with that one. Yeah, so you've got um, uh, another reason why the Lord Commander, the Lord Marshal is so durable for my, uh, for my money is that you can give him a 3 plus invulnerable save super, super easily. So you can either take an Iron Halo and combo that with a cyber familiar or you can save five points and give him a displacer matrix, which is some crazy shit. So basically, they're they're both effectively give you a three plus invulnerable save. But the displacer just, matrix. Just a question: Can you have a displacer yeah. matrix and a cyber familiar? Uh, you can, but the cyber familiar rule says that it can only increase a save up to a maximum of three plus, so it doesn't really uh, do anything. Yeah. All right, except you get that fucking bonus for you know. In test the uh, oh, yeah, car- um, characteristics test, but then it's useless. Exactly, which again I always forget. But you're right; you should make an initiative check or a strength check or something like that. It's uh, it comes into play. Um, so displacer metrics. Fucking where is that? I've got to read the exact rules for that because I forget how. I've never actually taken this damn thing, but it's so hilarious. Okay, but... I, I I can tell you, it gives yeah. you a three plus invulnerable save. Uh, but if you roll a one for the save. Uh, you don't take a fucking wound. You just go into ongoing reserves instead. You just vanish. And then, uh, yeah, you just vanish, and then you arrive by deep strike. So basically, the only only time you can take a wound is if you roll a two. That's kind of cool. Although if you roll a one and you just vanish, it's kind of a kind of a dick move for the squad you leave behind. But what else? Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, he he's obviously is he's a business meeting somewhere else. He yeah. got wifed. You what know? important business to attend to? I'm out. No, no, no. He had to pick up his kids from kinder. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the miss is called on the fucking box. Yeah. So, so I mean, oh shit, guys, I gotta go. Wife, wife's calling. Phoom. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, hey, man, we're in kind of in the middle of something right now, but okay, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like fucking power axing left, right, and center. What's going on? <laughs> Where the fuck did Carl go? Carl, Carl, where the fuck are you? <laughs> yes, and 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 then I just just left them as they were axing then, dudes in the face. Yes, do, do, do yeah. top me off there, Jeeves. And there's these strikes somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a really, really. But you know, on, on the on the pro of, uh, nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> but on the pro thing though, it's sure. it's you're not going to die very easily. Yeah, I mean, you you won't give up that precious precious warlord point, and that can be a big deal in some games. Um, so I guess we should talk a little bit about their just stat line. It's like super uninspiring. Basically, they're just humans, just basic shitty humans. Um. The Legacy Commander is literally threes across the board, apart from two attacks and weapon skill, ballistic skill four, um, leadership nine. And as I said before, the Lord Marshal gets a, a little bit of a kick to his attacks and initiative um, for those 35 points you spend. Um, so it isn't, it isn't a stat line that's going to be doing anything crazy or amazing. It's entirely in the gear you give them. And I, I don't know, as you can see, you can do all kinds of crazy shit. Super defensive, super offensive, super lightweight, whatever takes your fancy. Yeah. Well, the displacer matrix is fucking awesome. Artificial armor as well. Oh, of course, artificial armor for twenty points. Um, pretty expensive, but you know, probably worth it if you're going to take a lot of yeah. incoming fire. Two well, plus is just yeah. Well, the thing is, like you're you're buffing a four plus save, not a three plus save. So that's why it's yeah, twice. Fair, twice fair. 
Um, so so on, the, on the topic of the durability of the Lord Marshal, that's like one of my favorite tactics in the whole game is just having a um, like a bullet catcher as the Lord Marshal. So you give him a two plus artificer armor save, a three plus you know iron halo or displacer metric save, eternal warrior, and then basically you've got this invincible man that can tank three wounds worth of incoming you know last cannons, auto cannons, whatever the fuck, um, and leave you know his squishy squad of ogrins or axemen more or less undamaged. That said, I have a fucking awesome habit of rolling ones when I most need to, so it's kind of well, that's okay. Never- because then you just teleport away. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> which, is the, which is the I'm best. Not. Yeah, and the squad's just like, oh, fuck, that was the best. Okay, well, fine. We'll just sit here and get shot. Yeah, but, but at least you're tanking in that shot for free, then. Oh, true, true. Because let's one say you do, like, three vulnerable saves. Oh, you roll, like, a three and a six and a one. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. <laughs> it's heartbreaking yeah, you, that's the very first thing you roll, though. Someone just takes a shot with a bolt pistol at you, and you go, okay, fine. Oh, fuck. One. I'm out. Yeah, but then you're going to deep strike next to that fucking last cannon squad, and he's like, fuck, I'm pissed off now. Sure. Fan Fandango. Fan Fandango to the return, yeah. So, yeah, um... In the rear. I, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about some builds for these guys. When we go through some army lists later on, because yeah, there's a couple of couple of fun things you can do there. All right, so next section, next uh, army list entry. What do we have? Well, it's the Masada, Lord Iraton, Lord Iraton Masada. So this is the guy whose backstory we're singing about in the intro, right? Singing, yeah, loose term. But singing. anyway, dude, our tones were dulcet and heavenly, please. Um, all right. So, uh, just go through him quickly, I guess. He's a special character, obviously. Um, some ancient, wizened, old motherfucker. Um, he's got a sort of interesting set of gear that gives him a strange little stat line. So, BS5, which is pretty interesting. Um, the main thing about him is that he has the protector of Agathon rule, uh, which represents the fact that he's the master of a vast industrial empire as well as an army. So, what it means is that anytime a unit in your army apart from a dedicated transport, a lot of war, or a unique unit, is destroyed, you roll a d6, and on a 5 or a 6, an identical unit gets put back into ongoing reserves. So you could have essentially unlimited fucking anything. It's crazy. And that applies to things like, um, say, the super heavies you can take in your heavy support slot. So if your Valdor tank hunter gets exploded in turn 1, maybe it just drives back on. Who cares? Like, a 5-plus chance of that happening can be super intense. <coughs> Well, if if you get a fucking if you have a squad of Lemurusses, one of them yeah, will, yeah. should statistically come back. All the, right, so just just maths. Um, <laughs> so that, that that that's a crazy little bonus. Um, I, I imagine you could build some interesting armies based around that bonus just entirely, taking a lot of small units. So you know, on average, you'll get back a third of your army after it's destroyed, which is pretty intense. Um, uh, yeah, otherwise he's just fairly uninspiring. Gets some. Decent armor save. He has It Will Not Die, which is cute for a, a human being. Um, but he doesn't have Eternal Warrior, so the first time someone shoots him with a uh, autocannon shell and it punches through his artificer armor, that's it. GG. You're in the grave. Yeah. Um, all right. But, but he's more of a buff character than really a... Yeah, you know, he's, he's a support armor. character, and, and that's the way he's built, basically. Um, you know, his close combat ability is, I've got a power sword. Well, you're just a human, so... <laughs> he's not going to be fighting anyone any soon. Yeah, exactly, man. All right. So the next HQ choice that you can pick from, uh, and this can be your compulsory should you choose, uh, even though it's kind of a little odd, it's a unit. It's um, the Auxilia Tactical Command Section, which I guess is basically the same as an Imperial Guard Command Squad, right? 
Uh, a little bit better, though, but yeah. Well, better, yeah, but the same kind of principle. Yeah. So basically, you get like a boss, you get like a guy on the box, and you get the guy with a flag, and then you have two helpers, and you can buy up to five extra helpers from uh, your allowance. Um, the cool things about this unit, stat-wise, they're super uninspiring. They're all just humans. Um, the Stratagos, who's the general, basically, has an extra wound, but otherwise, he's just a human. Um, it's, again, in their items that makes them, like, really sing. So, the Stratagos has a Cognus Signum, which is, I guess, as every 30 clear player knows, a fucking king shit item. Plus one BS for a unit is mind-blowingly useful. Fuck yeah. Uh, the Stratagos can also order a Precision Bombardment, which is uh, yet another in the um, giant itinerary of bombardments that exist in 30k. This one's Strength 9, AP2, Ordnance 1, Large Blast, uh, Barrage and Pinning, so basically a gigantic blast las cannon that you can reroll penetrates on, or uh, roll two dice to penetrate, which is pretty fucking radical. Um... And otherwise, they're just, I guess their main role is for the plus one BS bonus from the Cognosignum, and it's because they're really just a bargain choice that you can hide behind a Aegis line and expect to endure for most of the game, really, unless someone really tries to assassinate them. Well, it's, it's uh, and also, basically, everyone uh, within 24 inches of that uh, banner thing, it becomes stubborn. Oh, yes, of course, yeah, you're right. It isn't just a basic Vexilla, it's the, uh, the cohort Vexilla, which is, yeah, you're right. The big, yeah. fancy, uh, cool one. The banner, banner on crack. Mm-hmm. You also get a, a Nuncio Vox from the Vox Operator, which is, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, that's pretty easy to get Voxes in this army, unlike, say, Militia. So it's <laughs> Well, everyone gets a fucking... Every unit has a Vox, I think, except the... Basically, yeah. Well, every Laz Rifle section does. So, okay. yeah, you should never be wanting for Voxes, but, hey, why not? Every little bit helps, I guess, right? Every little bit of extra range. You never know when you're going to need to look around that corner. Uh-huh. And here, here is where we see the first uh, instance of a bit of war gear. That's one of the, the hidden sort of uh, knives of Solar Auxilia that I was talking about before. And that's the humble Solar Auxilia grenade launcher. Ooh. So, well, it's not very humble. Fucking, no, it's, uh, it's fucking outrageous is what it is. So you get, three, <laughs> you get three grenades for the grenade launcher. You get a crack grenade, which we all know and love. You get a kinetic grenade, which is basically a strength four frag, which is pretty fucking good actually. Yeah. And you get the tempest grenades. The fucking king shit. Well, you want me to say it? It's the fucking say it again. Hay- haywire fucking massive king shit. The hay- haywire grenades on a hey. BS weapon. Haywire. Hey, 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 ranged weapon on just a basic squad guy that's loco that's unmatched in the heresy in terms of being able to just pull up pull apart vehicles so you can only get two of those in this unit um because only two of the veteran auxilia accompany um bodyguard dudes can actually take special weapons so that's not that crazy you know two haywire hits that's okay we can deal with that that's not too insane but as we see later on <laughs> shit gets far more real so anyway, with that ominous statement hanging over us. Uh, <laughs> well, so we have two there, and then... <laughs> yeah, and, and then, the, the two are there is just an appetit, right? We're just getting started. Okay. Yeah. That's just to, to get that fifth whole point on a Spartan or whatnot. Exactly. Build, build the momentum. Appetite. Build the momentum. That's what we're going for. Exactly. Um, no, you're right. Like, that extra hull point, that's exactly what they're there for. Like, you know, they're both BS4, so you'll hear with probably one of them, maybe two. <laughs> 
and compared to grab guns because you're like oh fuck okay i have haywire that's useless against anything else but oh let's shoot a crack grenade or let's shoot a exactly. fucking frag grenade it's like so much better and also in like grab guns they're what six inches longer range and assault weapons you can move and fire them there's no like heavy restriction it's crazy it is the shit uh, all right so the final the final hq choice is our old buddy tank commander who we've already spilled a bunch of ink about and these guys are radical they're so fucking good the strength of the Solar Auxiliary, as I said, is armor, and these guys just take the next level. Yeah. So they're 55 points, and they're basically a guy who sits inside your tank and kind of get out of it or whatever. If the tank goes up, he's assumed to be dead. Um, it's not like that Iron Hand special character who can actually just bail and sort of run around and do missions by himself. Um, these guys, once the tank's gone, they're gone. So they can ride in basically any tank. Not the artillery tanks, but um, any Limonross, any of the super heavies. Uh, any of the Lords of War, basically. So, what do you... Fucking loco if you put him in, like, a Stormhammer or something. There's so many crazy choices. So, for 55 points, what you get is BS4, which is pretty good, um, as opposed to BS3, which most of the tank crews are. You get the ability to Overwatch with your tank, which is fucking radical. Wait, wait, what? Uh, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Can I get... Just one more time. Can you, can you so, say one more time? Uh, <laughs> If you're in a super heavy, right, or any kind of tank, really, and you've got a tank commander sitting there, and someone's like, hey, can I charge that tank? You'd be like, sure, be my guest. Welcome to the world of Overwatch. <laughs> um, the fuck? <laughs> so consider, perhaps, consider the humble Stormlord with its 15 shots. Hmm. <laughs> Shit gets very... So, yeah. apart from Overwatch, <laughs> apart from BS4, you also get to pick a special rule for your um, tank, uh, tank unit or, or super heavy, whatever. And... There's some kind of gimme obvious choices here and some more sort of like niche ones. Um, you can take Tank Hunters, obviously amazing. Yeah. You can take It Will Not Die, Jeez. pretty useful on the big lumbering motherfuckers. Yeah. You can take Scout and move through cover, which is cute. I like the idea of that. Um, you can take Preferred Enemy Infantry, which is what you want to take on the big like unit curling weapons. Uh, yeah. Monster Hunter, if you've drawn up against the Mechanicum Army, you know, why not go crazy and try and bring down some Castellacs? Uh, or precision shots. Um, so I, I, I don't know. The ones, the only ones I've really used from that are tank hunters on a vanquisher, which is just an obvious choice, right? Yeah. Um, and preferred enemy infantry on a stormlord, so just mowing down marines by the bucket load. Yeah. Well, for my list, I'm, I'm kind of jumping between uh, preferred uh, infantry and the monster hunter. Yeah, exactly. Just depending on who you're facing, right? Well, that's for, because I'm going volkite heavy, so. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the, the scout and move through cover one's kind of interesting, and it'd, it'd be fun to try on maybe like a... Because uh, one of the things I only recently realized is that if a tank ace is leading a unit of tanks, right, so him and two outriders, for instance, they all share the special rule as long as it's a conferred special rule. So if it gives them a scout, that's kind of cool. Bit of extra movement on the tanks. Um, move through cover can be handy. I don't know. It's There's um there's some interesting sort of things you can do. Just the raw destructive power of tank hunters yeah. or preferred enemy well, countries. If you end up on a fucking CD fight board, it might be useful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's just agonizing when you're like, well, immobilized is great. Especially if you're part of a squadron, that can be a real heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah, it can really, you know, the whole left behind thing can really ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Yep, so 55 points. It's an absolute bargain if you're going tank heavy. Um, if you've got the HQ slots free and you've got some tanks in your army... I can't see an argument for not using these guys. Yeah. They're just that so much of a value. Yeah. Especially if you run them in a squadron, which we're going to 
get on later on because the mm. the fucking bonuses are stacking. Yeah, yeah, and it it really adds up when you think about some certain little configurations and interplays. So yeah, tank hunters never leave home without them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, right. yeah, it's just a golden rule. Let's be fair. Yeah, for sure. Okay, <clears throat> so we're finally onto the uh, the elite slot, um, which is packed full of interesting goodies. The first one's a pretty easy one to talk through. It's just the uh, the medics of the Solar Auxilia. Um, these guys are basically just shitty little humans with their 4-plus armor, with their last pistols, and with a little medic pack that lets them confer a 5-plus female pain on their unit. Which is and fucking oh, great. It's not bad, so to be fair. It's not bad at all. So 60 points gets you 3. Additional is a 15 each, which is pretty good value, really. Fucking loco. Um, Jesus. And, this and you can add them to... This is why I have, you know, eight models of these. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because they're just like, why not take them, right? Why not take even backups? So there's no reason you can't attach more than one to a unit. So have two. What if one gets aced? Have a backup. You still get that backup. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you can attach them to tactical command sections, the guys we just talked about, um, and Laz Rifles, Flamers, and Velatara Storm sections. So all the, all the human-sized infantry of the army, not the uh, exotic infantry, let's say. Um... But, yeah, that 5-plus female pain, I mean, I have bad luck with it, but that's just my own personal curse. Um, adding a 5-plus to most of the arms coming in your way is huge. If you've got a, uh, a Lord Marshal who's doing what I said before, the bullet-catching job, mm-hmm. um, if he has Eternal Warrior, he can take that 5-plus against fucking anything. Glass cannons, no problemo. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I'm, sorry, exactly sir, right. I'm, I'm sorry, sir, you've just been clipped by a LAS cannon. Just let me stim that for you, thunk. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a flesh wound. It's a flesh well, yeah. wound. I ain't got time to bleed. It's crazy. The fact that you're rolling a feel no pain after you failed, you know, artificer armor save, that implies that you just had, you know, hypertech like ceramic plate just blown off your torso, but no no, it's fine. Just stitch it up. It'll be good. Yeah, just weld it back on. Too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's totally um, totally chillax. Yeah. Um th- there's some kind of annoying things about Medicaid. Um if you attach them to say a Laz rifle section. That means you can no longer transport them because the biggest transport that's not a super heavy is uh, 20 spaces, and they become 21 with an attached um, Medicaid, which is a little. It, it's kind of a balancing act you've always got to play. Do I want to go full armored or do I want to go, um, you full, know, full slow. have that blanket? Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a bit of a balancing option that I'm sure they've done intentionally there, but um, it's just something to think about. The next option, uh, these are, again, an outstanding choice, and they are the humble rapier battery. Um, these. Not as many options as your Astartes these days, what with their fancy quad mortars and so on, um, but they're fucking good enough. So the basic model is 35 points for a quad multi-laser, which is, in terms of value for money, and like, or value for points rather, and offensive output, that's just, that's just madness. That's madness. So you uh, get yeah. six, this is why I have three of them. Right? You got three of them, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Jesus, Freddy. So, mm-hmm. so that, that unit of three of them, that'll cost you 105 points, and that'll give you 18 twin-linked strength six shots. That's crazy. For 105 points. Holy fuck, man. It's awesome. So that, that multi-laser is just your go-to choice for just cheap mass strength six fire. Like the old, you know, Eldar fucking multi-laser days. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's hard to argue with that. It's just a, yeah. if you've got 100 points free, why not throw it in there? Put a battery of three of them together with like a last drive section behind the fucking Aegis defense line. Yeah, now you're talking. That shit ain't going anywhere soon. Mm-hmm. Put a command um, squad next to it, make them stubborn. 
they've got the yeah exactly they've got the advantage of uh, artillery defensive stats so toughness seven and two wins and chuck a, a cover save on top of that and yeah you're just you're laughing um, as well as the multi laser they can take a laser destroyer which is you know cool um, the quad mortar with just frag and shatter shells which is v- very very useful um, and okay. also a graviton cannon which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, all those options are radical. Uh, you'll not go badly by any... I think probably the Laser Destroyer is the weakest of the four, but they're all right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I always go to the fucking multi-lasers and the quad launcher. And yeah. and then for... Because for my grab, I'm just covering with the, the normal fucking uh, grenade launchers. Yeah, exactly. You don't need any more haywire. You're quite full up with it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, the graviton cannons are kind of cool because they're a large blast and they make that sort of um, that difficult terrain zone, which is kind of cool for slowing down big foot slugging units. But um, the quad mortar is just so flexible, and shatter shells are crazy good. Yeah, almost just yeah. hate wire grenades. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, so rapiers again, they're another one of the power choices of the solar auxiliary. I think. Um, speaking of mm, power, speaking of bulging muscles and. <laughs> terrifying gin-bred flesh. The next entry in the Elite's Choices is the Ogryn Charonite Squadron. These guys are awesome. Their models are so fucking next-level loco. Um, Fuck yeah. They're fucking if you've not scary, seen these right? ones before, yeah, you owe it to yourself to go to Forge World immediately and stare at them until your fucking until your life changes, because it will. I guarantee it. I'm looking at them. I'm quite literally looking at them now <laughs> and sort of no. just... Fuck me, man. They are, they are, they are their own thing. They really are. Look deeply, look deeply into the, like the weird like spinning blades and meshy like claws that they have. They're so right. ugh, they're terrifying. So yeah, these are ogres basically, right? They've got ogre stats, and that's nothing surprising. Um, what sort of pushes them over the top to like be a next level solar auxiliary terror weapon uh, is again their gear. So you take a basic ogre. You give it Void Armor, so a 4-plus armor save. Mm-hmm. And you give it Charonite Claws. So these are cool. These are close combat weapons. They're these savage, like... How would you describe them? I don't even know what the fuck they're... It's, it's so hard like, to think about what's actually they look, happening. They look like farm machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. Like the giant, like harvesters. Yeah, like harvester machines just strapped yeah. to the hands of just, like, the guy... The, what's his name? The... The mountain or whatever it is from the Game of Thrones. It's like they've taken two of those, pumped, pumped yeah. him up with a bulked out armor, and then just stuck two combine harvesters, one on each hand. Yeah, and been like, go to work. So, <laughs> fuck shit up, just do it. Uh, yeah. um, basically, the rules for them are like almost like like a tool up fucking Raven's talons. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good way to put it. So you get plus one strength, AP three. That's great. And there's also a special rule, which is if you roll a two to roll of a six then those wounds are treated as having AP2 and instant death, Fuck which is crazy. Me. That's just <laughs> cold. Is... On, on a, so, oh, okay, it's a 185-point squad, but fuck yep. me, that's still... That's nine wounds between three of them, but toughness five. That's mm-hmm. uh, not going to be doubled out easily. Yep, um, uh, they got stubborn. They got six-plus feel no pain, so a bit of extra resilience there. They've got a really fun rule called the dead man switch. <laughs> so if you... <laughs> If you fuck the pot and they fail a morale check, then if you've got a HQ choice still on the table who's like presumably holding the dead switch, they can he can be like, no, 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 not in my watch. Activate the dead man switch and they immediately negate the fail test, but suffer D3 wounds as the, you know their bomb collars go off and they get electro prodded or something like that. 
Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they're not cheap. Um, there's only one way you can transport them, as far as I know, which we'll get into a bit later on. You can't buy them a dedicated transport, alas. So they suffer the sort of um, the weakness to strength ten that Thalax do as well, where if you catch them in the open with some Medusa shells, it's a lot of points going down the drain really fast. Um, but that said, there's not much that can stand out of them in close combat at all. They're, they're definitely my go-to unit in Zone Mortalis. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, in Zone Mortalis. Really? 1,000%. Jesus Christ. I don't know. They've only got a few weaknesses in close combat. Uh, maybe mechanic and troops, but then a couple of lucky instant deaths and you can get back on top again really quick. Okay. Random yeah, well, if they're in there running with uh, Clam Fandango, it's, it's pretty much sure. safe. Quick, quick question. Quick question. Yeah. Uh, theoretical. Three of these guys or Ooh. more walk up to a Primarch. How long do you reckon they can hold him for? Depends on the Primarch, man. Well, we don't count Lorgar because he's really not a Primarch. Um, so, <laughs> well, yeah. it, it, if it's Perturabo, like they'll they'll stay there forever. But you know, Angron, he'll just <laughs> fuck them up to bits. <clears throat> this is just prejudice zone. This is just like shit talking. Um, yeah, well, they'll just so, use, they'll use those snippy claws and and uh, uh, you know raking raking things to give Fulgrim a back rub and then you know. The, the problem the it. problem is that uh, most Primarchs will wound them on two plus, fucking hit them on. Three plus. Three plus, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's still nine uh, wins. So I think anyone who doesn't have a strength 10 weapon, you've got one or two turns, basically, of um, sticking in there before the Primarch choose through you. And I'm just, um, thinking, but I'm if, just thinking the Flesh Ripper, which is... Uh, I know they, they, they the Primarchs have instant... Uh, have um, Eternal Warrior, Eternal yeah. Warrior, but, you know, you get enough hits in there, a couple of sixes, the AP2, the, and you're relying on vulnerable saves. They could For sure. Oh, you have a bunch of Primarchs that have uh, murderous strikes as well, like Angron and... Uh, Conrad. Conrad. So I think fucking uh, doesn't uh, Corax have it as well? I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. not sure. He can probably take it as one of his options for his like kung fu styles. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on the Primarch, but I would mostly use these guys as just um just just waiting into tactical range and trashing squads of twenty guys because yeah. you know a, a twenty man attack squad is going to cost more than these guys. Um, they're not going to win combat unless you're very very lucky. And then you're just laughing. You run them down and eat their brains. And, uh, they'll probably pretty much hold up uh, Terminator Squad as well. And if you had a couple of lucky sixes, because their power fists aren't going to instant death them. So yeah, oh, excellent. Point. Yeah, really good point. So they're, yep. they're, they're sort of uh, troop and elite killers. Definitely. Yep. Could speed bump a Primarch yep. for a couple of turns. Yeah. Depending. Don't, don't throw them at a dreadnought unless you're willing to just cry and cry again. Um, I mean, a dreadnought that doesn't have like a power fist, sure, go go crazy. If someone's got a Derrideo, just like tie it up forever. But if they're rocking any kind of grasping or crushing implement, then stay the fuck away. Yeah. Fair enough. But that's a rule for any ogre. Um, yeah. All ogres, you know that rule. Any yeah, because okay. fucking strength six aren't gonna do shit. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Charnet Ogrens, such a beautiful unit. Um, I would dearly love to buy some. If, if you're doing kind of a weird non-standard solar auxiliary list that's like a fun one to convert up to you can have some kind of like xenos death beast or whatever rather than just the basic ass ogres um but yeah a really fun unit i reckon very cool yeah okay the next one this is complicated but it's also super important because this is like the primo choice for your uh merciless no friends having when it all costs motherfucker <laughs> going behind the super heavy yeah so this is this is innocuous, right? This is kind of like 
you read the entry and you're like, oh yeah, whatever, cool, cool, cool. It's the Engine Seer Auxilia. So these are the tech priests from Mars seconded to the Solar Auxilia. And at first glance, they're pretty basic. They seem very similar to like Engine Seer units in Imperial Guard or even tech priest units in, um, in Astartes armies. So the basic unit is one Engine Seer and four um, Servo Automata, which is okay, cool, whatever, whatever. The Engine Seer, like all Engine Seers, can you know, fix cars. It gets three plus realm repair roll, which is pretty good. Um, but otherwise, they're pretty unglamorous. So what takes them over the top are, again, their options. The Engine Seer options, whatever, whatever, not too exciting. Um, they're one of the only sources of an augury scanner in the army, which is pretty useful if you want to stop intercept, uh, if you want to stop infiltrating and stuff like that. But what uh, makes these guys just outrageous is the servo automata weapons choices. There's a couple of pretty meh ones, like a flamer and a rotocannon. There's a couple of pretty cool ones, like multi-melters or phased plasma fusils. And there is the good old solar auxiliary grenade launcher with okay. kinetic crack and tempest grenades. So, holy shit, per unit you can take eight servo automata, you can give them all grenade launchers, that's a potential eight haywire hits from a single unit, and you can take four of these units. Oh so, I don't know what to say. That's crazy. Don't run the your of range haywire. It's yeah, party. yeah. It's party in Haywire Town, that's for sure. It's a party in Haywire Town. Yeah, that's that's an unprecedented amount of ranged haywire. And if you actually took that list, so for engine seer units, I don't know, you deserve to be just run out of town, covered in tar and feathers, just buried in a bog somewhere. Just, no, yeah, just, don't say that. Just just kicked into a spider pit somewhere. Holy fuck, dude. Uh, I just says, got inspired to do it. <laughs> Your theme is, I must always win my games at all costs. Yeah. All right. Um, don't overlook the ability. I mean, even though the servo automata grenade launchers are the king of this unit, don't overlook the fact that the engine stairs have a really good chance of repairing vehicles uh, and an armor-heavy list. That can be really critical. You know, you, you can have them scurrying along behind a, a line of tanks. Or you can just have them actually riding in like a super heavy or something like that itself and repairing from within it. Um, both options are pretty radical. Which can be, I was going to say, which can be an absolute godsend for uh, certain super heavies, especially if they're uh, leading the charge because they're going to draw mm. fire like uh, you know, uh, like nobody's business. Yeah, that's uh, that. That was the nice one. What I was thinking in my head. So thanks for that, Spence. <laughs> Draw, draw fire like a... There's no real sort of, like, aphorism you can go for that, apart from just swearing. Draw exactly. fire like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some, there's some really puzzling choices for engine seers you can take, um, like a cyber familiar, to increase their 5-plus save to a 4-plus on, like, a one-word mod... I don't know. I guess if you're just really hurting for points, why not take that? Um, speaking of haywire, the engine seers can all take grab guns. Oh, doesn't, but... doesn't the cyber familiar help their repair roll? I don't believe it does. I could be no, wrong though. I, I think it's just an up on the uh, on their invulnerable on their uh, invulnerable save, or gives the one if I remember rightly. For ten points, that's pretty crazy. But you know, whatever, whatever. Um, that's fine. Um, it's they, all about the repair. They've got a shit ton of fun options. Is basically what we're saying. Yep. If you're making a dedicated repair unit, it's worth giving one of the servo automatas a servo arm instead of a grenade launcher or whatever the hell else. Just because it gives an additional plus one to the engine seers when they're repairing things, so it's a two plus roll, which is crazy good. Um, yeah. Hang on a second. If just... someone's hoping, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, man. I was going to say, did you touch on the fact that the engine adepts can take cortex controllers? 
I didn't. That's a really good point. And these are the only source of Cortex controllers in the army, basically. So it's just looking at them going, uh, yeah, that could uh, be fun as well. <laughs> that's a good choice. Yeah, it's a great choice, actually. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, unlike some other armies, like, you know, Forge Lords or whatever can take Cortex controllers as well as the um, Tech Priests. In poor old Solar Auxilia, if you want to have indentured robots, this is the only way. Got to take engines here. Got to give them a Cortex controller. Um, so yeah, for sure, that's the only way to unlock, you know, your Thalax or your Castellax buddies. Well, if you, it, it, could, it could be a pretty deadly combination if you've got the the, the way of putting it together. If you think about it, put the uh, put the um, grenade launchers on the on the servitors, have them uh, mm-hmm. get run at, and then get them charge in or finish off with said gigantic automata ro- Robbie robots. Exactly. Who are meanwhile just pumping shells into things from way back in the lines. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a great combo. Um, and if you're going for the sort of human wave model of solar auxilia army building a couple of robots can really sort of you know throw a spanner in someone's works because they're working on the same kind of defenses as your basic line troopers they're not armored creatures they're just you know tough monsters um but they bring so much more to the table right dark fire lances mauler cannons ooh the choices mauler cannons mauler cannons dark fire lances we could go in a loop on this (laughs) so yeah yeah engine sears don't live home without a unit if you're playing Solar Auxilia is my prescription. They're just that crazy. I think everyone will give you the leeway to play a single unit of Haywire Grenade Launcher dudes, but it gets <laughs> iffy real fast if you start taking multiples, I think. Yeah. I, I almost think that that's something that's going to be maybe um, retconned and like the, the Forge World in their infinite wisdom will be like, what the fuck are we thinking? And How suddenly Tempest Grenades... Yeah. How, how does it look in the new book, though? Have they retconned it, or is it still good? Great question. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the new book yet. But that's the compilation of the Knights, Militia, and Solar Auxilia, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know, man. Um, I know for sure Militia grenade launchers cost the same and don't have the cool grenades, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Militia, no, they don't have the cool stuff. Nah. But the only problem is to source that many servitors. Right, well, what models would you even use? I mean, you have to craft your own painstakingly. You could probably figure something out using the Mechanicum Thralls, I think. Um, yeah, just change the Laszlox. Thralls, thralls and uh, grab some fuck it, someone that plays Imperial Guards and steal all their grenade launches. Yeah. Hey, man, are you using these? Because they're absolutely not in Imperial Guards, so why not go crazy? Well, they're definitely not using them in 40k. So. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. 1,000% yeah. hell no. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Grenade launchers... I was um so, I was thinking of making a unit that was um you know just sort of three esoteric engine seers and then the servo automator are all jokero so just orangutans. Yep. That should be fun. So seeing as I have like a, a heaps of boxes of unbuilt Cadian Imperial Guardsmen, mm. uh, I just happened to put maybe text trolls in my basket in Forgeworld. How strange. Are you shopping on Forgeworld? <laughs> yeah. How strange! How I wonder bizarre. why you're doing that. Uh, I wonder why what what I can come up with. With your boxes and boxes of Cadian sprues, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, there's many maybe. options. How yeah. many elite choices can I? <laughs> oh dear, you heard it. Right, here so first. I've done the math hammer on it. You can take 32 haywire shots a turn hmm? at BS3. So that's 16 haywires. What, like one in six of them? Uh, one in six of them don't work. So. Ah, oh, but you. What about if you put the Cognizinium dude next to them? Ooh, clever question. Yeah, you could definitely do that. An extra little chance. So call it about 14, 15 hull points a turn that you can strip off pretty reliably. 
that's just intense. Mm. Yeah, that's that's gonna make. Um, I immediately think of uh, our friend uh, Jens from the Northern Heresy and his. Um, <laughs> what is it? His. Uh, oh, what's the the Dark Angels? Um, well, his Soulblade. His Iron. No, the Iron Wing Protocol. Mm. Basically, just running everything, and yeah, that that will shear off a few points across a, an army like that. Uh, He's got a protocol, this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Iron this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, This poor Dark Angels. Um, but you're right, that, that's what's so savage about Haywire, is that he doesn't care if they're shooting... Yeah, are you shooting at a Rhino? Doesn't matter. Are you shooting at a fucking Lanarator? Same, same. Still going to be stripping Hulk points. Um, heaven forbid someone takes a fucking night army against you, because they'll just be put into the ground, like, ASAP. <laughs> Turn one. Yeah. Five nights. Turn two. One night. <laughs> yeah. Turn two point five. Table flip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you drove all this way for the game, man. I don't know what to say. I guess you just shouldn't play nights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you come to my event being this such such a dick and bringing nights? See what happens. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? That that's a cool idea, actually. Like, there's always you know that guy who's like, can I play my night army, man? And you'd be like, yeah, you can play your night army, but you've got to play pretty. And it's not going to be pleasant. <laughs> and he's 36 haywire grenade launch. Yes. What, what am I playing with you? Uh, one, two, three. How many do the... Ah, oh, fuck, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, okay. Jesus Christ. The, the best thing about that army is that it's not really evident what's going on from first glance. You're just like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, a bunch of, bunch of thralls or something like that. I don't care. And then you're like, hang on, wait, what do the thralls have? Hang on, wait, what? Hang on, wait. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> And they guys like, there's no more transports left. Everyone swapped to crack grenades. Um, another fun combo with this unit is that you can give them, as I said, uh, augury scanners, so they get interceptor. So oh, if someone tries to drop pod a fucking, yeah, if someone drop pods a fucking dreadnought behind your lines, oh, it's too bad for that dreadnought. It's gonna just oh, get disintegrated. A leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Three hull points? Four hull points? Oh fuck! I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> What's the smallest um, army I could take the army army? ally force I could take these in <laughs> how much How much points do I need to make this happen <laughs> need about 350 points spare okay feasible you can do that that's you not can impossible jam those guys <laughs> well, now. Well, well, well obviously how many elite choices is there in the allied slot it's two right yeah. Oh, you're right. It is two. I thought it was just one. But yeah, even so, yeah. about five. So, so you max that out. The HQ choice obviously be, becomes the command squad. Yeah. The Cognisignum yeah. dude stands next to one of the Haywire squads. <laughs> Come at me, motherfuckers! <laughs> it's one of those heartbreaking armies though that you build and you're like, "Fuck yeah, this is going to be so good," and then like one single fuck just demolishes your entire army build, and you're like, "Oh goddammit, Back to the drawing board. <laughs> There's like a Typhon shell lands, and they're like, your entire cunning plan, he's goes to shit. Also, also that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we, should we move on to the tertiary ter now? Because we, we kind about, of hammered the shit out of that, literally. Let's talk about tertios. So this is just a sort of um, an interesting way of organizing the troops' choices for Solar Auxilia in a sort of, what would you call it, like a... Like battalions or some shit companies yeah, yeah. one level of platoons battalions yeah i guess you're right so a tercio is one to three uh troops choices and there's a couple of special rules that um that happen if you're in the same tercio the main one being that if you're close to another tercio buddy then you get to reroll sixes for um morale checks for shooting psychics pinning that kind of thing so it's a little minor bonus but being in the same team as someone yep. and 
one of the units you can only take if you've taken something else in the same tercio. So it's kind of an unlock thing as well. Okay. So that's that's just a weird, confusing prologue to the actual troops' choices themselves. Um, is that the support so the first section, one, the support section rules. That we're we talking. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go through those. Sorry, sorry, Spence. Go for it, man. That's all right. So the first one, uh, the first of the troops' choices, is the good old dependable las rifle section, which is um, fucking good points value. I have to say, that's the way to say <laughs> it. Hey, right. So you get twenty dudes. They've all got good gear, and that's a hundred points. Can't argue with that. Five points a guy. Um, okay. So, so what does five points a guy get you? Uh, it gets you a basic human, basically. So threes for everything, seven leadership. But that basic human has a full plus armor save, which is not too bad, five points. Mm-hmm. And, and in has... Somatalis, it's void armor, so you don't have to give a fuck about the rending from all the Marines' bolters. Exactly. You can just be like, that's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Um, and they get the, the trusty auxiliary LAS rifle, which is strength three, 30 inches rapid fire, and can be sort of modded and fiddled with to make it even better. So there's two main sort of um, fire mods you can apply to the LAS rifles, right? Yep. So there's collimators, and then there's blast charges. So which is which? Uh, I'm pretty sure the blast charges is the strength six... Um, is it six inch or eight inch? I'm, I'm going to look point. it up now. It's like a like a really short, powerful shotgun blast type thing. Yeah, but the problem is it, it kind of gets hot, but if you roll a one, it's just... It does, like, you don't take a wound, but you can't shoot the, the fucking charger thing again. Oh, I see what you mean. It just burns so out the gun, like basically. A, like a jam roll with the, um, the what do you call it, Blood Angels uh, assault cannons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so um, she should mention that every LAS rifle section comes with the Vox operator and a flag waver, as well as a sergeant, obviously. Um, yeah. And should you so choose, you can upgrade the sergeant to be like a, like a superhero sergeant, like a, like a sergeant slaughter, if you will, yeah. um, a, tr- a troop master. And basically all that does is give them a bit of a stat boost. They get to be um, weapon skill 4, which means they can, you know, go toe-to-toe with space marines and die a little slower, I suppose. There are two wounded yeah. characters as well. That's true. The extra wound is a big deal. Um, it, it, it can make a difference in, like, half a round of a close uh, challenge. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It makes a difference against challenge against normal sergeants. So you're, you're kind of always useful to charge, uh, challenge, like, a normal uh, marine sergeant. Because yeah. exactly. like he'll take a wound cool. and... And then the power fists, you know, power, you can give them power fists and shit, so it's, you you could actually win some challenges with that guy. You're right, like a troop master on the charge of the power fist is just as good as a space marine sergeant on the charge of the power fist, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go back to the auxiliary last rifles, so the normal yeah, is the, too. Yeah, th- 30 inches uh, strength, strength 3 rapid fire, or 36 mm-hmm. inches heavy 2 strength Ooh. 3. Uh, or the blast so that, charger is like 18 inches strength 6 AP6. So it's like one, one yep. yeah. So it's like one multi-laser shot sort of thing. So you get the uh, the 36 inches range extension for free, and you've got to pay 25 points for the squad to get the blast charges. But that's a pretty um, a pretty easy bet. Would you, would you almost always go for them, do you think? Yeah, well, I always go for them. Especially yeah. I mean, like if you face Castlecks and shit. Yeah, or even just Primarchs or something, someone caught out in the open. Or even just a squad of Marines, like, going from winning on fives to winning on twos is gigantic. I'm just yeah. uh, just looking at this now with the... Uh, I just realised you don't actually have an option to upgrade the size of the unit, so why wouldn't, why wouldn't you go for all these add-ons at the end of the day? I mean, you're talking 100-point unit, 20 dudes, just throw shit on them and give mm-hmm. yourselves more options. 
yeah, you're paying, what, 1.25 points for those blast charges? Why not man go crazy? Yeah. Um, there's just not that many options for them, though. Like, you can upgrade the sergeant uh, to have this and that. You can attach a medic to them, as we talked about before. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah. But well, for what they are... Yeah, I was going to say, for what they are, I mean, you're talking, you know, your compulsory troop options are filled very quickly with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually like them better than... Uh, I think they're more cost-effective than a normal 10-man tax squad. Yep, I'll, I'll definitely go along with that. Um, just in terms of durability, sheer bodies, like count. Um, and yeah, they're, they're the classic throw fucking 40 dice at the table and hope some of them hit. Well, yeah. the, the thing is, like, uh, <laughs> so you add 15 points for a medic, mm-hmm. and then uh, you add the blast charges for 20 points, then you're at 135 yeah. points, and yep. you're still under a normal tech, tech squad. Yeah, 15 points and, under. Yep. And you've got extraordinary output. As good a save, basically against most things, four plus, five plus versus a three plus. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's a powerful unit, a really points efficient unit, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say this, this yeah. ha- like you said, I think this has to be one of the best unit troop units out there, points per points per model kind of way mm. up. You know, it's for, for less, generic armies, it's, it's hard to go po- past them. Less, less than a point. Uh, what is it? Some ridiculously cheap per model. That you're talking about there, yeah, and that, and don't forget the little uh, extra Son Mortalis bonus that it like in Son Mortalis it becomes like two scoring units. Oh uh, yes, of course, because in, in ZM you can't take more than fifteen men in a squad, so it's like, well, what are you doing? That is breaking into two separate units as part of the same tertio, which is pretty cool. Combat squatting, yeah. effectively. Yep, combat squatting essentially, and what you can see that is is paying fifty points for a squad of ten men, which is again great value. Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah. Um, so their main competition in list building is these next guys, the Velatara Storm section. Which I love. So these, the, yeah, these are also beautiful. They're gorgeous models. Um, a, a little more bulky and heavily armored and goofy than the um Blaz Rifle sections, but still great looking. These things, and, these models seriously scratch an itch. Yeah, you know, right. They yeah. really do. They speak to something deep inside you, which yeah. just wants to get into a diving suit and kill guys with ray guns. Yep. I mean, holy like shit. They're they're the elite of the um of the solar auxilia. They're the uh, you know the, the trench stormers, I guess you'd call them the door breakers. Um, and that's reflected kind in, of thing, I suppose. Yeah, the side of car. That's exactly it. Um, and that's reflected in a few different ways. Um, their armor is same same. It's reinforced, which just gives it void hardened. But um, that's whatever. They have an extra pip of the S, which as a shooting unit is a huge deal, and an extra point of leadership, which you know comes into play. The main difference is that instead of carrying a shitty old Laz rifle, they have Volkite Chargers, which Fuck is... Yeah. yeah, it's such a glamour weapon, isn't it? The Volkite Charger. Everyone loves yeah. D-Flag. It's one of the most satisfying rules in the game. Fuck yeah, Assault 2, fucking Strength 5. It's the shit. Yeah, yeah, boy. On a BS4 Squadron, you're paying 115 points for. Compare that to <laughs> a, um, a Space Marine Tactical Support Squad of oh. 10 guys with Volkite Chargers. That's like fucking 200 and something points. It's crazy. So... In terms of efficiency, again, these guys are crazy good. Yep. Yeah. Um, zero arguments there. A couple of wacky things about them. Uh, they have move through cover, which I always forget, but that's a very useful rule. Um, you can take them with shroud bombs, which is kind of a rare war gear choice. Um, what those do is give them defensive grenades, and also um, means that if someone tries to declare a charge against them, They've got to pass a leadership check first, or just they just stay there and don't do anything, which is pretty cool. Uh, um, which is extremely good against fucking militia and shit. 
Yeah, or even just basic, you know, a basic score to dickhead terminators, best leadership eight or nine or something like that. They're going to fail that once every so often. Even uh, that, that, can, that could that could be the that can be the winner then. That can uh-huh. turn the turn and, the side. And think about stacking that with the bonus from like a grab wave generator, so you can you can fuck them twice in the same phase. You know, like yeah. okay, leadership check. Okay, you passed that. Good job. Now for D three less. You know, it's just it's aggravating to people, which is great. Um, yeah. if Volkite charges aren't your cup of tea, you can replace them with Rotocans for some reason. Um, it's a pretty terrible choice, but it looks really cool. So why not? I was say, um, why? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry why would you do that? I don't understand. Why? I don't know. Maybe if you're fighting, if you're fighting, if you like rolling fuckloads of dice. Yeah. If you're fighting just wild animals like emus and kangaroos and shit, that's fine. But if you're actually like, fighting post humans, then cults and st- cult militia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cults and militia type enemies, but yeah, almost every case. I'm gonna go ahead and say every case the Volcat charges better. Yeah. Uh, the other option is a fun one though, and that's replacing the Volcat Charger with a Power Axe. Oh, fuck yeah! yeah. Fucking. So these guys yeah. had their own model already done. The, the Velotaris with Power Axes, and would you say they're probably the best models in the range? Almost. Uh, it's a hard. It's a really hard call, but I fucking love these guys so much. I, I between out of the two units, the two versions of the Storm section. Yes, yep. they are most yeah. definitely the best best models in the range for Solar Auxilia because they. Just look brutal. And yeah, so dynamic really, too. I love, I love the hand guard on the axe and yep. shit. Like it, yep. it all makes sense. Yeah, it does. And They're... I love, I love the uh, the HQ. I think it's the well, the the guy who's supposed to be like the leader of the unit with his helmet open and yeah, you know, looks at really the cool. Forge World site. It's just awesome. <laughs> they mm-hmm. just look so fucking cool. That's a really good point, uh, Freddie, about the axe design. It's like, yeah, that's probably what it would design if it wanted to chop apart like a eight foot tall killing machine. I'd probably want something like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, to block with. <laughs> yeah, they're like giant, my fingers. giant two-handed fire axes, kind of. I guess it's yeah, hard yeah. to describe them, but um, yeah, it's so cool. That's five points per dude, so it bumps the unit up to be one sixty-five. Um, and this is all I run in my army for troops choices is Velotaris with power axes. It's kind of not a good call in a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of terrible matchups for them because power axes, obviously, you're going last. Um. You know, you've got that AP2, which is the one thing on your side when you're fighting Space Marines, but that's kind of it as an advantage. So I guess through bitter experience, I found that the best targets for them are tactical squads, you know, support squads, heavy support squads, mm. and you really want your guys to be as close to fully intact as possible. Like, if you're if you're down to a unit of three guys with power axes, that's kind of a bit, a bit of a depressing prospect. Yeah. Um. But you know, what have these you, guys got as an option for transport? Is there anything specific, or is it just you know general transport options? Yeah, yeah. Every single unit in the Tercio can take as a dedicated transport option our old mate of the Drakasan, which we can get into now, actually. Cool. Let's take that right. one up. Okay, so the Drakasan armored transport is one of the coolest dedicated transports in the game. Um, Thank you. It's like a, a Dune-style crawler. It's big as hell. It's long. It's unwieldy. Um, and it has a really interesting, unusual stat line. So the basic one, 135 points, uh, BS3 on the driver. Its armor is 13, 12, 11, and it has five hull points, which is intense. That's as much as a Spartan. Holy shit. So it, it normally has a capacity of 20, which is great. You can fit an entire LAS rifle section in there, or you can fit your Velotaris plus a medic. Um, and it mounts the twin-link last cannon. 
So from there, you can customize it in all kinds of crazy ways. You can give it a flare shield, everyone's favorite. Jesus. You can give it ceramite, which is almost a gimme. Um, and then the big option is that you can swap out the twin link last cannon for a demolisher cannon. That does reduce the capacity of the vehicle to 10, though, so it changes your options. You can only really squeeze in some Velotaris, and that's basically it. Yeah. Oh, oh, the humanity. Uh, yeah, oh, um, oh, 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 whoa, oh, shock, oh, shame. But a demolisher cannon, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's fucking amazing. But, uh, uh, like, I tend to look at that for the one with the Volkite charges. So I used to drive yeah. up, use the fucking demolisher cannon, and then um, unload, unload the Volkite charges while... Yeah. You you need more. You need a medic if you have your axe axe dudes. I agree, and it isn't an assault vehicle as well. We should mention so the axe guys can't just leap out of it and be like, "Ha They have to stand around holding their dicks for a turn anyway. So, yeah. it, so you're right. It's it's oh, it's something you want to survive. It's something you want to drive around with a, a ten man Velatara section in pretty much always, or the final troops option, which is auxilia flamer section. And these guys are just um Lazar Appleman, so basic humans, BS three. Um, except instead of las rifles, they have flamers, which is that's it. That's basically all there is. Ten flamers in the unit is pretty savage and pretty useful, though. They are um, a walking wall of flame, basically. Yeah. Someone tries to charge you. Ten d three flame pits, please. That's pretty intense. Um. Or even jumping out of the fucking drakasan and they use flame. Well, exactly. You stack on like what fifty hits on a unit. Holy shit, dude! They're gonna yeah. fail a couple of saves there. Um. The only wacky thing about these is that you must have taken already a las rifle section in the same tercio to unlock them, but that's it, basically. Um, they're cool. I've never really seen them on the field or in anyone's lists. They seem to be kind of the forgotten children of the uh, uh, Solar Auxilia list, unfortunately. But Well, I, I want to run them in Sol Metalis because then the flamers get shred. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's Plus anyone cool. trying to charge them just loses their mind. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, Zomotas is the way to go, I think, for sure. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe, like, the, the problem is, it would be awesome if you had some sort of, uh, you know, deep strike ability with them, like a, like you can land and then jump out in flame, so you don't have to drive up, because everyone knows what's coming. Yeah, it's pretty obvious, right? It's like, well, okay. <laughs> deep striking, you could probably, oh, no, you can't. I was thinking you could put them in an Arvis lighter, but that's only for um, Household Guard. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. But can't you mm. buy them separately? Uh, no, no. You can only buy them as dedicated transports, and okay. they're only available for um household guard. Very weird. Um, so yeah, troops. The, the only other thing to mention is that you can take an Aegis line for every tercio, which means you can have essentially unlimited Aegis lines, which is very cool, very useful. But if you do that, you lose the options of having uh, Drakasan transports. Yeah, totally correct. So it, again, sort of pushes you to, to, to be like, do I want to play the armored list, or do I want to play like just a sea of humans? It's kind of a, a toss-up, I guess. Yeah, I'm just mentally picturing the um, the storm section with uh, Volkites standing standing behind a, a unit of flamers and just wall of flame, and then these guys sort of stepping out, assault, uh, firing off, and then assaulting. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a symphony of doom, which uh, is rather awesome. Yeah, so so many good troops options. Um, my heart belongs to Velataris, but there's a strong argument to be made for any of those options that you want. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I love them. I love those little guys, those plucky humans doing their very best. Um, yeah, I think a, a a good idea would would like uh, have an Aegis defense line, and then you have mm-hmm. 
like closest to the the like next to the line you have the flamers and then behind them you have the ri- ri- rifle section yeah so so they have to storm into the flamers yep you get through them first and then be like okay fine all the flamers are dead oh fuck okay great so 40 more shots on overwatch at bs2 yeah. okay great yeah it's awesome um it's really good cool for layer defense this the solar exilia yeah, if you want, to, if you're the kind of guy who gets off on building like concentric circles of like increasingly more hardcore shit, then Solar Auxilia is the army for you. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's cool. All right, let's uh, let's crack on to fast attack. So a, a lot of these are generic units, so probably won't go them into too much detail because they're basically exactly the same as the Asadi's choices. Um, the first one is the Tarantula Sentry Gun Battery. So these are just the automatic tarantula guns that everyone basically gets. I think every single army has access to these. Um, yep. And as far as I know, they don't have any unique options for solar auxilia. They just have the heavy bolters, multi-lasers, flamers, rotor cannons, last cannons, multi-melters, uh, or the um, air defense rockets, and that's pretty much it. Um, so, you know, if you want to squeeze some points into your list and have like a, a couple of spam models lying around, go crazy, but... I think in general they're just they're a fairly equivocal choice. The yeah. the robotic firing is a bit of a bummer if it you know means that you're just not able to shoot at a unit because it's driven behind the gun and it just isn't smart enough to pivot. Um, that can be a shame. Yeah, I when every time I see these things, I I, I have flashbacks to aliens and the towers. <laughs> yeah, exactly that's, that's right. That's all I see, and it's just like, oh man, I wish they were that cool. <laughs> I love the noise that the aliens just make when they're just like dying in droves, like they're <laughs> so fucking good. Like a cat being tortured or something. Not that yeah, I know what that exactly. like. Probably how they followed in the effect. They were just like, just burn a couple of cats and we'll make that the alien noise. Yeah. Add some nails down a blackboard over the top of it. You know, it's, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Done. Finished. Perfect. Sell it. All right. Uh, the next fast attack choice is a really meaty one. It's the first of the lemon rust choices. So, mm-hmm. um, fast attack, there's four different lemon rusts who live here. There's your basic ass battle tank, the battle cannon we all love and know. There's the exterminator, so the autocannon build. There's the annihilator, which is the last cannon build. And then there's my personal favorite, the Vanquisher, which is the high-velocity, fuck-you-kinetic-shell build. So, or, 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 or is it Army Bane? Yeah, it's cool. So Vanquishers have always had different rules from addition to addition to addition. But when they dropped Solar Auxilia, they were like, no, no, let's stop fucking around. Let's make Vanquishers really good. So the gun in this current rule set is Strength 8, AP2, and Armor Bane, which is crazy. Which is so awesome. put a tank in really, that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I do every single time, man. So that's the BS4, which is okay. But then once you've hit, holy shit, dude, you're almost guaranteed to penetrate against anything because you're rolling eight plus two d six. Didn't work. Try again. Uh, quick, quick question: Is that the va- yeah. is that the Solar Orcs Vanquisher, or is that all Vanquishers in thirty k? As far as no, it's all Vanquishers in thirty k. Yeah, because oh, the oh, militia oh. one is the same. That's what yeah. I need to be putting in my militia list then. Just, just think. Yeah, the coup vanquishes. They're cool as shit. So what I do with those guys is, I basically fish for the six on the um the vehicle damage chart because with AB two that's an explosion result, right? Yeah. So you just plink away at things like Spartans and so on. Always fire your vanquishes first for the chance of that lucky explosion result. And if that doesn't work, then I guess there's always the hair wire grenades, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
when Haywire becomes <laughs> a backup option. Yeah, but this is way more elegant, right? This is way more classy, doing a single shot, uh, and then just, sorry, Spartan, you're out of here. Um, <laughs> it's the whole Iron Man thunk. <laughs> just walk, walk Yeah, exactly. Boom. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, see, so it's a, a smoke because in it, the distance. Because yeah. then, then you have the option of shooting the frag grenades into the guy stumbling out of the <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Uh. <laughs> um, another thing I want to mention about the Vanquisher cannon is that it has crazy good range. It's like 72 inches or something like that, which means against other vehicles, almost any kind of vehicle, you can play the range game and come out on top. They're such a good car. Um, other ones, I don't know, whatever, whatever. They're just basic them and Well, you, you forgot uh, that they have uh, fucking the outflank crew. Oh, excellent point. Attack, which is fucking awesome. Jesus and they have, And they have induction charges, which is really cool. You use this all the time. So induction charges means that any of the tanks can, for one game turn, the movement phase, become fast, which is super useful. Probably a 12-inch movement and then fire. Yeah, 12-inch movement and fire... I think all your weapons, yeah, um, but definitely whatever. It's enough. Um, none of these have ordnance weapons, so that's basically just blasting away a full suite of things. You can do it to sort of, if someone's getting a bit close to you, do a massive redeploy and try and hit their side armor rather than their front armor. Um, get a bit of a better, you know, chance of penetrating there. It's just cool. Or, or back away at full speed and still be able to shoot. You know, drive 12 inches directly backwards if someone's threatening you. It's yeah. really, really, really awesome. Um, they all automatically have auxiliary drives which is great. Um, and they all automatically have the standard... So we should have talked about this before, which is that every single solar auxiliary vehicle has a 6-plus save against template weapons, which is crazy. Yeah, exploratory. Every, yeah. Little, every little bit helps. Yeah, template weapons, including the vast majority of D-weapons, which is very useful. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so those, those are the humble Lemon Russes. Um a real favorite and brought to new heights with tank commanders and that kind of thing. So uh, there's all kinds of crazy combos you can think about with the, the tank commander special rules in various Leman Rust builds. Um, but yeah, that, that's a rich vein of, of theory hammer if you want to get crazy. Yeah. And this is just, whole episode this is just, uh, you know, a couple yeah. of them there. There's another in heavy support. You can do other oh, yeah, yeah. Rush builds. We're not done with we're, Lehman Russes yet. We're, no, no, there are more to come. Lehman Russes yeah. to be continued. So the next choice is your first jet, is the Thunderbolt, which is a sentimental favorite of mine. The Thunderbolt is basically a uh, a less deadly, more durable lightning, I suppose you would call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more, more an air superiority fighter than really a mm, More of an interceptor, you're right. So it's got an extra hull point over the um, lightning, so for three, which is quite good. You can buy the flare shield, which is funny and cool for a jet. Um, it packs for... Kinetic rockets, which are similar to um, Krakens, the infamous Kraken, just not quite as good. They're strength 6 AP2 rather than strength 8 AP1, so a little different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a few cute rules about it. Uh, the combat interdiction rule is very cool, which is if someone's already brought on flyers, you can reroll your own reserve rolls to, to represent them, you know, just being on the tail of these guys. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just... well, well, the kinetic uh, missiles are more against other flyers, so... That's yeah, a good point. Anti great anti-rhino, anti yeah. anti light light tank, basically. Yeah. yeah. Is what you're looking at. But I've got to say, I mean, looking at the model, it's just what is there not to love about that model? Yeah, it's oh, really you're cool. in Seriously. Yeah, the Thunderbolt. It's just it's just king shit, it really is. It's just such yeah, it's a really chunky. Model. It's got the huge turbo fans and everything. Yeah, it's quite cool. I'm um 
I'm oh, don't, a, don't forget uh, the fucking the ignore glancing hits on a six. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And they get the armored cockpit the chef lancers for free, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Yep, they can buy um, ground tracking for an extra BS when shooting ground targets. So yeah, not a bad choice. Um, I, I guess they're a little outshone by our next choice, which is the uh, the classic lightning. Um, yeah, fuck it. Just because yeah. of the strength of its armaments, and that's that's it. The, the lightning is a special weapons platform, and anyone who plays Asides will know the strength of those various special weapons. And it's exactly the same as the Asides model. Just you know, your Krakens, your Sun Furies, your Phosphex bombs, all that crazy shit is available yeah. to Solar Auxilia. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's really not much more to say about that. No, it, it's your fucking 30k Stuka. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Someone's got a super heavy you just can't solve. Welcome to four cracking rockets. Yeah, the one eight hundred Primaris lightning. Exactly, lightning fighter. Yeah, yeah so who are you going to call the fucking lightning squadron? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won't lie. If if I can get away with it with a bit of modding, I'd rather run the the Thunderbolt model as a um, as a lightning, just because. Oh, that's filthy. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I know, I know, but I just love the model so much, and I want to paint it up like a P fifty, uh, P fifty two or some uh, P fifty, sorry, um, yeah, yeah. fighter or something. Fifty one Mustang, right? Fifty one. That's um, very much Mustang, yeah. Holy shit, dude, that's grotesque. That's a grotesque. If you, uh, I, well, anyway, I can't talk. But You're welcome. <laughs> I love the model so much. It's just I'd rather take a lightning. You know, I'm um I'm painting a uh, a Messerschmitt two six two scale model with him, sort of doing a bit of conversion to, and. Uh, to be honest, that's the same idea I had, which is I can use it for a lightning or a thunderbolt interchangeably, depending on my mood. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll see some pictures of that when you when you get that one done. Uh, yeah, I see like a Messerschmitt uh, 110 with like jet engines on the side and the whole <laughs> cannon upgrade in the nozzle. That would be a yeah, cool yeah. fucking thunderbolt. It's brutal, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's a work in progress. I'm doing a painstaking autumn camouflage. So yeah, tough times. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that, that, that's all the fast attack. It's um, it's kind of like pretty uninspiring, I suppose. You've got your, you know, your sentry guns. You've got your various jets, and you've got one flavor of Lemon Rust Squadron. So here's the next flavor of Lemon Rust Squadrons that brings us into the heavy support choices. Um, so this is where your demolishers live, and your plasma cannon executioners, which is one of my favorite kinds. Uh, and also a new unique type for Solar Auxilia, the Incinerator. My favorite. Yeah, you're all about the Incinerator, right? You're like Fuck an yeah. Incinerator. You're an Incinerator <laughs> lifestyle advocate. You're just like... I, I only have six of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, just one or two, though. Uh, so there's many reasons to be well into the cult of the Incinerator, but the best one is just because they look so fucking good. They have yeah. a great, long, flat, evil laser gun barrel... Um, cool little trench rails, just such an awesome model. Yeah. Um, so ray gun everything to death. So these these lemon russes don't get cool shit like uh, induction charges um, or outflank. Instead, they get coordinated fire protocols, which is kind well, of. Some might argue is better, but. <laughs> well, it's, it's way better for incinerators, and it's kind of like eh for the other guys. Ah, so not, for the, that, not for the plasma guy. Yeah, fair, fair. You're right. Reducing that scout is a big, big deal. Um, so, so what the rule is, is that as long as two or more tanks from the same squadron are shooting at the same thing, you get plus one BS. That's crazy. That's really, really good. 
So that makes your tank commander BS5, it makes your basic dudes BS4. Um, if you give them an enemy, that's a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Uh, suddenly <laughs> you're just racking up those kills. Yeah, yeah. So, so Heavy 5 instant fucking deflag rate, swing 7 shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, that's the rule for the uh, the incinerator's gun, isn't it? The Volkite demi cover and it's strength yeah. seven, AP five, five shots. Defy right. Uh, twin, that's twin cool. link, twin link, twin links. Twin links. Hell. Wait, twin links, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is twin link. You're right. Yeah. Holy oh, shit! That's just so basically you're automatically rude. putting down fifteen strength sevens on anything because like what twin link BS four? That's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, like <sighs> cast the legs and you have monster killer. That's mean. That's so mean. That's cruel, man. That's, but I love it. It's good it's against cruel. um, it's good against light armor too. I mean, if you can drive around the back of a knight or something like that and just tear it apart with Volkite, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, just for calling human beings, goodness gracious, that's so mean. <laughs> It'll do the Winding thalax and ogres on twos, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, very glamorous. I like it a lot. Um, oh, otherwise, not much to talk about the Lemonrosses. I don't think. Do you have anything else to say about these guys? They're kind of just like. Your basic uh, lemon rust. Exactly, same upgrades. Uh, I yeah. think one thing we uh, we should mention is the uh, multi laser pintle mount. Ah uh, yes, all the lemon rusts can take a pintle multi laser, which is a really cool choice, uh, yeah. unless you're running an ordnance gun, obviously. Yeah. Or a heavy um, flamer. What, but why the fuck would you take a heavy flamer? I don't know, just just for fucking uh, ludicrous well, value. Maybe on your tank commander because you get the fucking uh, standard you know, shoot. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, watch fire. Um, oh, another thing which I didn't realize is that all these lemon russes have four hull points, and all the fast attack ones have three hull points. Yeah, these ones stay around longer. I think in standard 40k they're all three hull points, so this is kind of a cool little bonus. Um, mm. So yeah, four hull points, no joke. They take a while to tear apart. Yep, especially if you get right. the right combination of them. So fuck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. So the next heavy support choice is actually kind of similar in a way. It's the uh, artillery detachment. Um, so, basically, this is not like the um, uh, Lemon Rasses in that you can take squadrons, I don't think. You can only take one per um, heavy support slot, which is a bit of a bummer. Oh, no, sorry. No, 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 no. You, you can take... You can take units, yeah. I didn't say that you're wrong. No, you're right. You can take some squadrons exactly the same, up to three. Um, so, these are a bit different from Space Marine Artillery because they have front armor 13, which is crazy good. And side armor 12, and I don't yeah. know. They're better than Marines. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Considerably. For an yeah, but it's, it's, it's what really they're good. designed for. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. These guys are like 100% artillery. That's what, you know, SA is good yeah. for. So you've got your Basilisks, so your, you know, your classic Earthshaker cannon. You've got your Medusa, and you've got the Colossus Bombard, which is the Strength 6 AP3 uh, ignores cover shell, which is cool. But I think... um. I think Medusa is the king of those, no? Yeah, Medusa all yeah, the way. It's, it's hard to argue with that strength 10. The Bombard, if you're playing against uh, like a mass Space Marine infantry, not too, sure. it's not too shabby, but again, situation... Or, um, you know, enemy Solar Auxiliary, if they're camping behind Aegis Lines, that ignores cover can be a huge deal. Yeah, just like dropping yeah. a Typhon plate down does the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. But then, you know... Um, uh, the Medusa siege gun is just such an all-rounder. You know, do you want to kill an ogre? Do you want to try and penetrate a tank? Anything you like, man, I can do the job. Yeah, hitting the spot on the side armor all the time, so it's good. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's very, very cool. I mean, the, um, um, the the special rule seismic shock shells. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, that makes the bombard a bit different. Yeah, it gives it gives them sunder and concussive. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how often concussive is going to come into play, but Sunder, never a thing to shake you know shake a stick at, you know? It's true. I mean, it, it's still restricted to light armor because of its low strength, but it makes it quite a bit more effective against, you know, just blowing a rhino apart. Why not? Yeah, definitely. Um, concussive? I mean, maybe you want to soften some up before you charge in there with your brave, brave axeman. I mean, that'll give you something. But yeah. Yeah, is it, it's, yeah, little, is it, it's, it's a very little something. It's a little bit. It's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the strength 10 fucking AP2 blast, it's going to leave less dudes to... Yeah. Yeah. Charge, so. I, I have one Medusa artillery tank on my army, and it's almost always public enemy number one for the enemy, just because that strength 10 is always just terrifying people. They're just like, holy fuck, okay, first get rid of the Medusa, then I'll think. That's always what people do. Um, so if you're the kind of cruel creature to take more than the one, um, you'll be laughing. Uh, not like I, I, I know anybody who do that, right, Freddy? Uh, yeah, of course not. Who could no, who do such a thing? Good. I only have two for my Empress children, but they're not as good as these. Alright. No. Anyway. So next choice, we get crazy here, because uh, we start getting super heavy tanks in just the heavy support slots, which is really cool. Um, oh, Lord. Right, okay. The first one is everyone's favorite, the basic old Malkador, your big-ass lumbering World War One tank. Um, actually, not so lumbering, it's fast. I didn't even realize that. No, it's uh, fucking... It's faster in 30k than it's in 40k. Yeah, madness, right? They just forgot how to build engines or something. Um, so it's it's exactly as customizable as the 40k one. I'm pretty sure you can take your you know maximum last cannon build. You can have a demolisher on the hull. You can have um, all kinds of different weaponry. Uh, for 30k, you can give it a flare shield, which is cool. You can jack up the front armor to 14 um, and lose the fast drill. So you can have it from the front be as durable as a Spartan, which is great. And there's no chance of exploding it since it's super heavy. It's basically just a really flexible, fun little gunboat, I think. Yeah, it's a good gunboat. And it's not yeah. too expensive point-wise either. Nope. No, but for a super heavy, it's an absolute bargain. It gets quite expensive if you put on everything up to, you know, the high 300s, but still not crazy. Yeah, but then again, well, do, you, do you think about the price of uh, Typhon, for example? Oh, for sure, yeah. Fondo and, you know, it's just the one gun. Yeah. This one has all kinds oh, of actually, guns. Actually, even it's comparing the price to uh, Spartan, because that's already yeah. up in the 300s, so... Yeah, exactly. Point. It's a great point. That's a great point. However, it does compete with our next super heavy heavy support slot chank, which is the I don't know, uh, Mr. Barbecue. Yeah, another competition for the most ridiculous unit in the game. It's the Auxilia <laughs> Malkador Infernus special what? weapons tank. So this is a Malkador, same chassis as a Malkador, except instead of all the bullshit guns, it's got one gun and a giant tank of fuel, and that gun is crazy. Oh yeah. yes. This, I've seen this uh, thing in action. This thing's brutal. Isn't it just? It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And it can become even more crazier. All right. Yeah, yeah, it can become even more crazier. So the basic rules, they're bad enough. It's a gun with uh, the Hellstorm template, so the big fucking flamer template. I don't know how long it is, like 12 inches or something. Super 18, huge. It's an 18-inch. <laughs> no, no, sorry. It's 16 and a half inch. Sorry, 16 and a half inch on the template. Oh, that's that's, um, that's far looking, more reasonable. I'm 16 and a half, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking about the, 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 the fun rule, which you're going to mention in a moment, which is 18-inch range. Yep, so it's it's a Hellstorm template, which is colossal. You can fit in many units under that. And it's not base to base with the tank. It's an 18-inch torrent. Mm-hmm. So fucking put that together in your mind, man. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> and you can That's angle just... that shit as well. <laughs> exactly. You can just you can flip it here, yeah, weather. It, it's madness. Um, It's a 
primary weapon, so it has the same rules as ordnance for penetrating, just in case. Um, and if that strength 7 AP3 is not good enough, you can pay a few extra points and get a chemical gun, which yeah. is just crazy. So rather than being strength 7, it's only strength 3, but it's poison 2+. And rather than being AP3, it's AP2. Perfect. And armor. Um, for whatever reason, which is cute. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to fire this at um, 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 uh, that rhino. There, yeah. I'm going to go for a six. Cool. Uh, Why not? There's nothing. God damn it. Well, you, you, you get a fucking uh, a ten on average. So it was strength that's a, ten that's and okay. a six. If you roll a double six, you can penetrate a Spartan. And if you roll another six, then you can um, exploit it if you're lucky. But and that's if, and crazy. And if you do that, you take that model off the off the gaming board, put it on a plaque, and, f- and just <laughs> put it up on the wall going, kill the Spartan. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? The template's so ridiculous and big. It's just kind of like, why wouldn't you sort of angle it to place it over a couple of cars in the way as well? Uh, why not, right? Just play yeah. those dice, see what happens. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about this, man. I've never used it or had it used against me, but it's like, it's the kind of thing that cold sweats like a, a cause. It's just, it's nightmarish. I, I don't know what you'd, you'd have to make this public enemy number one if you're facing it in an army, surely, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there'd be very few things that stood up in uh, in contention for fuck me, kill that first. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you get absolutely so, right away. So what do you do is you get this one with the fucking chem ammunition, and then you get sure. your little tech priest with all his fucking dudes in, and yeah, then you make sure, it, yeah. yeah, and you make sure you fucking glance something to death, and then you barbecue. It's a perfect symbiosis, right? The grenades yeah. take care of the car, and then the yeah. flame gun takes care of everyone inside the car. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sausage shop. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so, uh, if you wanted to be a total dickbag, you could take three of these. Just lose your, all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the army, right? The army is four units of engine seers with maximum haywire grenades, and then three units of these. And then, who the fuck cares what else you have? It doesn't matter. Yeah, and one, two light over sections behind Aegis line. Gone to ground. Yeah, just, just camping in the back of your objective. Have you seen the shit we're firing at the enemy? I'm not coming up until they're all dead. <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> well, uh, actually, the line, the, you have the Aegis line, you have the rifle section, then you have the engine CS with the dudes. And then yeah, exactly. Compulsory, co- compulsory HQ choice is your command squad with a fucking uh, <laughs> Cognizant Signum. Mm-hmm. No need to get near. Um... God, I, I didn't. I mean, there's not much more to say about this tank. It's just madness. You can give it last cannons as well. Why not, right? Just chuck those yeah. on there. Um, well, it's a super heavy. It's, it's not kind of yeah, exactly. It just go crazy. Then none of the weapons are ordnance weapons. So just you know, fire oh. and uh, and burn. Enjoy. Fire and burn. Yeah, fire and burn. Burn, burn away. Um, I'd love to get one of these guys actually, just to just to really complete my descent into villainhood. Oh, um, that, that would be proper must, mustache twirling villainy at that point, but. I mean, Jesus, the model is fucking amazing. It's beautiful. It's crazy cool to look at. Um, you can do some fun lighting effects on the tank to make it look like it's rusting or something. Uh, it's such a cool model. It's a cool model, cool in-game. Um, kind of a must-have for your aspiring solar auxilia dick kickers. Yep. All right. So the next one is um, is your first non-Malkador build, but it's basically the same stat-wise. It's the Valdor Tank Hunter. Um so this is kind of similar in that it's a monopurpose weapon, just like the Infernus. Um, but instead of a giant infantry-cooking uh, flame gun, it has a neutron beam laser projector. 
Ooh. So this is basically the exact same gun as the um, what's it called? The Sakaran. Venator, just... you're right. Venator, yeah. That's Prime Venator. So it's 36 inches, strength 10, AP1, ordnance 2, concussive, and shock pulse. And the shock pulse is the one that um, forces anything penetrated by the laser to only fire snapshots. So it's a great way of locking down uh, super heavies. Yeah, especially Titans yeah. and shit. Yeah, sure. Cyclones, anything that we're just chucking pie plates at you and you're losing your mind. Um, it, that's just one gun, basically. Compared to the Space Marine version, it's more than 100 points more expensive. But it's hard to overestimate or over-exaggerate what a huge advantage being a super heavy is. Just being able to cruise around, do whatever you want, six hull points, that's a big deal. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense for the, the, this sort of a weapon to be that sort of level in an in a SA list compared exactly. to, compared to yeah. the, the Space Marine list, which is... You know the the space. Well, you, which is you get one fucking penetrating hit, weapon destroyed, and then you go crying. <laughs> no, that's true. It is pencil mounted bolters, man. Pencil mounted bolters, they're the savior. Yeah, I was like, ah. but yeah, then it, I was like, oh, it's, uh, I'm gonna sooner roll my dice. Oh, fuck, it's the same. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, this is the perfect candidate for a, a um a tank commander with tank hunters, just to make that strength and ordnance even more telling. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously, uh, and, and also, fuck you, yeah. But um, with the with the amount of fucking uh, servitors with uh, grenade launchers, grenades, you, you <laughs> might not need this one. Might be a bit overkill. Nah. You got to you got to spread the love around. Um, <laughs> all right, and this comes this brings us to the final heavy support choice and my favorite choice in the whole army. Really? Okay. The Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. The Cyclops remote detonations unit. Or re- remote demolitions unit. Sorry. So uh, is this the fucking D weapon on a little? Well, it's it. It could be that. It could be that. <laughs> it is that. So, what are you on about? <laughs> this is one of those le- things. Where... It, it was a leading question. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, let me let me bring you into the world of the Cyclops. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of annoying. It's one of those units you always have to explain to people because it's so fucking unique and weird. Um, basically, you can take one unit of Cyclopses per army. Um, of between one and five, but once you deploy them, it's like a dreadnought town, and they can do their own thing and operate independently. So what they are is little robotic, uh, I guess, mini tanks, and their only purpose is to drive towards someone and then detonate their charge. Uh, so stat-wise, they're just infantry. They just walk around like human beings, like you or I, except for the fact that they're um, extremely bulky, so they take up four spaces in a transport if you want to transport them. Uh, toughness 6, 2 wounds, 4 plus armor save. Whatever, whatever. So, the way their explosion works, right? They're infantry, so they're walking around, walking around, walking around. They can assault, uh, just like a normal infantry unit. In the assault phase, if you want to trigger the detonation, at initiative 10, the Cyclops just vanishes, and it's replaced by a template. And the kind of template depends on what kind of Cyclops you want. The basic one is pretty cool. I think it's uh, Strength 9, AP 3, Ordnance 1, Large Blast, so... Pretty like all-purpose. Yep. Yep. Just like cool, blow it apart. It's basically a basilisk shot. Uh, the next one, eh, kind of hard to find a useful, but situationally really cool. It's the incineration charge. So that's strength five, AP four, and seven-inch blast. Ignores cover. So you know. That's your militia dug in somewhere kind of killer. Exactly. Or even enemy solar auxilia. AP four is good enough to um to ruin the days of Elatarus, and you're winning on twos. So, hey man. And then. <laughs> 
And then the final one, my favorite, only a three-inch blast, but it's strength D, and also blind, and also instant death. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't see! Oh, shit, I'm dead. <laughs> that's, the one you, that's the one you take to all your Sodem games. Uh, yes, I take I take two of these in pretty much every single one of my army lists, um, just because they're hilarious. Uh, they're fucking expensive. For the D version, it's 120 points per unit, um, and more often than not, those are not points you're going to get back. But, you know, once every so often you roll a six, blow a Spartan apart in a single turn, or roll a six and Ferris Manus goes directly to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's they're, they're pretty cool. Um, in, in terms of them actually being useful in the game... I guess the jury is out. If you want to be points efficient, the basic demolition charge for 70 points is a bargain. You know, just a free strength 9 hit. But it's it's heartbreaking just to throw a unit away whenever that happens. So, eh, I don't know. Well, I reckon the, the stress factor is good. Yeah, they're very much like a, what's the word for it? A distraction kind of effect. Someone's got to pay attention to them or else, here it comes. Yeah, Boom. It's just going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, but they're, they're enough that it fucking can one-shot, like, a Primark or any, yep. any other suit. Like, it makes people all skiddy and nervous. Exactly. Like, oh, where the fuck are they? Where the fuck are they? And okay. I knew this rem- they reminded me of something. Somebody was fucking playing Bomberman when they wrote those rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, you, you see the models that are built for these. They're literally circular bombs on, like, red, 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 little giraffe legs. Very cute. <laughs> Oh, you, you're ticking every box there, Spence. You really are. That's, yep. that's awesome. So, D-weapons. Um, important caveat is that since they're infantry, uh, they can ride in a Stormlord, which we'll talk about a bit later on. And that's a crazy choice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> or um, maybe not. So this brings us to the Lords of War section. Um, I think we can skip over most of the generic ones because they are identical to the Space Marine ones, except for the fact that they're... Uh, BS3 rather than 4, which is heartbreaking. Uh, but and also good. they're allowed to take a knight as a single Lord of War as well. So. I didn't realize that. That's cool. That's useful. Okay. Um, the, you can have the upgrade of Super Heavy Command Tank, which is great, as we've talked about before. And all the Super Heavies still have the 6-plus save against template weapons, which is also useful. But there are a couple of Super Heavies that are worth pulling out and talking about specifically. So, first one, I think, would be the unique one for Solar Auxilia which is the Stormhammer, I think. Yes, the Stormhammer. So this is the one where if you go to Forge World, um, you can actually look at it and be like, oh, right, that's obviously the Solar Auxilia Super Heavy Tank because it's got the whole, you know, trench rails, the smooth, um, sealed-in design for everything. Um, and it's a new tank that they think they brought out for Solar Auxilia um, and have since ported over to Militia. But those are the only two armies that can take it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not it's not super OP. It's basically a Baneblade plus plus, I would say. Um, compared to the Baneblade, it probably has a little more template flinging ability. It has a whole battery of multi lasers, but it doesn't have the same options for um, just chucking on the last cannon slash um, heavy bolt responses. So, it, it, all in all, much of a muchness, I think. But it definitely looks cooler than the um, Baneblade and has an extra hull point on top of that. So hey, yeah. why not? It is a very beautiful model, I must admit. Isn't it? Yeah. It really, and you can really upgrade is. it to BS4, which is quite rare. It can take targeting weapons, targeting systems rather, which um, many of them can't, alas. Uh, and the other one that I think we have to mention is good old Stormlord. So this is amazing for Solar Auxilia for so many different ways. Um, and it's only <laughs> Solar Auxilia that can take this tank. 
you don't take it if you're Asides and Quora Militia are left in the dust. But for Hang on, the didn't they change that recently? Isn't that I'm not sure. We, we uh, just just we mentioned it earlier on in the in our episode, I think, in the episode. That, they um, back it. I didn't realize that. No, that's, that's true. We yeah. Oh, from the new new red book, there's some yeah, caveat the, that you can use uh, certain super heavies, I think. And I'm oh, well, pretty sure. I'm actually pretty sure that the Storm Lord's one of them. But again, we'll see what happens when the red book drops. Sorry, I just uh, just to mention that. No, that that's good to know. For militia, especially, that's the game changer. But we'll see. I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Two reasons that the Stormlord is mm, three reasons the Stormlord is super intense and really amazing for solo or auxilia. So it's a super heavy and a transport, which is great, capacity forty. Um, as well as being a transport, it's also an assault vehicle, and which is super good. Twenty models can fire from the top, which is also crazy. So this is the this is the primo choice for riding um, your engine seer squad in, because the engine seers, you know, while this thing's being shipped away, they're like, cool, that's better. I'll just fix it up again. Meanwhile, the servo automata can just fire at the top. It's crazy. Um, if you're taking Charonites or Cyclops demolition vehicles, this is such an amazing choice to carry them into the battle, given that they have absolutely no other options. Um, it's very, very cool. Uh, the main gun is the Vulcan Megabolter, which is great. It's fucking crazy. Which is great. But unfortunately, there's a bit of a conflict between using it as a gunboat and using it as a uh, assault transport because the Mega Bolter's basic rules is range 60, strength 6, AP 3, heavy 15, which is cool. But if you choose not to move, you can fire it twice, so heavy 30. 30 shots. Think about that. That's crazy. It's awesome. Again, yeah. an amazing choice for a tank commander with preferred enemy infantry. So you're hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Winning on twos, re-rolling ones. If anything in power armor is caught out in the open, or anything less than power armor, then that's it. Too bad, man. That squad's dead. Such a fucking good yeah. option. Well, just have, having it as a boat with the fucking servitors. Just fucking yeah. park it. And yeah, park, park it, servitors inside, chuck out grenades, repair, repair, repair tear apart things with Mega Bolter. It's, it's amazing. The downside is that the rules for units being transported in a Super Heavy when the Super Heavy is destroyed are about a thousand times worse for a basic like vehicle. So, in a basic vehicle, worst case scenario is to take a couple of Strength 4 hits. Who cares? In a Super Heavy vehicle, if it's destroyed while it's transporting a unit, everyone inside takes a Strength 10 AP2 hit. So, Ew. that's basically the end of whatever's inside there. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking nine hole points, so it's yeah. going to draw fire. You get it up there as quickly as possible. Disembark, exactly. the, disembark the unit inside or assault from it, leave it there, and then the next turn after that, it stays still uh, or pivots mm-hmm. and then unloads 30 shots, which will <laughs> fuck up anybody's day. <laughs> which will ruin a lot of breakfasts. And yeah, I, you're right. I won't, um, I won't lie. I'm going to say this. I won't lie. If they do become available to, um, uh, to Astartes... I'm going to yep. get one, because fuck yes, they belong in an Iron Warriors list. <laughs> we know what they are. They're basically the, the poor man's Mastodon in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, and a lot the, cheaper uh, than, resin, than the Resin Mastodon. Yeah, like a fuckload cheaper than a Resin Mastodon, points-wise as well as dollar bills-wise. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can shoot at the top of it, which you can't do for a, um, uh, a Mastodon. Imagine... 10 Iron Havocs shooting fucking last cannons out of the top of this pool. That's crazy. Oh, believe me, I'm, I am thinking about <laughs> that and trying not, try not to do it, Freddy. I've had that dream. Yeah. Stormlord, I love this guy. Um, 
I have one is in all of my lists that are over a certain points value. Um, can be a real heartbreaker. Basically, if you lose the Stormlord, you often lose the game because that's two VP points, um, and often the destruction of everyone riding inside it. Uh, the real day ruiner is the Lightning with the Krakens coming out, and that can strip all nine hell points in a single turn, as I've learned to my disadvantage. Um, <laughs> that's frightening. Uh, yeah, that's, that's terrible. But you know, whatever. You've always got to have an Achilles heel, right? Otherwise, it's no fun. Um, I guess so. Always parking the motherfucker in terrain. Then. Yeah, do the best you can to give it a cover save. And yeah, just pray, I guess. Pray. Um, shit, that's kind of it, man. Uh, obviously, you can take your Thalax or Castalax as heavy support choices if you have a Cortex controller. But um, yeah, Solar Auxilia. They are. As you see. They are, they are fucking... fucking king shit. Yeah, they're a list. They're a list of lots of twists and turns. It blows my mind that there aren't more players. I mean, I don't know about your guys' scenes, but we've got maybe two solar auxilia players at the moment. And um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, apart from Freddie, I mean, there's uh, a lot of militia players. Yeah, I know there's yeah. uh, two or three that have started collecting solar auxilia. All right, so it's in, it's in the works basically. That's kind of the same for here. We've got a few people who are like you know, gradually building up a collection, but it hasn't actually hit the tables yet. Um, yeah. But I, well, I can. I, I have a glued together army, but I refuse to play with yeah. it until I've painted it all. So yeah, you know that doesn't count until it's actually painted. So exactly, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> all right. So so to close out the segment, um, you requested that I put together a couple of trial lists for Solar Auxilia at like three thousand points. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, what we normally do every uh, every episode is we try and yeah. get uh, a ho- one of the hosts to do a list, but. Uh, as we've got some guests on and we've been going through uh, the lists in that sort of way, we'd like to start seeing some experience in the uh, in the whole list pointing list building. <laughs> so uh, just wild theory hammer. That's cool. Well, because wild right. theory hammer is fun. It's just like bull riding. You sort of grab on and last for as long as you can. Uh, like sounds so, great. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's that's cool. Try yeah. This. <laughs> well, this is this is the best list ever. It's like, what do you mean you're cracking your split? <laughs> Excuse me? Okay, well. So, so what I did was I put together two lists for different philosophies, right? One is if you want to just, like, punish people, win games, lose friends. And that's got a lot of our sort of, like, dark and, and chuckled over choices. Um, yeah. I still try not to... <laughs> we'll get to that. I try not to double up on things just because it's kind of a bit ginchy, but there's still plenty of powerful shit there. The second list is if you want to lose your absolute mind and really entertain your opponent it's got all the wackiest shit in the list um and it would be a lot of fun to play maybe not super effective but you know if you've got a bit of luck on your side then i think it'd be crazy good so let's uh, let's go through them let's do we'll it. do the uh we'll do the brutal list first yeah let, 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 let's <laughs> let's put make people cry into their hand their, their part of their hands and you know then, yeah. then we'll bring them back around with the with the soft and fluffy so the qualifier is this is a Stormlord-based list, so keep that in mind. Um, so the, the, the main element is the Stormlord. We've gone all out on this guy. He's got Armored Ceramite, he's got a Multi-Melter, and he's got the full set of Heavy Bolter Last Cannon sponsors. So heavily armored, gunboat, terrifying. Riding in the Stormlord, you've got a unit of Velotaris, just casual Velotaris. They can seize points. They can shoot their Volkite charges, whatever, yeah, so whatever. These are the Charger dudes, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, also in the Stormlord, we've got everyone's favorite, Engine Sears, Servo Automata with grenade launches. Uh, yes. 
one of the automata has a servo arm, so the engine steers are repairing the stormlord on the two plus. So that's three hull points per turn. You can stitch back up pretty effectively. <clears throat> so if you only take eight out of the possible nine hits from the uh, the lightning, you can possibly bring yourself back up to half strength in one turn. Exactly right. Who doesn't want yeah. that? So that, that that's one element of the army: the stormlord with the velataris and the engine steers and the lord marshal. The lord marshal. Keep him fairly bare bones. Give him as much defensive gear as you can. So Iron Halo, Cyber Familiar, Grab Wave Generator, obviously. And just yeah. for shits and giggles, I gave him twin Archaeotech pistols, which is just cute. Gunslinger. He can shoot at Yeah, he's he can like, shoot out of the Stormlord as well, so why not, right? Yeah, so he's basically Jericho. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so that, that's that's the heart of the army. Flanking that, we've got two units of ten Velataris, each in their own personal Dracosan with a Demolisher, Flare Shield, Armored Ceramite. So, as defensive as possible with the uh, the Primo Demolisher Cannon. Yeah. Uh, additional backup armor, we've got a Valdor with um, Armored Ceramite Blast Cannon Multilaser. That's the the Sakaar Inventor equivalent. Riding in the Valdor, a tank commander with tank hunters, just to really seal the deal. Uh, the other special weapons tank is a Malkador Infernus. Yeah! With, <laughs> with chemical, ammunition, chemical ammunition, Armored Ceramite, two last cannons. Doesn't need a tank commander because you just put that template down and you just harvest tears. Uh, that's all that's required there. Because you really need more and you really need more anti-infantry, so that's why you got. It's just to seal the deal, man. It's just to be like, you know what? Whatever su- survives the fucking storm hammer gets barbecued. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the and then to round out the list. Set fire to them. Yeah, we're not done yet. No. Behind the Aegis line with a quad gun, we've got. Six rapiers with multi-lasers, and three rapiers with graviton cannons. Okay. So, the multi-lasers, I guess, are there just to mop up. That's, uh, what is it? Uh, fuck load of shots. Six, 18, 36 shots. So, just in case, I guess. Comes in handy. And then those three graviton blasts, just to really strip down the final hull points or yeah, something. So, You've, you know, yeah. or, 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 like, the, the poor guys that, that stumbles out the burning wrecks, you can just make them you know, in difficult terrain, get mm-hmm. really slow, moving up. So you can, yeah, get some extra shots with your fucking Vulcan Megavolters or barbecue. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah nice. so if anything, the list is, the weakness is anti-armor, and it's still got a Valdor, it's still got um, the Graviton Cannons, it's still got Haywire Grenades, it's still got two Demolisher Cannons. Um, certainly infantry shouldn't be an issue. Uh, holy fuck, man. I, I don't know, it's a scary list. It freaks me out. Um, <laughs> the things that come out of your mind <laughs> yeah dude I, I, mm, I, st- I stagger myself uh, the quad gun is super important just to avoid that lightning flying on scenario uh, yeah so don't forget that guy yeah. never leave him without him alright so that's if you want to just you know uh, alienate people and you know just I don't know address your insecurities via wargaming <laughs> if you want to create crazy stories, here's another 3,000-point list. So this one's totally different. This one has only a couple of vehicles. It's based on just human waves rushing at the enemy, bayonet charges, shooting lasers, uh, just madness. And this is this is your uh, Clem list, or Clem-patterned... Yeah, so... It's a, it's a Clementine... Clementine is my Lord Marshal. Clementine-patterned Lord Marshal. Oh, bless. Which is the forming... <laughs> 
Sorry, yeah. I, the, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are into uh, the old Looney Tune cartoons as, as much as I am, but there was always a cat, a cow called, with a with a yeah. droopy hat called Clementine. Every time I hear that name, it's all I think of is Clementine the cow. It's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so, what that is is basically a Lord Marshal built to be as defensive as possible. Eternal Warrior, obviously. Uh, three plus ward save, of course. Artificer armor, yeah, yeah, yeah. For offensive weapons, I've given him two power fists, mastercrafted, obviously, Jesus. and digital lasers. So he has like, uh, how many attacks on the charge? Uh, three, three, five, four, six attacks on the charge. Six, six on the charge, yeah. Strength six, AP two, not shabby. Um, so yeah, that's not too bad at all. And striking he, last, but he's got yeah the three plus with um, within with Eternal Warrior. That's that's tasty. Yeah, I mean, he's only initiative four anyway, so uh, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. So the meat of the army is two Lazarifal sections, and they're just grist for the mill. They're there to die. Uh, one of the Lazarifal sections has an attached flamer section, and that's where I'm putting the Lord Marshal. So he stands at the front of them. The flamers flank him. And then anyone coming at them has got to deal with a grab wave generator, has got to deal with 10d3 flame shots, if they try and pick up the flamer guys, they're hitting the Lord Marshal and they get have to get through his, you know, impenetrable battery of defenses first. All those guys are just pushing out the table. Whatever, whatever. They all have medics attached to them, so that's kind of handy. Uh, as a bit of a helper, they brought along nine Charonites, so the maximum size squad. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> so, you know, you're going to have to deal with those guys as well. Um... I wasn't able to resist including some engine seers, but instead of giving them grenade launchers, I gave them phase plasma fusils, so, you know, a bit different. But the engine seers can still repair. Uh, just, just for, for my, my my sake more than anything else, what, what's the phased plasma fusil do? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wacky mechanic and weapon. It's um, strength 6, AP 3, salvo 3-2, I think. So... Three on three yeah, stays still. It's, it's like a really nice marine culling weapon. Yeah, it's, an, it's a nice, efficient, sort of low-powered plasma gun. Cool. Um, in the fast attacks, the old Thunderbolt, classic Thunderbolt, just with ground-tracking auguries and the flare shield, just because it's cool. Um, I went with three tarantulas, so the sentry guns, and if you give them drop capsules, they basically deep-strike individually. Uh, so then you also give them all multi-melters, so they're just three individual multi-melter platforms deep-striking around the table, just causing a bit of chaos, right? Back rear armor drops and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. And just freaking people out and being like, oh god, I've got to shoot this thing, got to shoot this thing. Um, there's three Leman Rust incinerators driving around. So those are the Volkite Demi Culverins. I gave them all last cannons, multi lasers, and they're being led, of course, by a tank commander. And then rounding out the list is five Cyclopses, all with Adamantic Imploders. That's the D weapon. So, <laughs> better shoot those first. <laughs> so the whole idea is. It's basically a wall of flesh that pushes up the table. You have to kill the Charonites. You have to kill the Adamantic Imploders. Meanwhile, there's just, you know, Lazarapple guys doing their thing, the Thunderbolt cruising around, Tarantula taking pot shots, Incinerators, like, daccaring away. It's probably not as effective as the first list, but the sheer volume and psychological pressure you put on someone, I dig that shit. I've always played Assault Armies, and I'm not going to stop anytime soon, so that's where yeah. my heart lies. Yeah, you get, you get all... There's like you you have to do some serious fucking target priority. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it can kind of get bogged down pretty easily. The cyclopses are not particularly fast; they're just walking around. Uh, same with 
essentially everything in the army. But yeah, it's a matter of like, okay, I've got to carefully kill all of those guys. Okay, done. Now I've got to carefully kill all of these guys. Okay, done. So yeah, you're right. If you panic someone, you can cause some crazy shit to happen. Yeah, as soon as you, you get your opponents to start splitting fire and shit, then you're yeah, all good. Yeah, that's great. Then you, you're, you're laughing. Um, so yeah, two approaches to Solar Auxilia, one armored and savage, and one wild and horde-like. Uh, goddamn, what a list. And, and that's the, the beauty of Solar Auxilia. You've got a few little tools and bits and pieces, and you can make so many different kinds of wacky lists. Uh, I've not gotten tired of it yet. Yeah, no. I can I can understand why. I think it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you, did you say that you you had militia, or I'm, was that I'm just building? A... No, I'm building a militia list. Um, I'm okay. Building, actually, to be fair, I've got I, I've got two two lists in mind. Uh, I've mm-hmm. got my human human militia, and then yep. um, which then use uh, beastmen as their inducted levies. So, like a a wall of abhuman yeah. or, or mod human or whatever you want to call them, subhuman uh, meat shield. <laughs> mod human, like that. Mod human, yeah. Uh, Drinkable Yeah, basically, yeah, that's all it is, just inductive levies. That's that's their, their you know. Yeah, beautiful. They're all, thanks to uh, Tim from the Eye of Horus, I, I took the plunge and they're all modelled up with uh, chainsaws and the beastman shields. So yeah. they're, they're, they're proper fucking brutal. Um, chainsaws and, then, and shields is such a great combo. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they look so good. I haven't even painted them yeah. yet. They look good. And then yeah. the the next list is a cult list using mm-hmm. the Beastmen. Cool. So, um, you know, uh, Abhuman, Helots, and I think Tainted Flesh is what I'm thinking of, something along those lines. Yeah, good combo. Um, but, uh, yeah, like for the um, Ogrins, I'm going to be using Minotaurs. Mm, that's cool. So I've got so, the old uh, Minotaur... Lord and got some more monitors coming and stuff like that and you know gonna have some fun with that. I just mentioned because a lot of militia lists can also do double duty as solar auxiliary list if you want to you know change it up a bit have a bit of a different take on things. Um, the human one and the human list I am I am contemplating making mm-hmm. it interchangeable after having this talk this evening and uh, <laughs> definitely just because. Of the- there's a couple of essay only options like the Malkadoran furnace that are just like oh, I really want to take that against someone, you know? It it's just... that and the, it's that and the uh, Velotaris um, storm sections that just make yeah, me go. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's so lovable, so beautiful. Yeah, the power axes and the, the Volkite. No, oh, oh, oh. Just mm-hmm. just give uh, everyone gas masks and then you can leave fucking whatever. <laughs> Done, whatever. I was yeah. um. I like the uh, the Vestroyan Firstborn models, the old metal oh, um, God, Imperial Guard guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're a great choice, again, for a dual use. Like, it can be Militia, it can be Solar Resilient, it can be Metal. Um, yeah, I love those dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, SA, man. Unfortunately, there's not too much storylines and, and fluff with Solar Auxilia yet, because um, they're quite a novel army. Um if you read books five and six, they sort of pop into the storyline here and there. Right. And generally their role is to make heroic sacrifices while Marines keep their faces in. Isn't it in the... Aren't they in the... Um, uh, is it the Geno 5-2 Chiliad? They're mentioned in um, Legion. The actual, uh, sorry, is it Legion? I can't remember which one it is. I yes, think it's, the 5-2 think... Chiliad are elite above Solar Auxilia, but they're, um, they're not actually Solar Auxilia. They're just part of the Imperial Army. Ah, Same, okay, with the, so... um, Same with the Lucifer Blacks, the other famous regiment. Yeah. They're just like yeah, super well. elite motherfuckers. But yeah, they're, they're technically not SA guys. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think there's this mention of them in the Battle of Kalth that they um 
they're defending a bunch of orbital platforms and they're being bored yeah. by the word bearers. So yeah. they're just like, you know what? Let's just open all the reactors and die in the radiation fire because it's not going to end well for mm. us anyway. So they just <laughs> flood the corridors of radiation. The word bearers are like, what the fuck's happening? And then they just end up like guys in spacesuits being like... <laughs> Melting. <laughs> yeah. We're, like we're all going down, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's great. So, like, I guess the theory was that their void armor is pretty good against radiation. Uh, at least as good as power armor, so... Yeah. Okay, roll those dice. Fuck you, bitches. Picture yeah. that dude in Robocop that gets, uh, he drives into that fucking, what is it, uh, chem tank or whatever oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and he gets hit by a car after he's been yeah. like, by um, toxic yeah. waste. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> so it's like all of them. But and people being like, oh, what's happening? But as for Black Library, I don't think there is any solar exilia. Not that I've seen so far, no. Except, except for, yeah, the Kalf, a little bit. Kalf one, but that's just taken I'm, from... Yeah. I'm not sure if it's in the Kalf novels or just in the... Um, it's in uh, the, the fluff. Books. Okay, cool. The, it's in the Black Book, but I'm not sure about the yeah, that new I mean, Kalf book from the game. If they're mentioned Yeah, I dig there. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of a... You mentioned Legion before. That's one of my favorite books in all the Horus Heresy because the vast majority of it is just talking about humans and them getting freaked out by, like, Astartes at all costs. So they're just like, oh, what the fuck are these guys doing? This is so creepy. Uh, it's more engaging, I think, for me, reading about basic humans freaking out at the scale of the heresy. You know, when a human sees a demon do some shit, it's way more intense than when a space marine does, if, if you get me. Like, so yeah. it gets... It draws me more into it. And that's why, like, essays are fun on me to play, because you can really identify with the guys. They're fighting an uphill battle. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw a slight curveball in, which is something we'll talk. I'd like to talk about in the future. Is mm. um, yeah, it's more of a 40k thing, but you kind of nailed it for me. There is, um, you know, this whole uh, sort of thing around uh, a Horace Heresy movie. How, okay, uh, yeah. Who would you cast as the Primarchs and all this sort of stuff? Yeah. And whilst that's very cool theory, um, this is the point, doesn't boring it? Boring is shit mm. because. Do you really want to follow or have a film about fascist, psychopath, psychotic murderers, basically? I mean, yes, but it'd be a history yeah. lesson more than a film, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean yes, but... <laughs> I mean, yes, but yeah. where, where's the heart, man? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to, you know, root for if you're trying to, you know... But Well, you know, well I, I think, think that, at least in some of the books, they're trying to, while having those remembrances, try yeah. to get, like, a human perspective, just to kind of tone things down a bit. So I think I, I always find it really effective. Yeah, I think if they do a movie, they probably have like the, from the perspective of uh, one of the normal dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, which my favorite books are all like that. Yeah, but uh, it kind of you just kind of nailed it for me. It's like there's the, the human aspect is what makes it uh, easier to get into or, or far more enjoyable. Um, yeah, I mean, what's the space? I mean, they're barely even human anymore. They're they're a tool rather than a, a sentient. I mean, they're sentient, obviously, but you know what I mean. They're they're so dedicated to a single purpose it's hard to it's hard to imagine talking to them about i don't know art or sex or something they're just like okay i don't know what you're talking about man this is not my part this is not my bag you, you Whereas, need to yeah. have post heresy empress london yeah that's true well i mean that's yeah okay we can talk about space marines and fucking for hours and hours and i've got some theories and we'll do another episode on that later on i think maybe oh hell's yeah but, okay. we could definitely get you back <laughs> yeah. but yeah um Essay. What's yeah. your, what are your final thoughts on these heroes of humanity? Love them. Uh, yeah, they're fucking amazing. And mm-hmm. I need to start painting, painting them. Yeah, you need to get on the fucking on the wagon. I need to buy some legit Forgeworld ones. I've only got like Countess models, kind of. 
They look cool, but they're not like this cool bulky spaceman. They're just like, eh. You you want your guys in in diving helmets is what you need, basically. Mm -hmm. At the moment, there are various like Warhammer Fantasy guys caught up in the the far future, and I think it's time for a total conversion. Yep. Definitely. They are are fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, We we, we support your addiction. We support it. We we won't fund it, but we will support it. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, it's alright, I'll just turn to a life of crime. Yeah. It's alright. <laughs> it's all good. But anyway, it was awesome for you to, yeah, that you joined us and talked hey talk, talk to us everything about Solar Exilium. Every single fucking thing. That's been, it's been like three hours, this is awesome. I know, yeah. I feel I feel thoroughly uh, thoroughly uh, edumacated. And, um, edumacated. edumacated. <laughs> it's, it's a proper long word and, and, and shit. Um, it is. But uh, no, seriously, eyes opened, and I need to get me a Stormhammer if uh, they go Legion Legion available. That, <sighs> yeah, I gotta read just... that fact, man. That's that's huge. Well, it's it's rumored. It's sort of picked up from uh, from some of the stuff that's come out in the screenshots and everything from the, uh, the okay, wow. new Red yeah. Book. But it drops this weekend. Uh, uh, time of film. Uh, time of recording. We're uh, just before the uh, open day. It drops yeah. this weekend, so we will probably find out next week. And if that's the case, oh yes, please. <laughs> Stormlords for all. Uh, uh, so might run out of them. One thing I'll say about the Stormlord right is that the sponsors are a great choice, but I reckon it makes the model look really shitty. So I have mine with no sponsors, and I have to live with that decision every day. Uh, you've got to make those aesthetic, aesthetic choices. I mean, rule of yeah, right. Like, so go. like running a fucking thunderbolt is a thunderbolt. Holy shit. <laughs> Ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-purpose, oh, whatever, man. Whatever. I'm not made of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel you. I'm not All made right. of money. So, yeah. Man. Man. Spencer, it was fucking awesome having you on, dude. And we will definitely hey, grab, you for, uh, grab you back for uh, some future uh, segments and stuff, because I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, okay. Love that, that dearly. Yeah. Freddie, you got anything else you want to add, bud? Uh, nothing. We're just going to play you out with a little musical choice from yeah, Spencer. From Spencer. Ooh, okay, cool. So yeah, Ooh, we uh... will we will be back after this fantastic musical choice, which will not be Galadriel's theme tune from Lord of the Rings. I promise that much. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> so we'll be right back after this musical choice. Okay. See ya. Princess Rap Battle. Galadriel versus Leia. Let the rap. Battle begin! One does not simply walk into this fight. I'm the baddest bitch in Middle Earth, the Lady of Light. I look better in white, you should flee from my sight. I'll strike you down like Obi-Wan, cause I'm colder than carbonite. You bet on me, you're not strong enough. A human breaking elf, you don't live long enough. You better listen hard through those donuts in your hair. By the time I end this line, you will love me and despair. down grandma you're ugly when you're mad showing off your dark side you remind me of my dad what a strong female character obsessed with a ring and you had to send a group of men to fix everything when sauron took over you hid in a tree i led the rebel alliance and we saved the whole galaxy when i am done with you you will be nothing but a crater my words explode like bombs i'm a verbal detonator what have your films had, like 13 re-edits? Well, most of your run time is spent on the credits. We're on movie number seven while you're still on your six. Yes, but unlike you, we don't pretend that three don't exist. 
You're like a stormtrooper because your shots never hit. I wore one gold bikini and the world lost its shit. I'll rap faster, outlast her, outclass her, surpass her. I'm a master with a blaster. You're a Renfair disaster. I walk in the sky while you're stuck on the land. Just a hippie hobbit humper, unblinking and bland. No lightsaber needed to take you out. Search your feelings. You will forfeit this bout. I will... Never give in to your Jedi mind trick And after Jabba's eager tongue, you should know when you lick My lyrics so wet, I'm like a rhyming typhoon How's Alderaan doing? Sorry, too soon? I see things that were, things that are, things that may be I'm fully operational, it's over, baby You shall not pass, challenge another You can kiss my ass, pretend it's your brother And we're back from that musical break And we'd like to say a big thank you to Spencer the elf lord himself and um if if we actually get the photos through at some point we will post them up on our wall um but if we have to bargain with photos of our own i think we're going to have problems so we'll see what we can do <laughs> um but seriously thank you for coming on spence appreciate it uh, really informative segment about the solar orcs and um i think they're maybe they're they're a slightly underappreciated faction within 30k um, but we'll see how that grows because I think they've got a ton of cool stuff in there as well. Um, so I think we can see some, some fun stuff coming up. So let's get on to our wrap-up. And Freddie, you're up first. Do you want to take us to our charity roundup? Yeah, uh, so we're up to 53% now. So it seems like we're increasing a percentage each, each episode, which means that we, you know... We've got to do 47 episodes between now yeah, and Yeah, I was just going to say that. We really have to increase our, our number of episodes. Yeah, exactly. Keep, so pay, we need keep to get... pace with that, Jens and Linus. Ha! Yeah, we need so, to do 47 episodes so... until... Uh, yeah, basically until October. So the next episode will just be an intro. Yeah. And then the, and the main topic, the episode after that. Yeah. Uh, no, but... Uh, you know, I want to thank everyone that's donated. And... Um, I might have some news. I might have to. I might have been able to source uh, the power claw for the warlord with you know, the Vulcan Mega Boltus in it. So, well, it seems like the raffle is just going to get better and better because we already have you know the limited edition um, head from uh, you know from you actually got to Warhammer World to get. It's the only way you can get it. And now it seems that you will have the option to you know. Have the claw. Oh, the claw. The claw. The claw. The claw. So, sorry. Okay. So, so you can become a Dr. Claw or whatever it's called. Dr. Evil like. or you know, whatever. Something something fun. The, the claw dude from Gadget. Can't yeah. remember what it's oh. called. So it's claw. Yeah, claw. I think it was just claw, yeah. actually. Yeah, see, why make it complicated? Yeah. Why give him a false medical title when he hasn't earned it? Uh, exactly. Uh, so yeah, just keep on donating. It's uh, for a good cause, and you know, if you win the Warlord Titan, the better. You will get penthouse chicks all coming up to you and stuff and things. So if you've got housemates, you better make them aware that this could happen. Um, yeah. Just for your own, <laughs> you know, for your own peace of mind more than anything else. Who knows? They might be into it. You could get lucky. Yeah. Exactly. Also, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> terms yes terms and conditions apply they, they, this may not actually be the case but we will see yeah but and also uh, Chris said he's going to start you know painting away properly so with any luck it, we might actually it might actually end up in its final stages not in a too distant future 
So I'm just uh, really stoked and excited and waiting to see how amazing it's going to look. I think it's going to look sublimely awesome, um, if I'm honest. Uh, well, what we've seen so far ain't bad, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't bad shit right now, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. Fuck. Now I want one for myself. But, you know, it's for a good cause. And it's, uh, yeah, it's basically just get in there, donate. You still have a chance. Get it, get in there and throw some cash at it because you never know what might happen. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I still have tickets to purchase, but I will be purchasing them. And I am hoping that I'm within luck in luck to actually pick up one myself because it would be to pick up the warlord. Because fuck me, that would be awesome. I might even have to do a loyalist army just to go with it, <laughs> or you well, know, buy some warhounds and do a manipul or something. Or I don't know. So that, then you would need the warhound, two reavers, and four warhounds. Yeah. So that's uh, doable. I got two kids I can sell. I can make that happen. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Chris will hook you up with a nice deal to get them painted. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll, I'll outspend him on Forge World for a year. For a year's budget. Who knows? Jesus Christ. Oh, and I apologize for any hobbying noise you hear right now. It's for <laughs> exactly. Once, it was... For once, it's actually not me. It's Freddy. I know. I got excited and I uh, accidentally bumped something. So that's not, I, I'm not a hobby noise hobby. That... Yeah, I'm not even... That's just the exciting noise. Excitement <laughs> noise. That's excitement his, noise. That's his noise of excitement. Yeah, I know. Like, my dick was too hard and I turned too quickly and it... Sent stuff of, flying. Yeah. It ruined the desk, basically. Basically. Oh, man. What can I say? Um, absolutely nothing, because if I do, it, it'll it, be weird. It's, it's like a so, common problem. So, uh, events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, quickly Event. moving on. Uh, Chris, do you want to take us through uh, the global... We, we talked a bit about it earlier on, but the uh, uh, global well, heresy? We talked about uh, our pledges, at least, that we are actually working on them. And Freddy, for reasons, have powered on. Yep. Just finished my freaking uh, tech marine and my apothecary. Yep. Primus of that kind. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say I, I have to admit something, and I'm a bit ashamed that I have to admit this. Um, I'm not actually doing a commitment this month. <gasps> I know, I know, and I'm sorry, and I hang my shed, head in you shame. You go into the box of shame. For, you like, feel shame. I feel shame. It's like a personal. It's a personal misconduct. <laughs> I'm in there for a while. Um, no, it's because of uh, a couple of things, work-related and the changing of my army list, because I've been using it as a, a way of building up my um, Iron Warriors for... Um... Which is a really good way of using the Escalation League if you have an event coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but because I've changed my list and I was halfway through doing my commitment and then changed my list, I'm not going to have enough time to get it done. However, I do intend to try and organise a couple of games, if at all possible, in the upcoming week or two, because I know there's a couple of guys, or at least one guy, Oscar, who's been on the show before, who is um, actually now getting involved in the Global Heresy campaign. So I'll see if I can go out, hang out and uh, play some games with Oscar at least. So um, I could do a thousand points, but it, it won't be the points, the force I wanted it to be. So it won't be um, it won't be done for the escalation. So my apologies to everybody. I apologise. I throw myself on the uh, on the altar of shame. Um, and I hope I will be able to uh, regain or gain forgiveness from you all um, in the future. Nah. Well, it, it just means that well, you, screw have you, to, then, man. <laughs> you, have to, you have to paint 1,500 points next month. Well, that won't be too hard because that's pretty much what I'm going to be painting anyway. So. Yeah, but that's uh, the point. 
The Escalation League is perfect for this kind of stuff. It is, it is. And that's uh, almost why we thought it up in the beginning, I think. It might have something to do with that. <laughs> or one yeah. of the reasons. And the others to get all this riches and fame from it. Yep. Oh, so, so much riches and fame. Yeah. All the riches, all the fame. Um, I'm still waiting for my check. But, um, you know, it'll, it'll come to the post at some point. I keep hearing. To, to, be, to be fair, the check costs more than what you actually earn from this, so you won't get one. Okay. <laughs> but we're up on the 1,000 points on Mortalis still. Yeah. Uh, it's the Northern Heresy guys running this. And by when you hear this episode, they should most probably have released their the three uh, missions they have for this month. Yeah, they're being it's one from each of them, and they're being supported by Sean from the Season Initiative podcast. Exactly. Hey, awesome. So we'll see when they can get up, but they should be up by mm-hmm. the time you hear this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by the time you hear this episode, I should be finished with my thousand points. Way. Yeah. And even, well, if I push, I might be able to have finished a model by then, and not just bases. <laughs> and, yeah, I've already said my piece. <laughs> so, the, base, yeah. the, base, the bases do look good, though. They do look yeah. very good. They do look very good indeed, my friend. Um, but, so uh, we'll still have to see who takes over in August, but there will be a podcast taking over. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be somebody. And then there will be 1,500 points and raiding missions, so you can finally add those tanks you've been waiting to paint. Yeah, like a Sakaran uh, sitting ready and waiting for paint. Yeah, or uh, like a Spartan in the unit. Yeah, want, a cheeky Spartan in a 1,500 point If you want to be that, want to be that guy... Or two. Uh, Almost. Or really that guy. <laughs> they only have 500 points and Spartan is more. So you have to change your list. Uh, it's all about painting, like we said. So You, you could yeah. add, like, two prim- primaries lightning, lightnings. That could be interesting. See? With uh, full upgrades of Kraken Penetrators, if you want to. If you want to go full uh, full heresy. Yeah. If you want to get punched in the face by, by your mates. Basically, or not have any. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there is that as an option. So, as well. so on that note, <laughs> on that yeah. note, let's move on to something slightly more. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Avario cluster phase three. Uh, this is taking place on the seventeenth of September in Malmo, here in Sweden. Um, sorry, I can't help it. Every time I, uh, every time I listen to the uh, Horus, that just keeps getting stuck in my head. Um, and I've got to say, awesome job to Oscar. And the guys who are running it, they have opened up the registration, and within a day, um, two days max, they've actually filled up all the places and have a reserve list, and are already trying to expand their available space to actually fit the reserve list in as part of the tournament as well. So, awesome job there, guys. Uh, myself and Christopher will be uh, repping the Vrangin Heresy podcast at the event. Um, yeah. Apparently, on opposite sides of the field, on opposite sides. Ah, oh, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, uh, Jody's a bloody traitor, and we can't have that. Uh, no, I'm a liberator, and you're an imperial lapdog. Uh, oh well, at least it uh, you know gives you some practice for the the big podcast off at Scandus. Yep, which yeah. will be a hell of a lot of fun when we get around to it. But yeah. I do also believe that. Uh, the plan is Jens will be coming down as well. I think Jens is part of that list, uh, which would be very awesome. So we get to hang out and uh, 
catch up and we will endeavour to do our best to do some recordings uh, and some interviews with people down there and you know have some fun with the whole thing so yeah 2500 points uh, the event pack will be going up soon and try and get if you're still interested and you haven't been able to get yourself into the event straight up try and get yourself on the reserve list because there's still a chance you can get in if they make more space yeah so go this is it's just fucking amazing that you know events events are starting to fill up so quickly and speaking you know. speaking of that um do you want to take us through scandus there freddie uh, yes, I could. Go for uh, it. There's no spots left, and even there, the reserve list is starting to pile up. So, well, if you're still interested, you can always hit me up, just PM me or send me an email on the link on heresy at gmail.com, and I'll put you up on the reserve list uh, right now. So, we have 30 players all signed up for, all ready to rock and roll. And so far, it, I haven't had to swap people's size for their preferences. It's been fairly even. I'm still waiting for a few more lists, and eventually, once I get them, I'll I'll publish and do like a kind of like team loyalist, team trader, and just write down what people are playing. Because there is still not a deadline to finalize your exact list, but most people kind of have already an idea what they're collecting. Like I'm taking, you know, if I'm taking Empress Children, I'm I'm pretty committed now to take Empress Children. Yeah, unless you're so. Christopher, of course. Yeah, then you keep swapping all the fucking. Yeah, it will pro- probably end up with me actually having to play Emperor's Children. Yeah, or, or or the drop the uh, the word word uh, world eaters could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's world eaters, Raven Guards, Emperor's Children, uh, Death Guards, uh, and it's also going to be Black Shields. I'm not sure I'm going to finish the Solar Auxilia, which was like my initial idea, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Sad panda. Oh, bless. Well, <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm kind of organizing everything before I head off overseas. So um, I think I have all the, the prices almost here, except for the ones I'm waiting for from Scattershop Painting. Obviously, it takes a while to get sent over from the U.S. And, uh, well, we have the place pack is pretty much done. Uh, everyone has started to... You know, I'll hit, hit up with everyone that wants event t-shirts to just, uh, you know, send me an email or PM me and I'll give them my address and they send it to me and because this I organize with the sponsors so they'll print them for free as long as you provide a t-shirt because I, I decided to do it that way instead of increasing the event price. Yeah. So it's up to everyone like you. And then I don't have to fuck around and keep track of everyone's sizes. Yeah. Fuck, just organizing you guys <laughs> shirts who uh, want uh, you know XXL for this no I want L for this no I need medium for this what the fuck uh, if, if you go and shop uh, a fucking t-shirt in that store then it's a different size so so it's so much easier if everyone sends me their t-shirts and I'll just print them yep that's yep. the plan that's a good way of doing it um, yep. so and we've got I uh, we have to mention just one more time sorry for the noise by the way I'm just moving a few parts around um, we have to mention one more time the actual uh, sword of Scandus. Yep. Which have we got? Have, are you going with the the name, the Sword of Scandus, or have you got some sort of idea like the Layer Blade or something like that? I don't know. Uh, well, it's the Blade of Scandus, is it? I like the sword I like I like the name. I just wondered if you if you uh, thought of anything else, or you wanted to you planning on anything else at all? The Scandian Sword. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's just uh, basically the Sword of Scandus. So. 
it's fucking sharp. So whoever wins, the team that wins and starts wielding it around, it's a real freaking sword. So just be be careful. <laughs> so you'll be signing parental. signing legal waivers before you get to play. Yeah, with exactly. It. Parental advisory, and uh, also obviously it's going to be like. Uh, a trophy that stays with the tournament. So what's going to happen is I'm going to engrave like in little brass plaque on top of the the sword box with the names of the players in the team that won with the year and the faction. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then hopefully next year, whatever whoever is on that team that wins will have you know a continued role. So it's going to be like the team team names and a role of honor. A bit, a bit like each, a bit like the Stanley Cup, but with actual killing potential. Exactly. Like when the zombie apocalypse come, we can't, you know, you know, kick down the trophy <laughs> trophy cabinet, take out the sword, and start chopping heads off. Wield the blade of Scandus when it comes to the uh, to the yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, fair enough. That works. Do do the He-Man stance and all all that shit. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm just being attacked by my cat. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So don't uh, call it names this time. No, I won't call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. I won't even bother trying to edit this out. Um, So, uh, what's on next? So, uh, Chris, do you want to take the next event? Yeah. Go on, then. can probably do that. It's the event uh, down under. That's uh, part of the uh, 30K National event series. And that's uh, the Scouring of Sydney's Primary. And it's on the 8th and 9th of October this year at the GameCube in Paramata. And that's the one with the nice format that actually de-escalates over the, week, over the days playing. Mm-hmm. You start off with a really big game and then basically end up with uh, an 800-point game. So and I, when you're drunk. Almost oversized, not what I was going to say, oversized kill team, but basically a, a Zone Mortalis size game down that 800-point level. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, quite a nice representation of pe- of the armies basically getting smashed on the first day and you getting smashed on the second day. <laughs> yeah. A war of attrition, like they yeah. say. Yeah. Now, and like I said last time, I fucking love this idea. Yeah, I think we may have to do something with it ourselves yeah, in the future. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucking cool. It is very cool. It, it might be stolen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, let's be honest. It will be stolen. We've just got to work out when we're going to do the event that steals it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> details, details. Details to, details to, uh, to come. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> and where's that being held? Did you mention that one? Yeah, at the Games Cube in Parramatta. Thank you very much. I apologize if I missed that. Um, it's, a, it's a Sydney leg of the national event, Horror Series of National Events. And I really like that uh, idea of a national event series. Uh, we got time. We could do a Scandinavian one, I'm sure. Scandinavian event yep. series. Give us give us time to organise it. We'll we'll make it happen. Uh, I'm gonna do like Freddie. I want it done tomorrow. Fine, fine. Okay. It could be done tomorrow. Just somebody else will have to do it. Um, and then no, uh, it will be us. Yeah, it will be us. But that's okay. We can do that. It's not like we're doing any other events or planning anything at all. Um, well, it, it could tie nicely into that. It could. We never know. We just need to talk to some people. Talk to some people and talk to some speaking people. Speaking of, speaking of, we have another event, event here in Sweden. Yes, we do. And yeah. I can take that one if you don't have to embarrass yourself as usual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, crackle and pop. Fuck you, buddy. I'm sorry. Fuck I'm... you. That's all I can say. Yeah. So much love. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway, go on then. You take it. 
Yeah, it's uh, the event at Borospel uh, Convent at BSK, if you want to put it like that. And the general information is that it's a 20 spot event. On the main event is on the Saturday, fifth uh, of November, which has more meaning in other countries than Sweden. This this in Sweden is basically just a day to remember the dead. So it's a 1500 points or and 2500 points event where you are required to bring up a list for both values, points values. But uh, if uh, there's an, someone that only have a 1500 point list, you're supposed you're supposed to drop your 250 points list and crush them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is you're supposed to. <laughs> What the hell, man? Where was that going? That that sounded like you were going to start talking about destroying resin. That was not cool, man. That was not well, cool. Yeah, you just have to crush it. No, but you just have to... If someone only have a 500 point list, you're, you're, it's uh, quite obvious that you have to play your 500 point list against them. Because it's, it's, this is an event aimed at uh, newbies, basically, or newcomers to the heresy. And it, we're supposed to bring them into the heresy. Not scare not, them the fuck out of there. Not crush them with uh, Spartans in a 59 point game. Fair enough. So if you have like a calf box, you could almost make a 59 point list, a Pride of Legion list, if you look like. But or a, or a normal list with adding a vehicle or two. But yeah. uh, it's a, it's a nice way to use the Escalation League as well. Yep, definitely. And is. Th- and this is uh, partly or mainly organized by Eric. That's been on our cast before and might be again because we're going to force him to talk about uh, this event yeah well, it might be we're going to drag him on here one way or the other kicking and screaming I'm sure he won't yeah. do either I'm sure he'll look forward to it and come on and be a good guest yeah I'm going down south in three weeks anyhow so well we'll bring him on to a future event definitely because <laughs> uh, I think we need to do that and get him yeah. to come in and talk up his event so after after that that's pretty much it for the events that I know of um, we did mention that we've got our own event coming up, but that's next year, and we're going to take a little bit more time to finalise that. And there are other things in the working as well, so we'll see what we can do there. Um, so rather than faff on and talk about that stuff that isn't going to happen, I just want to give a shout out to uh, some of the other 30k podcasts around the uh, the internet world. Um, so a big shout out to obviously uh, Tim and Michael down at the Eye of Horus, uh, the grandfathers of it all. Um, the Age of Darkness with JP and Mark, and I have to admit, I absolutely love their latest episode where they talk to um, uh, Miles from Little Ledger Studios about painting black and learning that black can be painted in many other colours, especially not black. Um, you basically have to if you want to make it look good. Yeah, but it's it's very very cool and it's worth looking at. Um, obviously, a big shout to our sister podcast and future Fremenies at Scandus, uh, the Northern Heresy. Uh, big sh- and over to uh, Ryan and uh, who else is it? Ryan and oh, Michael at the um, at the Radio Free Istvan. Uh, big shout out to you guys down there. Sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, Sean over at CZ Initiative and um, yeah, some shout outs to a couple of the other guys as well, like uh, Andrew, Andrew and uh, Rob. Thank you very much at the Loaded Dice. Um, and also, again, another shout out to the It Will Not Die podcast again for, uh, especially for my free dice bag because that's pretty awesome. Um, but in general, because they do good stuff. Um, so yeah, not everybody, but those are the ones we love. Those are the ones we listen to, and uh, those are the ones we like to talk about. 
so yeah other than that has anybody got anything else they want to add to the episode no 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 you good Chris yep I'm never good but well Well, I think we're all good for this topic at least I think we're we're all podcast out for tonight it's pretty late and it might might be quite obvious during the last segment that we're (laughs) kind of tired you think you think unlike where it might be blatantly obvious during our interview with Chris Birch and I'm trying my best to conscious uh, to uh, be cognitive and you know have some thought patterns and failing miserably um but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's head off there. So it's good night from me and me, <laughs> and good night for me. <laughs> so and uh, remember, guys, treat life like thirty k. Be angry in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is a Rangian Heresy podcast signing off, and we're done. Cool. Um, yeah. That was only a 20, 24 minute outro. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah see. new record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and see, and it's actually don't really have to be longer than that. I think. No, it's only if we get stuck waffling, which is usually my oh. fault. Um, okay, so that's that done. Uh, other than that, eleven o'clock tomorrow night for Spence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What time do you want to come on? Do you want to come on a bit early, like uh, ten o'clock, and chat for a bit? Get that out of the way. Yeah, why not? If we're yeah, going to be up there like anyway, that. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm potentially supposed to be on Headshot, but that might actually kill me. I'm just thinking about it. Um, I think I might join the week after this Headshot instead. Um, yeah, it might be good to actually have some sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes it's overrated, but then I've got a very long day in work both ways, so... It's not being so weak. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be a pussy. I'm just going to go for it. Um, that's good. Awesome. That's the spirit. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to head off. I'm going to go and undercoat about half a dozen, uh, about a dozen models, and then do some housework before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm going to go to sleep. Good call. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go continue watching the anniversary version of uh, uh, what is it? Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Nice. Um, I might listen to Fer- uh, Ferros as well because that's that's yeah. quite good actually. Yeah, I might uh, be able to sort something with uh, the. Throne of Lights later. Sweet. If you could, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind listening to that. Um, I'm just trying to... I'm try, at the moment, I'm trying to... Um, oh, Christ. Um, I'm trying to um, uh, go through the Unremembered Empire stuff. Yep. Uh, at the moment. And, um, yeah, trying to trying yep. to read through all that at the moment. Yeah, Throne of Lies is tied in with the 40k Nightlords trilogy. Ah, okay, cool. Well, so it's... Uh, Basically, Night Lords, and then it's a flash, some flashbacks in the end. That, uh, cool. Well, yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, it is yeah. quite good. I've listened to it way too many times. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to head right. off, and I will speak to you guys very soon. Yeah. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Sleep, Sleep well. well. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye bye.